You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey yo, hey yo. Uh, 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 I'm feeling this. It's Black Gay Comic Geek and my boy Blur Vision. Every what? week we try to get better. No, it's not a superstition. What? To all my fans out there, we thank you for listening. Your constant iTunes reviews keep us shining and glistening. Woo! But yo, 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 do us a favor and tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Oh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now you messed me up. Do us a favor. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Every Monday, come join us in Geekdom Celebration because we won't be satisfied till we have fans in every nation. Nation! <laughs> Wakanda forever. MC Mikey. Wicka, 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 wicka. Alright, you know, that Show was... me what you've got. Alright, you know what? In hindsight, I will take... All of those past raps, if it led to this one. This is a pretty good one. Leading up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Even pra- building up your repertoire. <laughs> Practice before the league. <laughs> it's like, now nah, I got bars, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So, Blurred Vision of the week, guys. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> and we've got a jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking about Deadpool 2 before anybody else, Michael, because we saw it a week plus Yes, early. coming up in the world. Yeah. But we're going to do non-spoilers yeah, only. Yeah, non-spoilers only. And for once. <laughs> Because we know most people haven't, probably nobody. Most well, no, because it hasn't it. hasn't come out yet. They're only doing screen. Comes out next Friday. Yeah, that's how or it's f- Thursday technically. That's how official we became, dog. Yeah, yeah, we got like like press screening. People in the theater were taking legit notes. We, uh, yeah, we weren't. I, yeah, people, people were notepads and shit. I'm like, oh. Look, it's hard enough for maybe me to I be, should take a note. <laughs> no, nah. It's hard enough for me to be on time for something, much less be so prepared. That I've got like notes and <laughs> yeah, sections taped off and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People getting mad because they didn't have their section with tape on it. That's gonna be us one day. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna become so popular and indignant. <laughs> Where's my tape? God yeah. damn it! This is a goal. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm I mean, Blur Vision. You can already do that. You can already do, you can already do that now. <laughs> I mean, I could, but I'd be an asshole. <laughs> you gotta become Kanye level to kind of get away with that. But even then, you, you see yeah. how it's going for him. <laughs> Not well. Not well at all. <laughs> But yeah, man, we got Deadpool 2 to talk about non-spoilers, and uh, of course we got some DC TV to talk about, I guess. I'm try to be not. Sometimes I'll be letting shit slip. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try and make sure to cut anything out yeah. if you slip up with Deadpool. I, I, don't worry, listeners, I got your back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got DC TV, Supergirl, Flash, uh, Arrow, I guess. No, I'm over it. I'm going to be so honest, dude. After Infinity War, I was telling you some text. I, I think it legit... I was joking before, but I think it legit broke me. I think like... It was such an amazing experience as a fan of like comic books and superheroes and stuff in general. And it was such a well-written, powerful story to tell. Afterwards, everything just feels like, I don't know. It's like, it made everything else feel like half full. Like everything else feels empty or hollow, like shallow by comparison. Yeah, I agree. Oh, you do agree? No, yeah, I I mean, I still, 
at least Supergirl. I still enjoy Supergirl. But yeah, yeah, Su- that's that's still holding. It's it's holding better than. But the even that, two. I was just saying. Huh. Yeah, it was kind of whatever this week. It was part of me like the whole episode. I was just like, okay, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? But yeah, but you know what is holding up for me? Why Hero Academia? <laughs> yeah, and I think we're about to about that first this week because I, I I know once you get the DC TV, it's gonna be like, Ugh. <laughs> but My Hero, woo! Yeah, what's up with that in the anime section? Uh, and then we're going to wrap up with some news of the week as per usual. Oh, wait, I actually forgot something different. Superman 1000. We're going to read a comic book this week, Michael. Yes, For finally. once. <laughs> uh, we're going to save Dark Knight's Metal for next week, but at least this week. We're, we're talking about <laughs> Superman this week, Batman next week. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. And we're going to stick to it because I'm a, I'm a man of my word. And then we're going to make them fight. <laughs> Batman v Superman. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> a better version, a better version. <laughs> What, with like little action figures we're going to do ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> like, with the Thor, like with the Thor. We'll do it I, ourselves. They had this little civil war, but if I was there, I would crush them all. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to wrap up with some news of the week. But before all that, let's get into some iTunes reviews and emails. First iTunes review comes oh, so from... we're going to do emails back to back this time? Yeah, because we only have two iTunes reviews this week, mm. and they're, they're pretty quick. They're, uh, they're some re-reviews from some of our favorite <laughs> listeners, uh, a.k.a. the Spider-Man, our pal Jacob. It's a five-star review. Uh, it's appreciation post two, he says. Hey, everyone. This is going to be another appreciation post rather than a review. Just in case you guys need your spirits lifted or an ego boost. I need, the well, the first, but I think I'll Michael take, I'll take second. Both. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take both. Yeah, you vain bitch. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody see this guy? <laughs> uh, you guys are amazing. Best of the best. Cooler than cool. Top notch of pop. Wow. Ooh. So many compliments in a row. Like it's, it's warming my heart. It's feeding me energy. Give me your energy. <laughs> uh, you're not afraid to put your thoughts and feelings about the things you love. I've been a long time listening to the podcast, and I always go back and listen to past episodes when I finish the current one just to hear your voices and get a good laugh. Oh my, ain't uh-huh. everyone super fan right here. Yeah. Uh, when I sent in my first review, I was nervous as hell to hear your reactions. Since then, I've been sending in reviews weekly and talking to you guys via Instagram. You have no idea what that means to me. Just hearing you guys call me friend or buddy or anything along those lines makes any uh, makes my day a billion times better. So thank you. Aw, oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, man, this is sweet. <laughs> this is a great way to just, like. I love these like I love these types of reviews because it it does kind of fuel us for the next you know for the next episodes. From the bottom of this little fourteen year old boy's heart, almost fifteen. Thank you. Always oh, like Eunice's age, almost. Uh, never stop being the best blurred you can possibly be. And if you ever need anything, and I mean anything at all. You know where to find me. Sincerely, your friendly neighborhood teenager with too much on his with too much time on his hands. Love you guys. Till next time. Jacob, I have a request for you. What's could we request? could you uh force Jordan to finally watch Agents of Shield? Oh, <laughs> I, I told you what the plan is. Once they finish the season, I'm gonna do a recap. Okay. That's the plan. Okay. I'm I'm like I'm staring, I think I'm, gonna do I'm, for, I'm staring at you, but no, no. I'm like I'm, I'm being, I, hear I'm these being wo- I hear these words coming out your mouth, but <laughs> <laughs> are these sweet, sweet lies I'm just saying to the listeners? No, no, I'm, I'm gonna same thing with Krypton. I <laughs> I can't watch that shit week to week. I can't do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it, I think it's better on a binge. Now, now that it's like, because it's really starting to pick up now. But if you like, gotta wait week to week. Yeah, I think it's better on. Yeah, it's yeah. Better. These, the, the DC TV shows are already taking its toll on me. So like, I I gotta just see up these things for a binge just one day. Um, but I would say right now, Krypton is better than on DC a higher level. Well, on a higher level on the, than the Flash. Yeah, but I'm shackled to the Flash just because I'm like loyal to it for so many years. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I get that. Yeah, it's just like Dragon Ball Super. It's like, oh, I hate watching this, but I have to watch it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, man, thanks, Jacob. That was really sweet of you. I feel like he's like our little Spider-Man to our Tony Starks. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't fade away. Oh my God, no! <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> no, God. That's what's gonna happen. If we ever quit podcasting, Jacob, leave us another message next week to make sure we know you're here. <laughs> Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. All right. Well, our next review comes from Anakin J.K. Gatsby, another one of our favorites. Uh, it's a five star review. He hasn't been. He hasn't been. We haven't heard from him in a while. Where you been, bro? Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, nostalgia number one. Actually, care remember. Nostalgia. I actually care remember. I'm confused by the subject. But Anakin says, "How do I say goodbye to what we had? The good times that made us laugh. I wave them back." I, this is definitely a song, but I don't know what it is. I thought we get to see forever, but forever gone away. It's hard to say, say goodbye. goodbye. How do I say goodbye to what we had? Boys to men, you're giving me this look. You're not black. Uh-huh, what are you doing? Not. <laughs> I'm more of a Backstreet Boys kind of guy. <laughs> but that's like, everybody knows that song. Like, even, even the whitest of white. Well, actually, Michael. The whitest of white Adonia. How dare you assume. <laughs> Excuse me, Jordan. Okay, I'm the one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, such a shame to hear that Jamie is gone now. Look forward to what she's doing next. Uh, she's on Asian Boss. Yeah, she's on Asian Boss now. Yeah, in Korea. In Korea. I'm way behind on episodes, but I'm catching up. I like when people say that. It, it makes me happy that we're like we're binge worthy to some people. Can you imagine listening to us for like six hours at a time? Plus, well, I mean, some people do. It's crazy. <laughs> I get annoyed with just you for an hour so I couldn't imagine listening to you I for mean, six I didn't, hours I didn't even want to be here today but <laughs> for, the, for, for Jacob <laughs> you traitor uh, it's great to hear that you guys aren't missing a beat you have no idea how much you do for us blurs and nerds alike thank you quick question has there ever been a time where either of you have found yourself having a nerd off with another nerd yeah, every week with this guy yeah, what are you I'm talking about say, <laughs> how many times we got to like nerd off like nerd off rages <laughs> what you're wrong <laughs> I'm never wrong. It's all imaginary, but you're wrong. <laughs> um, or has someone ever tried to one-ump or stunt on you with your nerd knowledge? Yeah. yeah. Every week on this podcast. <laughs> but no, outside of that, I've had that with other people. Like, I feel like... Like, sometimes I'll post something on the news, and there'll be somebody a message, you're late. I'm like, this was just posted three hours ago. Yeah, but I posted it two hours ago. And I'm like, this is not a competition. <laughs> oh, wow. That's mad petty. I'm like, this is not a competition. Like, I mean, I, I just woke up, so I just saw it. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten into stuff like that similarly with Instagram and just like posting memes. It's like people don't understand that you can have the same thoughts as someone else. So if you make a joke even slightly similar to someone else's jokes. They're like, oh, uh, are you going to credit me? And it's like, I, I don't even follow you. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't see whatever you posted. I'm I'm sorry that you thought, I don't know, what's a good example? Uh, Hulk is a bitch. You can't copyright the thought <laughs> that Hulk was a bitch in Infinity War. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But online, no. <laughs> Thoughts are copyright online. So yeah, all the time. I think, but I also think it's in our nature as nerds to kind of like enjoy debating each other. Like not not even like in a mean sometimes in a mean spirit. Not, not even debate. I know more than you. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I was talking about more of like a healthy kind of debate. But yeah, well, no, sometimes a healthy, it's debate, like a healthy debate is fine. But that's not how, necessarily how I took the question. Yeah, you're right. If someone's trying to stunt on you, yeah, it sounds like just somebody's being petty. 
So I'm like, whatever. I know everything. So you don't. <laughs> wow. You. I was like, I was gonna say you're, take you're, the high road. You're going with me, but <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Michelle Obama says when they go low, you go high. But well, no, when they go low, I go lower. <laughs> you go low. <laughs> Sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No, you can't say exactly. You didn't watch Cobra Kai yet. No, but I've watched the original. That was from Karate Kid. I know, but I'm, I want you to watch Cobra Kai. I will. I need to watch part. I want to watch part two and three first. No, you don't. You, I still want. I, I'm a completionist, Jordan. It's like you the Black Mirror. Just like, exactly. Watch. It's like Black Mirror. I need to watch. Which, funny enough, I haven't gone back. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch the, all the anthology episodes to watch the newest season. It's like, no, you it's, don't. It's too many shows. Too there many are too sh- many shows. We're reaching the saturation point of like like nerd media. Yeah, I'm, stuff like in the movies. And I don't feel I wanna, superhero and stuff I want to watch, but then something else comes out. I'm like, ooh, I want to exactly. watch that. Then something else comes out. I'm like, ooh, and then I forget about the other thing. And I'm like, I can't. I need like 48 hours in one day. Facts. But I feel like it, I I don't feel superhero fatigue in the movies. I feel it in TV. Yeah, I feel it in TV, not the movies. Yeah, in TV, it's like it's like a billion freaking superhero shows now. But in the movies, like. Where the, what are the good superhero movie, shows? I mean, because for the most part, I mean, movie, good superhero movies. Marvel. <laughs> That's really and, it and right Deadpool. now. Deadpool. Yeah, and Fox. Yeah, no, anyway. just Deadpool. <laughs> well, well, Logan, chill, chill. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of the other X-Men. Like we'll talk about Apocalypse. And, oh, yeah. The, no, I'd rather forget about that. <laughs> I mean, Fox did. They're pushing you back to 2019, right? So Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully even further. But before we get into Deadpool, let's talk about some of the emails. Uh, our first email comes from John Rainey. Uh, he says, in a straight-up fight, 1v1, who do you guys think wins? Me. I didn't oh. finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Doomsday or Michael? <laughs> obviously, Michael. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, Blade or Buffy? Mm, mm. This, is, this is a question for you, Michael. Uh, I'm going to let you take this one I'm while I stare at you and sip my coffee. Blade or Buffy? Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on which version of Buffy. What do you mean, which version? Because, like, the TV version, like, if it was the TV version of Buffy, I think she would lose because she's not, because, you know, with the budget constraints and all that other stuff, they only allowed her to do so much. But, like, in the comics, she's able to dodge bullets and shit. And she's. Oh, that's right. You did tell me she's like a superhero in the comics now. Yeah, so, because they don't have to worry about budgets and, and, and her being able to jump high. They don't have to put her on a harness and all that mm. other shit. Okay, so comic book Blade versus comic Buffy, and then live action Buffy versus live action Blade. Live action. If it's live action, Buffy's losing. I mean, it's Wesley Snipes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> He's an actual legitimate. Granted, it's still it's the character. But yeah, I'm like it's not so like. What? No, I just think the, Sarah Michelle Gellar no, versus. It's still Wesley. Wesley Snipes. It's still Wesley Snipes. <laughs> okay, he gonna win. All right, but comic book, I would say Buffy. Yeah, from what you told me, it seems like she's basically like almost Superman level. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Um, so John goes on to say, also in an interview, one of the Russo brothers confirmed Valkyrie escaped with half the as, as, with half the Asgardians. I think we kind of said that in our Infinity War review uh-huh. too. Okay. Uh, and actually, he has a second email. He says, one last ting, not thing, ting. <laughs> uh, is it weird that I didn't cry at all during Infinity War, but during my Marvel marathon leading up to the movie, I cried at the end of the first Avenger? Wow. Oh, wow. So when when Steve died and sacrificed himself to destroy that uh that ship that was going mm-hmm. to New York or whatever, that was a sad moment. Like looking back at the first Avenger, it, it's aged really well for moments like that. And they talk about uh, the dance, yeah, save save a dance for me or something like that. 
I wonder if he cried in the scene where it's like Peggy looking sad or when he woke up in the present and Nick Fury and then he said that same line Nick Fury where it's like yeah I just had a date or whatever you know what I mean get the time stone go back (laughs) well I feel like they are gonna do that for Avengers 4 I feel like they're gonna hit highlights of like certain moments in the MCU's history oh yeah I think that too yeah um I mean it's not weird I mean Michael didn't cry at all I was gonna say you cry what you cry at I didn't cry yeah I wonder if I would like. To, I wish I could have, like ask a question to him now. And be like, did you cry in Winter Soldier? <laughs> now, go ahead, send him. I mean, you have his email. Oh yeah. Well, I guess if you're listening, John, like send an email. Let me know. Did you cry during Winter Soldier during the uh, scene with Peggy and Captain America? Yeah. Was it only the first Avenger or? Yeah. Did you have? Because I feel like all the Peggy Cap moments were like really repeated crying moments. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? In Winter Soldier, when uh-huh. he's on, she's on like the when he's revealed she has Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. That was really sad. I remember I got choked up in the theater, like in that moment. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Steve! I, 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 well, you have no emotions. <laughs> uh, next email comes from M. Jones. My bad, guys. Uh, all 11 episodes of Sea Control are on Crunchyroll and YouTube. I oh, remember that anime. Oh, yeah, Sea Control. Recommendation? Yeah. Which I haven't watched. <laughs> no, I, I forgot. Well, at least now we know it's on YouTube and Crunchyroll. Will you be seeing the Artemis Hotel movie? It stars Sterling K. Brown as John Wick, basically. Artemis Hotel. I've never heard of it. I've also never heard of that. Oh. Something to look up. Is, yeah, is there a trailer for that? Maybe we should talk about that in the trailers. Yeah, we'll look it up. As always, love the podcast and stay nerdy. Thanks, M. Jones. Thank you. you. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Uh, next email comes from... I think this might be our last one. Uh, no, we've got one more that literally just came in. So our second to last email comes from... Sheldon Doxley. Uh, subject is post Thanos villain. What up, my blurred? Start listening to the podcast a few episodes before your Justice League episode. Jordan, I've seen Infinity War five times. Damn. Damn. And I've cried each time. A man after my own heart. <laughs> I feel your pain. Michael, because of you, I can't stop calling things trash. <laughs> oh, You're Lord. welcome. Don't rub up on our listeners. <laughs> You're a very bad influence. Uh, hey, I mean, I got them saying "fuck you." Oh God! I got you guys saying because you didn't. You didn't used to say that before. No, but now it's becoming a term of endearment. Uh, anyways, who do you think will be in the next? Uh, who will be the next big villain slash? Who do you want it to be? He means for Avengers. I'm thinking Kane the Conqueror will be the next big baddie. Everyone knows that time travel will be an aspect in Avengers 4 and totally see something the Avengers do in that movie affecting the future and Kane coming back to our present for some course correction. That makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, Kang, <clears throat> Kang is somebody I want, but that all that's all uh, contingent on the Fox deal because Kang is owned by Fantastic Four. Which, really? Which is Fox. That's a Fantastic Four villain? That's a Fantastic Four villain. I thought it was an Avengers villain. Well, he technically is, but he started in Fantastic Four, and his name is Nathaniel Richards, Reed Richards. He's not actually related to him, but Fox is still like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Wow. Um, but by that time, it will be possible. Yeah, so hopefully. But I want Galactus. I want Galactus too, but especially with what he actually, just said. Actually, I really want Doom. I mean, I also want Doom, but I think especially with what he just kind of described here, that makes the most sense from flowing from the events, like as a, a, as a, um, a repercussion of the events in Avengers 4. Just like we talked about with, Age, with um, the original Sorry, Age of Ultron mess, comic. Them, them messing with Tom allows Kang to be able to come? I don't know if it allows, but like if they are screwed with the time stream... You know, he deals in that, so he'd be like, um, no, you can't, bitch. And he would come back and do some But shit. then, I don't know, would it, would it kind of make 
Marvel go, well, we don't want to do this again because since he's a time villain, they'll be like, well, we don't necessarily want to do another time travel movie. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, you mean, well, I... Mm, like repeating themselves. But yeah, but when, I'm not saying he's the the villain for Avengers 4. Maybe he'll come back. Well, like, no, I'm not talking about Avengers 4. I'm saying like even Avengers 5 or 6. They'll be like, well, we just did Avengers 4 and it's all time travel. So then they go back and do another time travel. I mean, it depends how they do it. It depends on how they use time travel in Avengers Four, and then how they would use it with Kang. It doesn't necessarily have to be if they if they do a time skipping, like time hopping kind of adventure in Avengers Four. Um, I wouldn't think they would do that for Kang. And the opposite is true. If they don't do that for Four, then it's open for Kang. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It really depends on what happens in Four. Yeah. But if it does go down like that, then I could totally see that being a thing. Um, but speaking of Doom, he also goes on to talk about that. He says. Personally, yeah. Personally, I would love to see Doctor Doom as the next villain, and they adapt a version of Marvel Ultimate Alliance for the MCU as the next chapter of movies. Keep up the black excellence. I'm trying to remember the plot. Yeah, I don't remember the plot for Ultimate Alliance. It's been so long. Where all I remember is the like the combo moves. (laughs) That was like the main thing. And when they did that in the first Avengers, I was like, oh. But like truth, truth be told, like going forward, like in Phase Four, whenever the 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 rights to uh, Fantastic Four and X Men fully uh, go through, like not just in an Avengers movie, but I want Doom to be like an overarching presence in all the MCU movies, like going forward until he's like the main villain. Well, not Vo- all. It wouldn't make sense, like in Spider Man or something. He's fought Spider Man before. Yeah, but you don't go and shoehorn. Like Donald was in but every I'm not single saying, movie. I'm not saying like make him the villain of Spider Man, but I'm saying make him a presence. Yeah, how do you make a, him a presence in Spider Man? Like without him fighting Do- Doctor Doom, like like various like on the news or something. He shows up like maybe he has like since he's since he's a uh, a monarch and he has diplomatic immunity. Maybe he has a speech at his school and Spider Man is looking at him like this motherfucker. Like if it's small things. Like, 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 kind of what you just described, or like in a news article or on a TV or something like, just, just around the world. Then, yeah. And but, then he like makes a reference, or just, just like as he's walking out to school or something like that, he makes a reference that he knows who's that he's Spider Man. And Peter's like, "What? What? All right, it's too much. Now you're putting Doctor Doom in a Spider Man movie full on. <laughs> no, I didn't I say that. I said as he's leaving. Yeah, he's but like, you, but you can't have a cameo that direct. <laughs> people are like." So now it's what about the scorpion? Like, <laughs> like if Doctor Doom's that much of a presence, it's like, nah, give it to me. I want it. <laughs> but I think it should be true for any villain, not just Doctor Doom. Like, wh- wherever the next big villain is, I do want him more then. so than Thanos. Where it's just like, I'll do it myself, and then you never see him again for like. Yeah, I, I liked when he would make small appearances in like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. Like where it, where it makes sense, I, I would like them to be peppered in. But Marvel's good at that. Like I like I I've got to the point. With I mean, the MCU, yeah, they've gotten better and better. Even seventeen, even seventeen movies or nineteen movies in now, or is it eighteen? Whatever the number is, I feel 19, like yeah. these last five movies. I say they phase three. Re- yeah, they really hit their stride. I think all of phase three was the stride. It started with Civil War, like it hit the ground running. Yeah. So, and like I don't know, I have a lot of faith in the MCU. Like, and they've earned that faith. Like I don't, I I think made this post on my Instagram, but like going into a Marvel movie now. I don't really question if I'm going to like the movie or not. I just question how much I'm going to like it. But as opposed to my DC, it's like, oh, this is 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> if even 50-50. I'm still, I'm still like Aquaman. I'm just like, we, we haven't heard anything about this movie. I mean, the dude wants to make it right, but I, his word is nothing to me. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, James Wan, but no. <laughs> you could be Spielberg. And I would still be like, 
I don't know. Because <laughs> they are doing a Spielberg I mean, DC I was, movie. Say, I was just about to say Blackhawk. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Uh, from your friendly neighborhood, Black Guy Sheldon. P.S. This podcast got me back into watching anime. And I'm burning through my hero and rewatching a classic from my childhood. I'm 27. Yu Yu Hakusho. Fuck yes. Yu Yu Hakusho was awesome. And one of the best anime openings ever. You didn't watch Yu Yu Hakusho, did you? I'm like, fuck you. Spirit Gun! I'm like, I don't know what you're Yeah, you don't get that reference. Uh, and our last email comes from Stanley Ward. What up, Blurred? It's Stanley here. I wanted to give you my overall impressions of My Hero Academia so far this season. Uh, we started off kind of shaky, to be completely honest, but to be fair, it was 100% worth it to see all our favorite characters in the next few episodes and how far they've come and what areas. And what areas. Um, and last but not least, my favorite moments were definitely seeing Deku not only fight muscular, hell yeah, mm-hmm. but to overcome his brutish strength with the purest and humblest recharge ever. Uh, the scene where he, we finally see him or see how OP as fuck Koryama is. Oh, we'll talk about this this week. And last, but probably also least, is when Koda punches Midoriya in the nuts. That's I your favorite that. part. That was my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about other things, but this took up way too much time. Thanos killed me too. Congrats, kid prediction. <laughs> also, remember last week where I was like, I mentioned like some reviewers said something about an upgrade. I was like, what are you talking about? I think they meant kid prediction was the upgrade. Oh, okay. Like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. Um, stay nerdy, my blurdies. P.S. I did like all the stuff you said in New York, and I had an awesome time. Thanks, bros. Thank you, Stan. Are you talking about the Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be. That's gotta be the Spider-Man, yeah. At, yeah, the, so- right? at the Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be it. All right, man. Let's get into our topics of the week. Uh, let's start off with Deadpool 2, our non-spoiler review. Believe it or not, Deadpool 2 is a family film. Can you come out? I have to go. It's my anniversary. There's this kid. He's in trouble. Russell, right? Firefest. That kid's got a terrible name. It's awful. I've tried to tell him. He needs you. Here's the plan. Save the kid. Come home. Make a super baby. Pretty sure it doesn't work that way, but we can try. Okay. Maximum effort. So Deadpool 2, man. Mm-hmm. We're finally here. Right, really, the rated R superhero movie that kicked off like the whole trend. Logan followed suit, and hilariously, that movie kind of mentions that in like the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just talk about our overall thoughts. Let's give our non-spoiler reviews, our ratings, and for those who don't know our ratings, been here in Blur Vision. I'll drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Um, this movie had a lot to live up to, man. Definitely did. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, we all the first one was the highest grossing R-rated movie ever. Yeah, I kind of compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of like a superhero comedy, where like the first one completely blew expectations out of the water. So going into this one, I was a little hesitant because even though I liked the trailers, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy two also had pretty good trailers and. I felt like a lot of those jokes were too forced when it came to like the actual movie itself. I feel like the jokes kind of took the forefront of the plot almost. Uh-huh. And I feel like it suffered because of that. Yeah. I still like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but I don't nearly love it as much as the first one. It was not nearly as memorable or endearing. Yeah, I remember saying on a, uh, when we reviewed it, like I, I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but I feel like it's something I don't want to watch. I, like, I have no interest in watching again. Mm-hmm. It, feels, it felt kind of hollow compared to the first one. Um, and Deadpool 2 it's got a bigger budget it's got more characters you've seen the trailers that they, they have their own superhero team now yeah my man Peter <laughs> and boy what they do with Peter who 
<laughs> it made me very happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's give our overall thoughts, man. So what, how do you feel about Deadpool 2? Uh, so yeah, going into Deadpool 2, I didn't know what to expect. I just thought I was going to have a good time. Yeah, Thanos. <laughs> Thanos in it. Yeah, and it's and it's gonna be dark like the DC mm-hmm. universe. Domino's <laughs> in it, and you know it's you know that whole controversy. Remember that controversy? Yeah, it's a black Domino. Yeah, not even a factor. Like once you get over the initial, like oh my god, it's a black character. It's like no one cares. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. I think she stole the show. Definitely, especially compared to all the other new entries, other than maybe Cable. Yeah, and even even if you compare her to Cable, I think I, I think she was a better addition, in my opinion. No, I agree with that actually. So yeah, overall, like even from the opening credits, like I I I I think this is at least this year. I don't think I've ever I don't think I laughed so much in a movie this year. In terms of because because I'm yeah, like Thor Ragnarok was last year. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok was last year, and uh, so had that going for i think i laughed more in this movie than the first deadpool and Hmm. so yeah uh there was a lot of action sequences that i liked overall like i enjoyed seeing the character moments i enjoyed seeing you know the gang get back together colossus mega negason i was about to say megasonic what is who is that (laughs) negasonic well that's actually isn't that a word megasonic yeah i think that's a word but (laughs) Her name is Nega. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I enjoy seeing, you know, Vanessa. <laughs> What'd you just call me? No, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I enjoy seeing them all get back together. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, like, I think he, he he was definitely made for this role. Like, Oh, for sure. If you take out all his other movies, the good, the bad. <laughs> the ugly? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is ugly in this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna say something nasty, but Jesus <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, Michelle Bacher or whatever in the last movie says a face I'm, to sit on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Vanessa in this movie. I still sit on his face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now that I said well, that, he's ugly. <laughs> you're gonna sit on his face because you're weird. <laughs> is it weird though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was weird when she said it in the last movie. I was like, ew. <laughs> I was like. That girl, your girl from my own heart. <laughs> oh, gross! But yeah, I I, I enjoyed. I, overall, I enjoyed the movie, the action, and uh, there was a lot of things that I wasn't expecting mm. <laughs> that happened in this movie. I was like, wait, what? Like, I, I didn't even predict certain things that that happened that that did. Uh, but overall, like, there was some things that they did that I didn't like that kind of made me enjoy the first Deadpool a little bit better because mm. I feel like there was a lot of callbacks okay. to the first Deadpool. But they did it in a way where usually if you do callbacks, you'll do a callback, but then you add something to it to make it different. But I feel like they kind of did a call, like they did a lot of callbacks and pretty much it was the same thing from the first movie. And it was just like, eh, all right, seen it, okay. bef- seen it before, but whatever, I'm still enjoying the movie. So, yeah, and and then that like guys stay stay for the post credit scene. There is a post credit scene in this movie. Oh yeah, and just like the first one. Yeah, just like the first one, and that's like, like that was like one of the best post credit scenes <laughs> in a lot of movies comparatively. I I'll save my thoughts for that. <laughs> I mean, granted, I, I'm not gonna talk about it for just for, but just for the sake of it for the post credit scene. I I enjoyed it. Mm. But yeah, overall, I give this movie uh, more than passable. 
Okay. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I, I thought true might have been a little bit higher than that. Um. So going into this movie, I just I I love the first movie. I think I probably gave it a perfect vision on this podcast. Yeah, I think I gave the first one a perfect vision. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on this podcast. So. No, it was before your time. <laughs> um. So I didn't give it a perfect vision. No. <laughs> I say this in terms of a comedy, it's got more jokes per minute than the first movie. And unlike Guardians of the Galaxy two. I feel like because it's Deadpool, that wasn't necessarily by itself a disservice to the character, the plot, or the movie itself. I feel like adding more jokes and making jokes the the forefront to a Deadpool movie is more acceptable than a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We're trying to really evoke more more emotion feels from like what was going on in that plot. Um, there are some. That being said, there are some pretty heavy stuff that goes on in this movie that was really surprising. We, I brought my uh, my Con Ramen Studios teammate, Christine, to the premiere with us. And she was like, so I didn't see the first Deadpool. Is this like uh, like a, a sad movie? I'm like, a sad movie? Yeah, no, not at Deadpool? all. Deadpool? <laughs> that said, I was like, oh wow, there's actually some sad shit in this. <laughs> I did not expect that. So there's some heavy shit in Deadpool too. Wow. Um, but it didn't... Like that could have like changed the tone for the worse, but I don't feel like it did. I feel like they balance the heavy elements pretty well with uh, the lighthearted elements, just by the virtue of it being Deadpool himself. And Deadpool, as a character, he uses humor as a self defense mechanism. So when he made a lot of jokes, especially early on when there was like some tragic things going on, it made sense to me. Uh, not in the same way like in Guardians of the Galaxy, where you know they're. I Drax like is just making exactly, but like you know, Deadpool's doing it for a reason. He's doing it because he's trying to, to get away from emotions he might be feeling. Yeah, um, I feel like they cranked up because of the bigger budget. There was also a better action, but I feel like what this movie lacked was narrative drive, in terms of like a central strong villain. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you know, if you're going, if you've seen Batman v Superman, if you've seen any superhero like crossover ever you know it's cable seems like he's the villain in the trailers but like come on he's a superhero so you know at the end of the day something's gonna happen and deadpool and him are gonna be on the same side for the end of the movie some some something's gonna happen i'm gonna say what <laughs> but something um so i just feel like well i just lost my train of thought but the fuck <laughs> I, I didn't even say anything yeah no <laughs> um talk about batman v superman cable uh narrative drive Oh yeah, I, I just feel like, um, like there were complaints going into this that we heard from like other reviewers, like that did like the like pre screenings, like, the early test reviewers. They said mm-hmm. that they felt like the the story was messy, that there wasn't a central through line in the plot, and I agree with that. There are moments in this movie that I feel like um, I was sitting back and going, like, where's this gonna go? Like, what what's what is the point of this movie? Like, what's the focus? And because there wasn't really a central villain, because there wasn't, I, I felt like there was almost like three different sections of this movie where like, it felt like it could go one way in the beginning, in the middle it seemed like it could be a different movie, and the end could be even another movie. Um, so I, I got the complaints, but I, I don't agree with them saying that it made the movie like that much worse. Because at the end of the day, it was a fun ride, and where how it did wrap up, I felt like it did kind of wrap up each of the plot threads pretty neatly together. Um, and because there were more jokes per minute, I say I, w- I think I did have more fun overall in Deadpool 2 than the first one. 
so I don't know why I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. I, I think it's, it's something has to do with I, maybe the novelty of Deadpool himself. Maybe it's like what you said, there being too many callbacks to the first one. So like, I've, I'm feeling like the the newness and the comedy was was more palpable in the first. Maybe it was like more, yeah, more novel. Um, because it was new, it was different, and yeah. this one it was like, oh, you guys like that? Well, let's do it again, but let's not do anything different to it. But it's weird because there's more tragedy. I feel like there's it's darker than the first movie, but at the same time, I felt like there was more heart in the first. I don't understand why that is exactly. Maybe because of the plot itself and like what it's about. Because they they build Deadpool one almost as like a Valentine's Day movie where it was about the guy trying to get the girl and he's fight. It's very direct. I gotta stop Ajax because he fucked up my face. Yeah, and they did that on purpose with the marketing, like having it come out on Valentine's Day. And yeah, it's like he's the enemy. He messed me up, and I have to save my girl. Like it was very, like it was very by the numbers and but and simplified. But I feel like in that simplicity. It felt like a more complete journey. This felt like like a not a greatest hits of Deadpool, but just a lot of almost disjointed moments. As you say, like this movie, as you're talking, it, it popped into my head. Like, and and again, I gave it a more than passable, but this movie more or less feels like the filler to X Force. We got to do this movie to get the yes, X Force. I agree with that. Maybe that's why. Because it did feel like less of a Deadpool sequel in some ways, and also kind of an X Force prequel. So it was like kind of those two things colliding, and that's kind of what the problem with Iron Man Two had. Remember the the growing pains Iron Man Two had when it was trying it was trying to be a sequel to the first Iron Man, but at the same time trying to set up the entire. It's the same problem people have with Age of Ultron with that whole Thor water sequence and all that mm. other crap. Yeah, so there there is something to be said that bigger is better to a degree, but when you put too much in it, it starts to become like it detract from what the point of what you're watching is so i guess in this case like it just made things a little bit too busy so i i, I didn't really appreciate the the warm nougaty center of this movie as much um but like i but that being said i actually agree with you and your rating i i give it a straight more than passable not even like a high more than passable no, it's just a straight more than no, passable. It's just a straight more than passable um but it's so weird to say because i had a lot of fun but that's, <laughs> it's not even like a more than passable is a bad rating it's just i don't know i guess compared to the first one I was expecting to walk out here, walk out of the movie theater like, yeah, perfect vision, but like, mm, not quite. But I enjoyed it more than Guardians of the Galaxy two. I'll say oh, that. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it more than Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. So I mean, but but that but all that being said, good on Fox because this is now three movies in Logan, Deadpool, and now Deadpool two, all R rated, all pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's a feat. Which, but. <laughs> You know, Dark Phoenix is coming. I'm just like, <laughs> well, that's that's next year. I don't gotta think about that right now. Dark Phoenix it's in and my mind because they keep releasing these news about it. Like it's gonna be so great. Like oh. we added more scenes and yada yada yada. And I'm just like, it's gonna be trash. <laughs> and they're billing that as the final, uh, final X Men movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe at, at, at it's worse. Maybe it'll just feel complete. Like maybe it'll have some closure to it. Nah. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe Hugh Jackman will come back or something just for like one little quick appearance at the end. I want a splash scene of the X Men as I wanted to see them, like the '90s style X Men, like just like the my favorite scene in War, all these X Men movies in the yellow spandex. Yes, actually, but my favorite scene in um, what was it? Apocalypse was the last moment where they showed the X Men in like all their uniforms, like they have the actual like classic colors. 
Mm-hmm. Like that kind, was, kind of they still they kind of finagled it a little bit. Yeah, they, they, it was like a uh, a mixture of like the singer style, but it had the colors and the overall aesthetic of the the nineties X Men suits. Yeah, so like that was my favorite. That's one, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, for the most part, that Marvel doesn't really skimp on. Like they put them in the comic book outfits, like even Loki with the ridiculous looking horns, and they still make it work. Yes, and that's like that's a feat into itself, but. It, it does so much for the fans because it makes you feel like you're actually watching the thing you used to love on the page come to life as opposed to this is somebody's weird interpretation of the thing I love. Oh yeah, you know Captain I mean? America in the original suit. They put the weird looking gloves on Doctor Strange. He punched though. Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, but that's that shows you how much at least the people who make these movies like Marvel at least. It's like no, we gotta, put them, care in, we gotta put them in leather. Yeah, it's like nobody, like, dude, who wants that? Brian Singer does, not us, not the actual X-Men fans. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool 2 was good about having a lot of um, cameos and Easter eggs, I think, tied directly to comic book lovers and fans. Yeah, I said this to you in the theater. I was like, Deadpool 2 does better with referencing the X-Men lore in the universe. And the X-Men does. Both both comic book and the movies than X-Men, the actual X-Men movies does. Like, if you told me Deadpool 2 is a Marvel movie, I believe you. Same thing with first Deadpool. And even I'm pretty sure even I'm pretty sure, Ryan, I'm pretty sure Ryan Reynolds feels that way too with what he what he put at the end uh, when the credits were uh, rolling when it said in associate with, <laughs> in association with Marvel Productions or whatever yeah. the the money bags or something like that yeah the money bags <laughs> that's another thing the credits in this is just as good like the intro credits just as good if not a little better than the Deadpool ones uh huh the fight scenes bigger and better um there's a lot of there's some CG battles in here that are fucking amazing um. Maybe not as technically amazing as I would want them to be, but the fact that they're in here, it's better than any X-Men movie. Yeah, there's a lot of surprising moments that I have you cracking up. Oh, yeah. Lots. I wish we could talk about it, but we can't. Yeah, we can't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we'll give our full spoiler thoughts on the next podcast next week. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, but I I did want to mention the post-credits scene. They yeah, were great. There's, there's something about like but, I want to talk about it, but I don't like I don't know how to talk about it without spoiling it. Because I mean, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I didn't like. I loved it, but I hated it at the same time. That's exactly what I want to say. Like I, I also loved them, but for what they did to the rest of the movie, it made me go, ah, you kind of just weakened it a little bit. And that's that's a surprise. I'm like, how did you do that at the last second? But it's like, in a way that I like, but at the same time, I don't. It kind of took some of the stakes away. And it's like, but you built it up, and you kind of you could just you could just left it there, but you didn't. And I'm happy you didn't. But I'm also not. Yeah, that's all I can say without spoiling. <laughs> like for a post credit scene itself, like I thought it was funny, hilarious. Yeah, like like I was like in tears laughing. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, but at the same like you said, at the same time, but it hate, takes away. Something. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, mm, I don't know how to feel about it. Um. But I had a good time. Like I can't say I didn't. Like the the premiere was fun as hell. Thanks, shout out to Fox and their associates for inviting us out there. It was great. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, hopefully we get some more. <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking. I'm like so. But what about those uh, Han Solo premiere tickets? That's not how it works, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any power. They give me power. Don't you know who you are? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I should I should be demanding. <laughs> That's exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, this was Deadpool tickets. But what about Solo, though? <laughs> even though I really wouldn't even see Solo that bad. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Don't listen to that Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I totally want to see Solo. Please, please invite us out to a premiere. <laughs> even though I think the premiere happened already. I think it was this week. It was the oh, same yeah? week as Deadpool. Oh, really? I think I think it was the same day, actually. No. Well, you know, sometimes I get those 
pre-screenings are like you know the same week, but like a Wednesday instead of a Thursday or something. Yeah, because usually, yeah, this is like the I think this is the earliest I've this, ever this gotten. This is the first time. Yeah, I think this is the first time we'll see it. Like when the rest of the press got to see it. Yeah. As opposed to the week of, <laughs> they looking at us like we're your notepad or what? <laughs> we're uh, black. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have an iPhone. I have I have a notepad right there. <laughs> I didn't take notes in school. I didn't take it for a movie. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> my, my notes are in my brain. <laughs> are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we want to say that we can say non-spoiler about this movie? Uh, uh, go see it. <laughs> go see it. Yeah, good job. Oh, Cable. I'll be talking about Cable. Cable was good. Yeah, Cable was good. Although Kind of one note. Th- uh, yeah, I think it was better than I will say, yeah, I was going to say, there wasn't as much backstory as I would have hoped that they would have gone into for yes, Cable. Yes, agreed. It was very light on his back. For him to more or less be the the co-lead of this movie, there wasn't as much. Damn, was he? I guess he was the co-lead, but he didn't feel that way. He felt like just a side character. Yeah, but he's he's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's technically quote unquote the villain and the co-lead. Yeah. It was they did a decent job of simplifying his backstory. I'll give him that. And they even make a joke about that, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't even, and this is before even the movie started, right? That was like for us special, the yeah, pre-screening that was message from Deadpool. From Ryan, from Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, don't Google get Cable's origin story. It's nonsensical. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. And true. Very Because they tried going into like, oh, he's the father. I mean, he's the son of uh, Cyclops. Cyclops and, and Madeline and Pryor. Pryor. He's a clone of Jean Grey, but not the real Jean Grey. He was called the X-Man. He has psychic powers, but now he does. Like, it's so much like backstory yeah, to him. They didn't even go into like the techno-organic virus, which is why he has a metal arm and all the other stuff. No, they barely describe even what he does. They're just like, he's a soldier, right? You're a soldier? Yeah, I'm a soldier. They didn't oh, even talk right? about his mutant power. He was just using technology. Yeah, no. He didn't use a telekinesis. Did they um, even specify that he wasn't mutant? I'm like, was that a, was that a spoiler? <laughs> what? The fact that I said he didn't use his power. Is that a spoiler? Maybe. I don't know what spoilers are anymore. There's even a time when spoilers were just I like mean, a crucial plot detail. I mean, it doesn't not I things say, that don't happen. I was say, it, doesn't, it doesn't really tell you the plot, but you know no. how people are. Oh, I didn't want to know that, bro. He doesn't use his power. Man. I thought he was gonna take off his arm and have second powers like a cure, bro. You fucked it up for me. I don't know. We live in an age of like super sensitive people. Yeah, online. like I said, I mean, it doesn't say the plot, but still. No, I'm gonna leave that in because that's that's not really anything. All right. I, mean, like, I don't know it. I think it going in, at least temper expectations to know that he's not going to go full of cure and shit. Like, that's not going to be a thing in this movie. Maybe it will in the future, but not in this one. Um, and yeah, mentioning Domino, despite all that controversy and shit that surrounded her being... And how many fights did we have online with people defending her as like, casting as Domino? Uh-huh. She's great. Yeah, she was great. She was hilarious. She was really um, charming. That power, that's open. I'm like, can, can I, I say it? Does that count predictions? I said it was going to be... You uh, said it during the movie. <laughs> what? No, I... I looked been, at me, you was like, that's pretty OP. No, not that it's OP, but remember I was saying that uh, I feel like there's going to be an amazing slow motion sequence with her powers. Let's showcase them. I don't remember this conversation. What the fuck? No, I'm so serious. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember this conversation. I mean, this is, this is a while back. This is like back when we used to talk about the Deadpool trailers. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, I did, so it counts. <laughs> no, Kid I, prediction! I, I, I don't remember that. If that's the case, I could, say, I could go back and say, well, remember when I said... <laughs> what? But I did say this! <laughs> but whatever. But is she, like, even in her look, I, I, I'm glad that they didn't go the, the classic Deadpool... I mean, the classic uh, Domino look. 
I, I actually kind of prefer this one. Yeah, I prefer this. Yeah, I feel like the other one might look too Harley Quinnish now that we've had a cinematic Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And I think I've even said this before when we were looking at the like the trailers and the initial backlash. But like she, her, her look was unique, and her powers were cool, and she was charming as hell. So like, there's really no reason to complain. Although, other than oh, it's not the Domino I know from the comics. Although like, I will, bro. I will say, I kind of wish. If they were going to do the vitiligo route, they would have made it a little bit more prominent. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. Yeah. I feel like it was way more prominent in, in the, the picture, picture mm-hmm. than in the movie. Agreed. It's like, man, we can't have her have the eye patch. Come on, man. She had to look beautiful. It's yeah, Hollywood. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, what's we gotta, her face? We got to make toys. She can't, she can't be ugly for toys. Just like a Ready Player One. Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> look at my horrible, horrible birthmark. It's like... You look fine. <laughs> Your little foundation, you're good. Yeah, Zuko look worse than you. <laughs> exactly. Way worse. The movie version, too. The movie uh, the, version the movie was, had a slight patch. The movie was worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Deadpool 2. Awesome. Check it out. Which, Chris, Uncanny Comic Quest, another mention, you need to watch Avatar tr- Trash. You haven't seen it. The Last Airbender? He hasn't seen I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the cartoon. Oh, okay. I'm like, why would you want him to see no, that? No, he needs to watch the movie. He was talking about... Because he says something, he says something to me. I don't remember, and I forgot. I mentioned Ang. He was like, "Who the fuck is Ang?" I was like, "How dare you? Yeah, how dare you?" I was like, "Only the greatest animated movie ever." He's like, "It's not better than the Clone Wars." I was like, "Yes, the fuck it is." Hell yes, exactly. <laughs> like, animated series, exactly. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's legit one of the best. Like, and then he's like. I'm like, how do you even say this? You never even seen it. So I'm like, yeah, I've seen both. He's like, well, have you seen the Clone Wars? I'm like, I've seen the majority. I've seen up to season five. So I've saw the majority. I've saw, what is that? I've seen the majority of it. Like, you can string together the best episodes of Clone Wars and it's not better than the, last, like, the animated series of Avatar. See, this is why we're friends. High five. Woo! <laughs> Black excellence. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's get into not DC TV yet. Let's get into My Hero Academia first. All right. <laughs> I, I can't. I got. I, I want this high. I want to stay high, and then we'll go low. But my heart academia this week. And <laughs> someone out there, Japanese, are like, oh, so offensive. <laughs> uh, this week's episode was titled "Roaring Upheaval." Yeah. 
and I can't enough to know the knee. I just don't like to understand the tree. I know no need to. But be real though, that song's growing on you, right? It is. Every episode, I'm like, I'm digging it more and more. The first episode, I was like, yeah, it's all right. I, I like it, but it's not as good as the last couple that's of how, that's how op- I felt. OPs. Yeah, but this one, now it's like, it's. I think it might be the best. But no, it's like, um, I, I just feel like the, the intro is, it might not be, how do I describe it? I feel like it's powerful, especially if you pair it with the imagery, if you watch the, the intro with the song, like it just feels epic. Yeah, that's what this it, season like, feels like. Epic. This, this season feels like like this this season coupled with the song feels like all right. The first two seasons, really, and granted, they're still training now, but I feel like this song is like this is our actual this is our hero moment. We're, we're coming like we're kind of like the Katy Perry. Hear me roar! Uh, 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 and they do, that, <laughs> they do that in the song. Uh, 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 uh. I'll give you that. You saved that comparison. <laughs> no, it's Katy Perry. And no, I feel you. It does feel like a thing where they've. This is. I am the eye of the tiger. Wow. <laughs> it, it feels like this is the beginning of their hero stories. Like they, there's like you said, they're still in training, but it feels like now we're getting to the point where it does almost feel like a baton pass to the next generation, where you see, like in Deku in the last episode, you saw it completely that it's him, his first. His first, oh, like Obi Wan. These are the first steps. Mm-hmm. These are his first steps toward actually becoming the heroes that they all dreamed of being. And I like that. Every episode so far, they've been focusing pretty well on each of the like the side characters. So you get now you're getting more like uh, deep dives into individual characters' personalities that we haven't really seen before. Like in this episode, yeah, we there get, was a new character we'd never seen before, which I don't know. I can't remember his name, but Weld. Oh, the welding guy, yeah, the welding power. power. Which is a weird power to have. <laughs> yeah, I can stick things to you. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, how does that work? How is that useful? Yeah, other how is that useful, one in, the, yeah, how one that useful in the field? Yeah, whatever. But, um, yeah, but like, this episode specifically, I feel like you got more, a little bit more uh, character development for a character I never thought I would give a fuck about. But Dupla Arms? What? Yeah, <laughs> the she, guy with many she, arms? She, 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 Dupla arms. So clearly we don't care that much. <laughs> hey man, it took me a while to remember the Naruto people's names too, so <laughs> I'm just bad with names in general. But yeah, dupla arms. So this, this episode is basically um, a continuation. Again, the villains are attacking the uh, Although the I'm like, camp. what does his face look like? Because he all keeps, keeps it covered. That's an anime thing. That's a Kakashi from Naruto. He The entire series. He oh, had, they he never showed his face? Never. The entire series. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's like a thing where it's like, what does he look like? Like you just said, it becomes like a point of like conversation. Like, what? Well, I wonder what he really looks like. <laughs> but yeah. Um, like we've seen in the last episode, um, Deku finally found Shiso, whatever, Dupla Arms, and uh, Dark Shadow. And turns out Dark Shadow's ability is now completely out of control, mm-hmm. where it it looks like that monster from the first episode of My Hero Academia that was absorbing Bakugo, where it's so giant and powerful, and it's like he's part of it. It's like controlling him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and it's going on a complete berserker rampage. And it didn't start that way at first. 
No, we was, thought we thought just because it was night, so by virtue of it being night, he just automatically lost control of it as soon as he summoned it. And it's like, no, something happened. Yeah, he was attacked. Yeah. And in that moment of like desperation and regret and guilt. Or not just that, no, he saw Shiro or his arm arms. He saw him get attacked and that made him that made him go Super Saiyan more or less. Made him angry. Yeah, it made him angry. And it's not even that this thing is just powerful what for a kid. It's like damn near invincible according to the other people in the show. Pretty much. Because like and I love that Deku's, yeah, Deku's got All Might's power, but Deku's true strength has always been his mind and his his strategy. Because he's a strict, he's a strict fanboy. He had that note notepad that he studied all the quirks and mm-hmm. he would like make details of everything and how they work, what their weaknesses are. So because of that, he knows everybody's he, powers inside and out. Yeah, he's able to strategize because of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that he got in this episode. We get that hero moment where he's trying to decide like. Will you save the woman you love, Bakio? <laughs> or will you be the hero? Like Green Goblin choice, like Mary uh-huh. Jane or the kids in the in the uh, the elevator or whatever when he drops them. And just like Spider Man, he chooses both. And I like that. I was like, oh, that's so all might of you, bro. <laughs> but he, which is smart, he uses Dark Shadow and in fact, it's on a rampage to he uses uh, du- Dupla Arm's ability to basically. Uh, like make noise so the monster followed Duple Arms on the way to Bakugo. Yeah, because uh, just like a quiet place, they're not saying any sound is gonna come after you. Yeah, and this thing's like super powerful, so it literally is like squashing and swatting like trees away just every time it moves. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So then they eventually do get to Bakugo and uh, Todoroki, and they use. He's the- a fucking psycho. Like he's definitely he's definitely got to be related to muscular Who, Bakugo. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's nuts. And the, did you see the teaser doing? It seems like... It's, see, you don't watch Naruto, but there's so many Naruto references in this. They're trying to pull a Sasuke. Where they're trying to make... Like we said, I think Bakugo was, might have the potential of being a villain. Yeah, I think that's what the... I think that's why the villains want him. Yeah. To try to convince him to be... Because they see that he's a fucking crazy psycho. Like, he see, they, they see what we see. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we can convince him to go on our side. He's kind of almost there anyway. Tell him I die all the time. And I also... But of course, I don't think he's going to do it. I, I don't think so. I don't know. Sasuke did. Because I kind of feel like... For a long while, Sasuke was a villain. But I kind of feel like there was a moment earlier where he could have went that way in season two, and he didn't. I don't remember the exact episode, but I, but it was an episode where he could have went become become a villain, but he he didn't. Yeah, that was then. And just to give you a tease of like... I think it's better... No, I think it's about the same as Sasuke, where they give you a lot of time with the character as a rival and someone that the main character has a mutual respect for. So you kind of see the good in that character, despite them being an asshole. And that, when the when eventually they turn, it's like it feels like the the rug's been swept from underneath you. That's why I feel like it was going on here. And I think if he doesn't turn completely, I think there will be a moment, or at least like something that happens where he does waver. Because I and this is getting really deep, but looking at the the intro song, there's a moment in the song where Deku's walking, looking down, and it's like a, like a, I don't know if it's snowing or raining or something, but he looks sad. And in the background, it shows Bakugo screaming. And then uh, there's like a look of like um, determination on Deku's face when he looks up. And it, it might be foreshadowing. Uh, so he, to, goes, he goes full Dark Willow? Who, Bakugo? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he is swayed to the side. Maybe it is his brother, Muscular. And maybe that's what sways him to like, you know what? Maybe I, I, I should become a villain on some level. Because he's, he's completely, especially seeing Actually, him. I didn't even think about that. I kept saying, yeah, that's his brother. So, yeah, if he finds out. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe his family's evil. Maybe he's got a whole, it's a family business of villains and we it's don't know about it. It's a family affair. <laughs> but, um, 
I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like there's something there that's going to happen. I just feel like that they've been setting up Bakugo for something like that. And it would be interesting to see how that affects Deku and like how that affects I mean, that how is, he views that the world. Boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. So like, how is that going to... Kajan! Like, if I he becomes like, a villain... I feel, like, I feel like they're like... And granted, they're, of course they're not going to do it. They never do it. I'm like, they kind of push that love story type thing. Like, what, with him and Ka- Bakugo? Yeah, because even... Uh, with the blood girl who's fucking crazy. Oh, I love her though. She's nuts. <laughs> she's blood. like, you like someone, right? She's you like, like oh, your name is Sue. And she's like, no, only people that are my friends are going to call me that. She's like, well, I'm your friend now, so I'm going to call you Sue. I'm like, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> the weird monologue she went on that like, uh, Okako, Okako? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Ochako? Ochako. Yeah, the, that she was like giving and like everything turned red. Ochako's looking at her like, this bitch is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, even there was a moment between those two, uh, uh, Uraka and the blood chick, where he was like, Yo, you like somebody, but he's not going to reciprocate because he, whatever, he's with like somebody or something like that. Uh, about uh, he doesn't like you as much as you like him or some some shit because he, he's preoccupied. She said something like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's about Bakugo. <laughs> oh, you thought that was about Bakugo? It's love. I thought he was talking about Deku. Well, she was talking about Deku, her liking Deku, but Deku not really liking her like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, because he, he likes Bakugo. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. <laughs> then yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there was that moment where it was like, and I, I have two fist pumping moments in this when Deku and uh, Shiso or whatever use the Dark Shadow to defeat that weird gimp villain with the the razor fang mouth fucked him up (laughs) that was fucking awesome but like that moment was dope but was a true fist pumping moment for me was when Deku gave zero fucks his his eyes are glazed over he's like I'm not hurt at all right now oh yeah all I'm thinking about is saving Kachan and he's like he comes up with the entire plan I don't feel any pain yeah like he comes up with the entire plan of them using all their powers to basically like use him as a human bullet to throw them into the air to stop the guy who captured Bakugo in uh, Dark Shadow. That whole sequence. I like, was like, how are you still... They're like, you're going to f- go unconscious. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but he was such a fucking... like. Le- he's so all might in those moments. Cause I'm like, he's literally the leader. He's like literally the one with the plan. He's literally the one that like really executes everything they need to do to actually succeed. Like yeah. even, even his plan... And, and to- even the students recognize that. They're like... Bro, like you need to go sit down somewhere. But, if, but they're like, nah. but if, yeah. But they're like, but of course you're not. Like we already know you're not. So just let's just do it. Yeah, that whole sequence though was just amazing. And like the fact that he comes with the plan like that instantaneously, and they're all like, "All right, man, let's let's do it." If you if you think you're game for it, let's go. Oh, when he the moment where he he got flung into the air, I'm like, yeah, Jackie, man with a plan. Yeah. Nah, uh, how Rocco was like, well, we, we know you're crazy, so you're going to do this regardless. Let me at least wrap, you, wrap your arms up first. Probably in a makeshift splint kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. That whole sequence is freaking great. Um, With this guy that supposedly has magic. Well, he says it's like, magic, yeah, but he, he, he decompresses things. Yeah. He just makes people into balls. That's weird. Yeah, that's a weird quirk. Like, what do you do with that? <laughs> capture people i guess that's the whole thing <laughs> yeah. I, we haven't we didn't even see how it works so we don't even know like yeah, do, do, what does he have to touch you or do can he just look at you and yeah it's pretty op if he just look at you so I'm, i guess it's a touch but even todoroki was like how do you do this like we didn't even hear him like come from behind and take both of them that was a the moment where it was like yeah where's bakugo who's right behind us what at, fir- <laughs> no, at first 
I was like, no, this motherfucker. I thought he ran off. Yeah, I thought he ran off. Because, oh, I was going to say. Because there was um, a moment where everybody was planning things around him. He was looking, looking like, I thought he was about to explode, which, I mean, he kind of did, but not really. It was, but it, it wasn't in the, way, in the way I was expecting. He, he, I thought he was going to go, you don't need to protect me. I can do this all by myself. He was just like, stop talking about me. And I'm, I'm all right, I'm coming. Yeah, I, I thought the same exact thing. Because I thought in that moment, we were going to see. And I like that because in that moment, we saw, at least to me, the difference between them and him. Like, they they were acting like heroes. He was just kind of tagging along. And just the hothead. Like, I, I, you can see just in his interactions with them that he's really more like built to be a villain so him even like being like trying to be a hero was like or not even or not even not even just that i think he's more built to be a follower than a leader really kind of he's so hot-headed i think he needs to be the one in charge even though he's not the one with the plan yeah he he, he's hot-headed but at the same time we we've seen that unless it comes to a fight he he doesn't really have and, and and maybe they're saving this for later, but unless he's in a fight, he doesn't really have the ability to strategize and plan and plan for the future. No, even in the fight with Todoroki, he, this whole thing was just I was destroying with fire. It was like you can't use your fire like that, bro. Like you don't. And he's like, no, this. you can freeze it. And he's like, but I won't be able to see. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh yeah, what's her name? What's the girl's name? I keep forgetting. Which girl? The evil girl. Toga. Koga. The blood girl. Yeah, Toga. I, I don't know. I'm also interested to see what her quirk is because she draws blood, but for what? And they made it seem like in their conversation with other villains that there's some I don't, reason I don't, for I don't it. think the, the, her drawing the blood, I don't know if that has to do with her quirk or if she's just Stain obsessed and Stain's thing was blood. Because she says, when you like someone so much, you start taking, you start liking the things that they like and then they flash to Stain's face. And so I'm assuming since Stain gets his powers from blood, she likes Stain so much, and so she's like, "Well, I'm gonna take blood too, because that's what he liked." But, but that guy, that that, which, the, he's funny because there was because there was another guy, like the rap, the parrot-looking guy. He never used his quirk either, and they kind of mentioned like you didn't use your quirk the whole fight. So oh, oh, the guy with the the sword, yeah, the Stain sword. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was his quirk. I I was wrong, but no, I'm talking about um, oh, my freaking brain is like so fried. What was I saying? <laughs> what was her quirk? Oh, the um. And what does she have to take blood for? The 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 guy who's with Dobby, who his power is like making those weird like clones or whatever mm-hmm. the dupe like the the bot doppelganger bodies. He mentioned that it's it seemed like he was like oh you only got one person's blood it seemed like there there was a goal there like he she wanted to get multiple people's blood so I feel like it has to be something with her quirk like while I mean they, maybe it was like. Maybe they're gonna the clone them, or, to or use like, them as a, like infiltrating spies, or like or a trope in anime where it's like, I got one, I got, well, I got three. All right, well, I got four. I don't know the way he phrased it, it made it seem like there was some kind of plan behind that. I don't know. Maybe like, I feel like the, the plan was to get blood. The plan was Bakugo, and the plan was Dark Shadow wasn't part of the plan, according to the compressed guy. No. And then something to do with the and then the Nobu. notebook, yeah, because he was like, oh, I'm sure he killed one at least by now. Yeah. Nope. nope. <laughs> he was about to. He was about to. Yeah, just really exactly about to. And of course, it's exactly when he stops. But just to have create the creation girl, like, put a, I guess, a tracer on him. Uh-huh. I guess that's going to follow him. Yeah. So I I don't know if they're going to be able to get to them in time. Because at the end of this, it does end with Deku, Todoroki, and Dupla Arms 
landing in front of uh, yeah, Dobby. Crashing in front of Dobby. Toga and the... Bootleg spawn. <laughs> this is what you call him, bootleg spawn? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had the black and face with the white on his eyes. I like him. He's funny. He is funny. Like, he'll say one thing and then the opposite. Like When she was like... Who are you? I know who you are. <laughs> when she, uh, the blood girl says, there's somebody else I like. And he's like, oh, it's me. I like you too. <laughs> yeah. He's quirky. I like that. Yeah. Um... Was everything and I'm happened? like, this is like the wrong place for you guys to land. <laughs> yeah, Deku's got no arms. I mean, it's really gonna be Todoroki. And he, and he was using, arms. yeah, he was using his legs to take take the guy out. When he landed on top of him, I was like, oh, it's so fucking badass. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically gonna be a fight with armless Deku. It's gonna be Todoroki is the MVP. Basically, he's yeah, he's got a whole line. Yeah, he's the only one that can really do anything. And of course, he's matched up with Dobby. We just saw that he has blue fire. So I want to see how his fire and ice kind of compares to blue fire. Because you also can't use them at the same time. Yeah, but I want to see if the fire, if they actually do make it a thing where the blue fire is like stronger or hotter or something. But I mean, Deku did say like this combination of people could be all might, could be, could, strong enough to possibly be all might. Oh, that was so cool. That, was, that moment was. T- I don't think it's true. I don't, but- yeah, I don't think it's true. I was like, <laughs> what is Dupo Arms gonna do against all might? <laughs> I mean, Dark Shadow was like the anchor. That's why I was like, oh, well, now they got Dark Shadow. They're safe. Especially if they had a way to stop him with the like, because they both had Todoroki and Bakugo with the uh-huh. fire. Um, and, and Bakugo was like, you're really not going to be a good match for me. <laughs> no. But it's so crazy. Like, he's super OP when it's not, when there's no light around. But if you have anything that can make light, you can instantly take his power away. Uh-huh. It's like, damn, okay. <laughs> what a double-edged sword that is. Yeah, just take a, the glare from your glasses. <laughs> yeah, a really strong flashlight. <laughs> You stop an invincible monster. Because funny enough, they didn't use that much light. He just like uh, uh, lit his hand up a little bit. Yeah, two, both of them. That yeah. was it. And it was just like whoosh, instant. Just shriveled up. Yeah, like a penis does in the pool. Whoa! <laughs> but when he destroyed that villain, like the, the gimp villain, that was so fucking badass. Yeah, I was like, oh my god! It was, and even made a note of it. It was like, wow, the villain that we couldn't even get like a, an edge on slightly. He instantly defeated no problem yeah it's like like even snapped the the braces the metal shit in his mouth oh yeah dark shadow is no joke no not at all i wonder if they i wonder if they're gonna take him off the board with bakugo darkness is wait what is it again oh reverie and shadow or something like that all right so yeah but yeah so yeah perfect vision um yeah perfect vision let's Let's get into Supergirl. Not it's a not, perfect vision. Yeah, not a perfect vision. And we just lost our entire... We just literally finished talking about Supergirl, but then we talk about it again because we lost yeah, our audio. we lost our audio. <laughs> like, I, I just... I barely wanted to talk about it the first time. <laughs> this episode was titled Trinity. We are so close now that you are all finally together. Rain, purity, pestilence, they were all created to do one thing. Kill the world. Bring blessed darkness to Earth. The eclipse is diminishing your strength. This could kill you. This is our only chance. You say we're And not the Trinity, the Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman Trinity, the World Breakers. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I, I barely had patience the first time. Now let's talk about this whole thing again. Long story short, man, World Breakers, they're destroying shit. Sam, who cares? <laughs> uh, breathe, Jordan. <laughs> Meditate just like the World Breakers did. No, let's, let's Let's form a circle. No, stupid. It's just all stupid. But yeah, like like I was saying, uh, I, I was saying that I, I, both, I both liked and hated this episode at the same time. I didn't love it, but... 
Yeah, like the whole Alina thing, like I'm over this whole, is she evil, is she not evil, will they, won't they make her bad, is she another Luthor? Like, I'm over, like they did it when she was first introduced, then they kept doing it again, then they did it last season, then they did it at the beginning of this season, like they keep doing it. Either make her a villain, which I don't want, or just let her stay good. Like all this back and forth is just, it's annoying. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this shit. <laughs> like, I'm about to literally just say what I just said. Um, well, the, the listeners don't know yeah, what you I said. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I was scared at the end where the revelation happens that it wasn't actually Lex Luthor's kryptonite that she used to keep Rain sedated or whatever. It was actually her own that she's created. By her, like, we're talking about synthetic kryptonite and uh-huh. that's the thing in the comics. Yeah, um, I'm fine with that because I feel like it's gonna be a thing. Where maybe they use that as a way to defeat Rain later in the season, which I guess was like what almost the end of the season now, so uh-huh. like two episodes from now. Um, and I'm also happy that instead of Jimmy breaking into her uh, lab to just like find out whether or not she had Kryptonite still like in her vault or whatever, and whether or not she's lying to Supergirl, I'm glad that they had that moment where he decided just to trust her. He, like, he just took it on faith. I was like, I don't know, I. I like the relationship in moments like that. Give Jimmy something to do. You know what I mean? Because he's not Guardian. No, he's not. Well, he, he, he was in this episode. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> just uh, like, they, they pay for the suit. They got to use it. Yeah, just... Uh, it's weird. Well, I guess it, it was an investment. But what they should be investing in is... Uh, is Brainiac's makeup. Makeup, exactly. <laughs> Which uh, I'm guessing this is two episodes in a row now. Because there was no reason for him to look like he was human. Other than the fact that they didn't want to pay for the makeup. So... Cause he's in the DEO the whole time. Why does he need to look human? They already know what you, they already know what he looks like. It's a hundred percent budget, but I would rather him. I don't know. Like what? Maybe it's comfort for the actor, but like I said before, if if it was me, I'd be taking a selfie every day in that makeup. Like, it, dude, just do it. Like it's it's with the character. Yeah, if, it, is. if it's about the actor, I'm, I, we mentioned this on the uh, other audio before it fucked up. But like, I'm like, granted, I don't know how much he's getting paid, but I'm like, if you're getting twenty thousand dollars per episode or whatever the case may be. I'm sitting through three hours or whatever, whatever, because it can't even be that long because it's only his face and his hands. You don't see his full body like a mystique type of yeah, thing. It's just a wig. Yeah, and, the, and then the wig. Mm. And he's not in the show that much. Yeah, he's, like, he's, not, he's not even there. So I don't necessarily think it's an actor thing. I think it's the CW is just like, we need to cut costs. But I'm just like, just get some of our own face paint. It doesn't cost that much money. You get that for like $5. But I want him to stay as the main character. I don't want him to leave with the rest of the the crew when they eventually yeah, go back to the he's, future. He's gonna, he's gonna leave. I hope he doesn't because like I was saying before I feel like he's a better version of Wynn. Like where Wynn has always been a Cisco light where he's always just felt like a superfluous Cisco character for the show. I feel like Brainiac serves the same kind of like techie role but he's also a developed personality unto himself. Like he feels like a different character just because he's so quirky and weird. And I feel yeah. like for Supergirl it works better. It does work. It does work better but I, I mean it's I think it's mostly because they don't do anything with Wynn. He's just there. That's why she just killed his ass off in the other episode where he got really sick. Fuck, man. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah, at least Brainy gets, like, he'll get certain moments to shine. But when he's just there. Like, he doesn't even get moments to shine yeah. to show why he is an important part of the team. He'll he'll, he'll, he'll have lines yeah. to, fulfill, to fulfill his role as a series regular, but those lines don't really mean anything. 
I think the weakest part is that's episode. why I said make him gay. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just give him something. Yeah, like, that's, no. that'll solve it all. Make him have struggling. Mm, no, it won't. Yeah, it won't solve anything. Yes, it will. It'll solve everything. It won't solve anything. <laughs> it will. <laughs> Does it really just, does it help Mr. Terrific on Arrow? No, no. that's trash. Exactly. <laughs> that, we'll talk about that later. I'm just saying it's not gonna help him. That wasn't. That's not his issue. <laughs> him being gay. Um, I'm just saying making a character of sexuality is not gonna help the character. I just give him a thing. It help, it has help, a bunch it of help my interest in the character. Yeah, until he's something stupid. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Just, I feel like the weakest part of the episode was the main plot which was trying to save the world breakers from that other world yeah they're, they're, they block the, the sun. forest world yeah they're blocking the sun but yet superman doesn't show up and it's like i told you he's in space he gets his powers from the sun too bro he's fighting brainiac and <laughs> a better version of krypton in space right now so he can't he's now on earth <laughs> whatever fuck you krypton's good excuses <laughs> i'm just trying to give excuses to this okay because he should show up he should just call, just call remember in the first season he would text why yeah, that he doesn't even not even that you got this handle yeah i got a handle <laughs> Texting would be like, oh, he's still around, but it's like, no, nah, we're not gonna do that anymore. They still throw his name, and even in the, during the credits, I'm related to Superman. They still show him, but there's like, but he does he never actually shows up. The whole, the whole plot is like, the eclipse is the first step in their version of their apocalypse or whatever. But the whole episode you're spent in that other world where Superman doesn't even have powers. And they're trying to fight these, like, ghost demons that are just appearing and disappearing. Yeah, it was like, it's a demon from Krypton. I'm like, that's a thing? Yeah, I'm like, is that a thing? I don't... <laughs> is that going to show up on the show? I didn't know dark magic in Krypton was even a thing either. Me either. Yeah. I thought they just had technology. And the only time we saw powers was when Kal-El ended up on Earth. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, by I this episode, not. pestilence and purity kill each other. Whatever. But yeah, that's why I say I, I, like, this, I like the episode and I hate it. Because... I feel like all this build up to the three world breakers and then the episode ends and they die. Instantly. Pretty much. And very predictably. Like, it was like, no, we, like, why did they get to her? Like, how did, what changed that were like, come on, Purity, stop, stop being a bitch. And she's like, okay. (laughs) She's like, yeah, her of all people. And I'm like, and then on top of that, they make mention in, in the last episode that when, the they're not in their world breaker form or whatever their dna completely shifts and they're basically human again so she gained her mental faculties back how was she able to scream and take out pe- uh, pestilence that doesn't make sense it didn't make sense like no. she shouldn't have her powers it's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid I mean, it's- <laughs> she should have been human so i'm like how does this work um, I don't know. I did. I did like the little drama of Sam losing her memories. Like I don't know. That was kind of interesting. That's like a visual way to show you that she's slowly becoming more and more rain. She's losing more and more of herself. Yeah, she she couldn't remember her daughter's name. Yeah, Ruby, you gotta say Ruby. Uh. And by the end of this episode, because Rain's the only word worker left, the demon in her head is telling her to kill Ruby. That way, she can come fully rain. Yeah, but I'm just like considering Rain is the strongest one. I'm like, so if they die, they just why don't they just do that in the beginning? <laughs> just kill them, <laughs> and you could you can gain the full power. I, I don't even understand unlimited power. <laughs> I don't know the fact that um, Monel and what's her face were fighting pestles by themselves, but Ma- Marsh Manhunter couldn't fight Purity by himself. They they keep nerfing him. He's so it's so lame too because it's he, like now now fucking Alex is like a super suit where she's got a gun that makes like explosions. Like she, what? she's stronger than Martian Manhunter. She really with a gun, <laughs> a pistol. I'm like, 
kind of bullshit upgrade is this? And I know that's 100% the writers looking around going, you know, we have this girl with a pistol in a lot of fights with Supergirl. Like, she's like the ma- the first line of defense in the, the team Supergirl. It goes, Supergirl, Marshmallow Hunter, Alex. And Alex is a fucking girl with a pistol. Uh-huh. So it's like, how can we put her on a level where it's believable that she can fight these like these otherworldly super creatures? Let's give her a super magnet and a major super gun. Like, what? Like, I get why they're doing it. Does it make her relevant? But it's like... Meanwhile, you give Jimmy a suit... And then he never uses it <laughs> yeah, to make him relevant, and then he's still irrelevant. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like when they try and force these characters to be, like, in the field, to be, like, Supergirl. I, I know, if you don't have Alex in the field, she slowly becomes sideline like Win. I get that. But it's just, I don't know, making these, like, side characters, like, yeah, when you level have, of these superheroes. Like, I like, get, uh, like, having, like, say, in the world of Arrow, her getting a suit like that. But in a world where you have a Supergirl and a Superman and a Martian Manhunter, it's and like, a Brainiac now. But we don't. He doesn't really have like. But if he was gonna have a super gun, it should be him. <laughs> like if he was gonna have like a tech based like like you know ability. Yeah, it should be him. He, no, it's gonna be Alex. Like what? <laughs> so yeah, it does. It doesn't make sense when you are you already have a woman that can run this f- faster than the eye can see. She's stronger than any person on the planet, including Superman. Yeah. Which yeah, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. What would you rate this? Uh, passable. I was going to say the same thing. Passable. Mm, not nah, passable. I'm going to say low passable, but not just say straight passable. All right, let's get into our next topic. Our next DC show, Flash, Harry and the Harrisons. We really need Aminette. She's a criminal. She kidnapped you. And she ruined my bachelorette party. We need your help. Aminette is immune to DeVoe's powers. No, no killing. Fine, it is time consuming to remove blood from metal. Oh, fuck fuck this episode. <laughs> is, how many episodes are left in the season? Like two? I think so. Why is there still filler? Two or, two or three. Why is there still fi- filler? Why? I don't know. Because this is a filler episode. It definitely... It, it completely revolved around Aminette Black or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah. Metal Bender chick. Still. Why is she... It doesn't matter. Kid Flash is not even in this show anymore. But it's like, why is Aminette Black... More important to the story than than Ken Flash has been. Flash. Like, how many times did she come back? It's like the third or fourth time she's come back this season. Mm-hmm. And now the whole thing is like, oh well, you know, Devoe's gonna launch these satellites, and he can do it any place, anywhere, anytime. So we need somebody that's gonna launch, like, be able to take take out those satellites, but without technology. So let's just use the, this girl that can make. I yeah, guess, Cisco. Metal. I can't blast. I I can't blast that high. But she can throw. But I can get, oh, maybe I can get in a hot air balloon and increase my altitude. Maybe I can then blast. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. But it's like, what, the whole thing is, what is she going to do? Throw metal spikes into the air and, and yeah. destroy it? She's going to shoot metal. I'm like, okay, so, but then fast forward. So she can shoot that high then? <laughs> but then fast forward, the whole, they end with, oh, here's a little girl. I'm not going to help you fight. At, at the end of all this, she's like, I'm not going to help you fight for whatever reason. It's like. Because then they got to pay for her to keep coming back. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> yeah, just like the other guy who was the uh, meta, the meta human that could oh, take, take powers. Yeah, or, take We're going to use you. We're going to use you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> but it's like, here's a little grenade in my powers. And then you can throw that at a satellite. Yeah, you could form it into whatever. But I'm like, but it's more than one satellite, though. You get yeah. one grenade. Oh, you could. I think you could take pieces of it. But even then, it's like, 
but how are we gonna use this grenade to hit a satellite? Whatever they do, if they if they find a workaround, they're, which gonna, they will, bazooka, they're gonna bazooka it up in there. Like you couldn't have Cisco or somebody figure out something to do something. Like, whatever, dude. I'm just saying like, that's stupid. Like you know a girl that can breathe in space and is super strong and is super fast. No, Supergirl. Yes, call Supergirl. Take out the satellite. I mean, you can run to Earth. <laughs> Whatever her Earth is, real fast, like instantly. Just go there. He doesn't have to run. Just have Cisco open a breach. Mm-hmm. Hey, Supergirl, you doing so, anything real quick? I'm busy with the world. You you got super speed. It'll take it's real quick. Just Two take seconds. yeah. Just use your heat vision. You and she doesn't even have to go up. She can do that shit from Earth. Yeah. And then I'd be like, is you good? All right, bye. But I don't know. It's it's just a slap in the face. Like the entire episode, they're trying to convince this fucking chick to like to help them. And then at the end, it's like. Well, you're right. I, I can't... Yeah, I've heard her plan is just to run. And it's like, did you hear us? Like, if you leave, you're going to become stupid like everybody else. So you need to yeah, help us. Yeah, there's nowhere you can run. Yeah. It's like, you're right. I'm still not going to help you, though. No, so here, <laughs> take this. You do it. Like, what? What is she? Then she flies away in the stupidest like, effect like, ever. I was like, how the fuck? How does that work? Yeah, I was like, how does that work? Metal shards make you float into the air in a tornado and you fly away? Yeah, like unnecessary how did you become storm all of a sudden <laughs> fucking unnecessary yeah i was like why didn't she just walk away just walk away like, why why did they need that <laughs> i don't know it was all stupid but i'm just like this is this makes zero sense to me zero sense because this, this, yeah, this whole episode was how wells and caitlin trying to get their groove backs like, and then even that whole plot line with meeting with the council of wells to try waste to get his, of time to try to get his intelligence back and they didn't help him they just like embrace your emotions bro and then now now they had this whole plot line of now I can understand every emotion by thinking more. I understand the thing. You're thinker. telling me nobody was like, <laughs> I wonder if maybe DeVoe's wife is a way to get to him. No, nobody, nobody. But not, but not even that. Like, he figured out exactly what happened with DeVoe. Oh, why he's around? Yeah, because they're, they're like, he has everything he needs now. Why isn't he acting? Hmm, now I'm so in touch with my emotions. Now I know he isn't acting because his wife isn't there. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's like... I read the script. How, how, <laughs> how does this translate? It's just like that waste of time of talking to the Council of Wells to get to that point where he's like, oh, empathy. Like, I don't know. It's just like a, a lot of like wasted plot lines. Because then, you know, at the same time, you got Caitlyn trying to get her, her Killer Frost abilities back, trying to use a, a whatever that thing is that splicer that she got from Aminette Black earlier in the season to try and pull out whatever a Killer Frost left in her to the surface, which is whatever. However that works. And even that, I'm just like, how does that work? Because they even explain... Her powers are different than anybody else's powers, okay? Yeah, because they even explain when Barry lost his powers. They're like, no, his melting point's power is to change you on a genetic level. Mm-mm. There's no way it's to get... deep in her genes, according to it's her. Like, no, how does that... And no. Aminette Black. I get, like... Because, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of, uh like, phantom limbs. Like, when somebody cuts your limb off, you still kind of feel like you still have that limb. Mm-hmm. So, like, they still feel their fingers even though they don't have their fingers. So, when they brought that whole thing of, like, the genes and all that, I'm like, that's pretty much just phantom genes, more or less. But Killer Frost isn't actually there. I mean, I can make the excuse of maybe because of how her powers work. Remember how Eminem Black did say her powers are different from any other metahumans she's seen. And it's kind of the case with this version of Killer Frost where she, like, has a Jekyll and Hyde relationship with her powers. So maybe that's why it's not completely stolen when she lost her powers. That's that so guy. stupid. It is Cause stupid. Because something's, something's gone, so I won't fully be Killer Frost. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to give excuses of stupid-ass writing, but that's, I don't know, that's it. 
the season finale, she's just suddenly, she's going to drink some coffee and Killer Frost is going to come out. She's I, gonna, don't, I don't like coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to be a thing where she's going to believe herself super hard or have some kind of like deep emotional revelation that's going to make her just able to shift into Hulk version. Yeah, like I'm a, always angry. Like, like, I'm always frosty. Like, like Dorothy. I am Killer Frost. I am Killer Frost. She's going to click her hairs three times. Yeah, basically. <laughs> It just felt like such a, I don't know, this week's episode, this week's villain of the week was the, the snake eye guy. The snake guy. You always underestimated me. But it was like, I can't believe we're circling back to this dude as a villain. Like, what? How are you a threat, bro? I don't know. He's, at one point, he, he spit some venom. I hate how fucking inconsistent the Flash's powers are. I'm so fast, I can freeze time down to an attosecond. The world stands still. So, pff, what? You're going to shoot out your eye thing at me? I'm just going to fucking dodge it because it's super easy. All right, cool. All right, you're, you're that fast, Flash. Great job. But then he's going to spit venom dust into your face, and you're not fast enough to just sidestep that? And fuck that. Let's say you, you just got caught off guard, I guess? <laughs> but then like his first reaction isn't, hmm, you know what? Every time I ever get poisoned, I vibrate out of it. He no, has to, like, Iris has to tell him. Iris has to be like, do that thing you do, do that thing. <laughs> it's like, what? Bitch, come on, Barry. There's no cure or vibrate. Like, yeah. Why wasn't that your first move? You've done this before. He ha- he's literally done this before. He's yeah. been poisoned before and vibrated the shit out of him. But So it's like, what What are you doing? Like, you're not learning anything. He, he, f- he forgot. Just like they forgot. We'll get to the end. But yeah, they forgot. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And... Uh, and uh, it just makes Barry look bad. In the same episode, he's I don't know what telling, saying. He's a bad leader. But then that's the same. But he is a bad leader. And then they keep writing Iris to be right in everything. So then like the whole episode, he's like, oh, I don't want you to write that article about DeVoe and telling everybody about the plan to make everybody stupid. But you know what? You write. Go ahead and write the article. And then her writing the article inadvertently gives them the ability just to know where DeVoe is at all times because the whole city wants to help. But it's still stupid. It is still stupid. Because I'm like... And this is why I got to the, where I was like they forgot too because I'm like you have a guy that has the power to control the internet he can literally shape shift into anybody so talking about oh the whole city's no, the, he, the vote can't hide anymore because now the whole city's gonna track him down how? why is he walking around as himself? he could, he could easily change but he hasn't been apparently I'm like well, well he, I'm pretty sure well I, I guess for the sake of it it makes sense for him to look because that's who, that's who he is he wants to look like himself but if the whole city is tracking him he doesn't have to look like DeVoe well I assume especially considering it's technically not even his well, body well I don't think it's going to be a thing where this is going to keep being a plot point I think this is it like now they're like okay now we know where he is that's how that next episode is going to start I don't think it's going to be a thing where it's like they lose him again and they have to find him again using the internet but it's so stupid for them to go he can't hide from us anymore it's like yeah he can very easily very very easily like he controls the internet just that alone security cameras can't see him I don't like that entire like plot device anyway like Using the city. I, I I don't even like the fact that his plan now 100% makes zero sense. This is his plan the entire time, just to make everybody stupid. That's always been his plan. The enlightenment. <laughs> but wait, to what end? You make everybody stupid, then because society can't function. If you make everybody stupid, then they won't rely on technology. If they don't rely on technology, there can't be any climate change. Everybody would just die. No, because they weren't. We weren't always smart. We we used to be cavemen, Jordan, and we survived then. 
what? <laughs> we use even then we had intelligence. No, we were stupid, Jordan. You you just you didn't watch Prometheus and Bob. <laughs> and then also the wow, Prometheus and Bob, wow, what a throwback. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it makes zero sense because then you're living in a world that was like completely built on technology, and I know it has technology or the or the cognitive ability to use it or understand it. So now people are just gonna starve to death. You, there's no agriculture. There's none none of any of that. We're gonna go back to a hunter gathering society. Yeah, but they make it seem like they're not even just becoming dumber. They're just becoming more or less not necessarily a veg- vegetative state because they're still able to move around, but. They're just more. They're just basically like just mindless. That's worse. Because 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 uh, uh, Harry mentioned that Devoe's trying to essentially do what happened. Do what happened to him. And eventually and he he's says like, he's uh, yeah. He says eventually he's going to lose language. Yeah. So so exactly my point. To what end? Because then you're just gonna, like, the world's going to be the world for like a couple months, maybe most at most. Maybe a couple weeks. Because <laughs> I'm like, even if he just says, I just want to be able to rule everything. It's like, how do you communicate with everybody? You can't then? rule. People are stupid. Yeah, people don't know what you're saying. They'd be like, do what I say. They're going to be like, looking at you like, Ugh. Yeah, it's just such a big, over-the-top villain plan. And all the things he's done up to this point just feels like a waste of time. Like, if that was always your plan, did you need all these powers to do it? Couldn't you have done that right off? Maybe you're going to do a thing where Barry needs to power it, I guess. Maybe? Because if even, they don't say even, that, it's like, even, why is he still even, alive? But even if Barry needs the power, what does that have to do with him having the power of sonic vibrations and being able to shift? To, I mean, I guess have, having the, the only thing that makes sense to me is having Ralph's power. Because Ralph's power. Not die. Yeah, Ralph's power allowed him to be able to, his mind to be able to uh, connect, uh, not kill him. Uh, he's able to regenerate or whatever. Yeah, and I feel like. But why if, does he if need he this? needed Flash's powers to do whatever, if he does, we don't even know if he does, then he should just take in his body. Like, there's no point not to. But they kind of make it seem like he could only take the bus met bus met his body because he's he hasn't tried to. He hasn't tried to take anybody else's body. I guess, but why? That's a great question. I don't. I fucking hate the season. <laughs> yeah. Like I, and I was telling you is this. And yeah, and then also, and then also if he doesn't, if he doesn't need Barry to, to power him, why did he kidnap him? I don't know. Just cause it's just like Diaz and, and Arrow, a bunch of fucking like un- illogical plots. Yeah, a bunch of rigmarole. Yeah, they just it's, yeah. We'll get to we'll get it's to that. just for the sake of yeah. We'll like, get the we'll story. get to that when we talk about yeah. Her. But I I don't know. I just I was telling like Unisys like it hurts me so much because like I've lost all the desire to watch the show week to week. Like, I only watch it now for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I probably, if I didn't do a podcast, I probably would still watch it just because it's like Dragon Ball Super to me now, where like, I'm like attached to it emotionally just because I've been watching it for so long. But like, there was a time where I really loved The Flash. And now it's like, every week I'm just oh, yeah, like, I, I, remember going, I, get mad. I remember going back and listening to an earlier episode. We're just like, oh yeah, like, did you, let's talk about The Flash this week and whatever episode. And it was just like, oh, Yo, this episode was dope, like perfect vision, like straight off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just like, uh, what are we doing? Oh, great. Another episode of The Flash is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. I don't know. It's the writing. Where do we go from here? <laughs> um, uh, less than passable. Yeah, I agree. Wow, we're, we're pretty um like in sync this week. Right, oh, high, I also, high five. Woo, less than passable. <laughs> Fuck this show. Why? <laughs> Uh, Fuck this trash. 
All right, let's let's get into the last little bit of trash. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if it's trash. It's what's less than trash. It's 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 blue shit. I don't think there's anything they can do to salvage this season. This it's blue. it's T Rex. God, it's Godzilla shit. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna pivot. Like the for season, season is about to end, and we're like. Not even like I feel like there's no ramp up of the season. The, this is filler. The fact that we're coming to the season finale, filler. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember like if I don't know what the episode this was. Maybe it's the third before the last episode. But do you remember how every episode after the reveal of Harrison Wells as the Reverse Flash in season one felt? There was tension. Mm-hmm. Like every episode, I was interested. And what was going to happen, and the characters, and the dialogue, and everything, every episode. Like, when are they going to find out? Like, I mean, yeah, fuck, that mystery was great. But I even mean, like, after it's revealed that he's the reverse Slash, and, like, like their conversations, like, just every interaction was interesting. This is just, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, Not I don't at give all. a fuck about DeVoe or the mechanic. But, he, but Jordan, he's the most threatening villain they've ever had. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's, he's always outthought them every move. <laughs> Well, if that's like your your basis on what's a threatening villain or an intelligent villain, then according to to Arrow, Diaz is just as good of a thinker as DeVoe. Which is fucking stupid. Let's talk about Arrow. This week's episode was called The Ties That Bind. I had a clan. Killing Oliver Queen. And everyone he cares about. As the Green Arrow, I have gone up against some terrible people. But this guy's got an army. God damn it! <laughs> this episode was just a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, convenience co- over convenience over convenience. We'll get into the season finale. It's time to bring the gang back together. We'll get into the season finale where at first I was like, we can't kill Arrow, but now we're getting to the end. Now I'm gonna kill him. But what happens to the part that I said we can't kill him because he's gonna be a martyr? Fuck that! Yeah, fuck it. If we kill all of them, they can't be a martyr, right? Am I right? It's yeah. like hey, that's a good point. Why didn't you do it from the beginning then? Huh? <laughs> because we still had 10 more episodes to go. And fuck Diaz killing the Arrow and their crew. There were so many opportunities in this episode alone. Just this episode. There were three opportunities that Arrow could have put an arrow. Arrow could have put an arrow. <laughs> that Oliver could have put an arrow in Diaz's fucking chest. And I don't understand why he isn't. At some point. Because we real, still got three episodes left. Well, they mentioned whatever. that they, they don't want to kill him. The plan is to capture him. Is that what the plan was? I remember them mentioning there's a yeah, the, put him in jail. The, yeah, where are you going to put him? Why? Because for whatever reason, Argus can't arrest him for whatever reason. Fuck arresting I, him. I don't know why. Kill him. Remember how, and the, I feel like the last, last episode or the episode before last, I mentioned like I respected Arrow because I felt like he had gotten to the point where he realized that some enemies just got put down. But you're not going to do that to Diaz? Well, I guess he doesn't feel that about Diaz. Why? I don't know. <laughs> he's not as threatening as say Chase. Uh, bullshit. According to the show, Diaz is the most threatening villain of all the villains. So no. fucking bullshit to that. Bias. I'm like. According to the show. This, this is the show. <laughs> according to Oliver. Well, according to me, he's not. Because you're telling me he's worse than Destro. He's worse than Raz fucking Al Ghul. He's worse than even Prometheus. Maybe maybe Prometheus only because he's more connections than Prometheus. But not Destro or Raz Al Ghul for sure. But yeah, it's just, it feels all so unearned for Diaz. He's so bad. He's got the he, entire city under his pocket. How is it? Tell me how's that possible. He, he's so badass. Even Black Siren is afraid of him. No. <laughs> no. That's she, fucking stupid. She is. She is, but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's not logistically possible for him to have so much of the city in his pocket the way that Arrow tries to make it seem like it does. 
Like it's impossible to have. There's nobody in the system like, that's not corrupt. That, to the point that Argus is like irrelevant. <laughs> like they have to go to the FBI by this episode because they're being overpowered and, and Argus can't help. I'm Which, like, I, don't I thought hear, Argus was a super secret version of the yeah, FBI. Argus is supposed to be like this top military government yeah. that has their hands in everything, but, can, but for whatever reason, they can't do shit. They keep saying, like, oh, he's got an army of cops? Exactly. So Argus, fucking what? Like, don't you have an army of trained soldiers? Like, what the fuck? Like, you can't have that many cops that are all corrupt. You know what I'm saying? And, like, no one knows. No one can blow the whistle on it. Like, if it's that many people, this episode, like, they're trying to get a list of names that are people under Diaz's like payroll to, to out everybody that's corrupted in the system. But it's like, if he has that many people in his pocket, who are you outing him to? Like, cause they make it seem like every cop in the city is corrupt. How? How is that possible? That's fucking stupid. I, and it makes me so angry because like, you're not a threat. And I mean, and, and, and I guess they kind of alluded to it in the other episodes where it's like some people are working for him, but they don't necessarily want to like, like the DA and the, the other, the head of the police chief or whatever, like the, uh, yeah, the head of the police chief or like where it says she has his daughter or whatever. And the other guy was like, well, my son is in can- has cancer and, and he's paying for his treatments or whatever. So that's the only reason I'm helping him, not because I actually want to. So I guess they kind of tease it in that way. Why people, maybe why everybody's working for him. But it's still There's not stupid. enough manpower to have that level of corruption and that much control over that many people simultaneously. It's just not. That's why I feel like it's unearned. It just feels like, well, we need a really like intimidating villain, and he's not. So let's give him like let's build up everybody around him to make it seem like just in overwhelming numbers he's a threat. And it's like, no, but he's not though. And like the most threatening thing he does is just kill people like like willy nilly, like when you just when you just kill somebody mid conversation, that's probably like the best thing he does. It's like, oh, I, I was unexpected. That was cool. Like when he stabs a chicken in the throat this episode, mm-hmm. one of the, like two, he kills two of the members of the quadrant. So now it's not a quadrant; it's a duo. Like how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. There's just so many things that just seem so fucking convenient, just for the sake of like we need this villain to be a threat, and if, we don't know how to build him up. We don't know how to make him a credible threat. So it's just like throw. The words in everybody's mouths of like, oh, he's so powerful. Oh, he's got so many people in his pocket. Oh, he's so threatening. Like, fuck it. No, he's not. He's and not. I'm like, and fuck their writing of Mr. Terrific. <laughs> I went on a rant on my story. Bro. I went on a Bro. rant on my stories after this episode. The only person that got hurt in all those gunfires is the one gay guy. He got shot in the throat or something. Or the like shoulder or something. Well, that was his boyfriend. But I'm talking about but Mr. But why Ter- does he love him so much? I'm talking about Mr. Terrific. It was like two we're dates. Not, we're not even talking about that. But I'm just talking about Mr. Terrific still being. Oh, bitch. Getting his ass beat. Like, Diaz fucked him up. Hardcore. He was like, oh, I didn't even hurt. Everything you just hit me with was a tickle. But it's like, why did you throw your T-sphere? Like, what are you doing? He doesn't it, have But I was talking about with, like, the multiple times that he could have killed Diaz. That was one of them. Because, fuck out of here. Arrow was taken down, like, six people at once before. But two guys with their backs turned to him. He couldn't put an arrow on both of their backs and then take out Diaz instantly in that moment. Fuck out of here. He gets like he gets pinned down by one guy with a gun, and then Diaz runs away with like Mr. Terrific bleeding out or whatever the fuck. And it's like, bro, unless he's the fucking Flash, you could have shot him in the back while he was running away. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. And I don't even care if you don't want to kill him. Shoot him in a non-lethal spot, very easily incapacitate yeah. him. But no. Other time when they're escaping from their uh, the second base, the uh, Team B base, and it's Felicity and him, and he uses like the the bomb 
to ex- explode behind Diaz, and he kind of tumbles down the stairs. And then the whole place explodes or whatever when they escape. Of course, Diaz is not in the building anymore, so he escapes too. But it's like, in that moment, Diaz is tumbling down the stairs past you. Past you. You're not going to just turn around with an arrow real quick? <laughs> Done. Nope. Nope. Not going to do that, huh? But you will leave him to die. Got you. Okay. Because <laughs> there's three, like three, three or whatever more episodes left. That's why. <laughs> but that's exactly this. That's the only reason. Just plot. And it's and it. But don't make these situations. Like don't I, yeah. put them in these scenarios. I was in. gonna say like I get it for the sake of the television. Like you have to pan it out, but make it seem reasonable or realistic rather. Yeah. Don't don't put it in. like like it's it's it, like they're making it so obvious that it's like we're doing this because we only we still got a couple more episodes to go. Yeah. And it's like that's bad writing. But it goes back to me saying like it feels like Diaz is not his his intimidation is not earned because like in moments like that where it's like you got so many chance someone who's not nearly as skilled as people you've taken down before you can't take him out I refuse to believe that I mean it's nerd raging me but it's just like it's shitty writing and then the third time was and this is like the most egregious I'm like you any other moment you would have killed this dude. He has a gun on Felicity's back, the back of Felicity's, Felicity's head as she's running out of the building. That, you know, she, this, this whole fight sequence. Which I, I actually like that fight sequence. Where it's like, it's following Felicity and she's like scurrying from cover to cover and like Arrow and Diggle and them and then the rest of the Argus are fighting people in the uh, police, uh, uh, what's it called? Precinct? Precinct. Um, I really like that sequence. Cool fight choreography. I'm like, oh, I like how this fight is kind of played out. This is dope. But then they get to the point where she grabs like the little um, USB drive or whatever. And she starts running away with it. And Diaz spots her. And he like points his gun at her as she's running away. And then Oliver sees from a distance that he's like about to shoot her in the back of the head. So he shoots her, shoots near him with an exploding arrow that kind of like knocks him off balance. And he falls to the ground. And then he runs, Oliver runs between Diaz and, and Felicity. Backs Felicity up and, <coughs> and runs away with her. You can turn the fuck around and shoot him with the arrow right there, bro. He's on the floor. Nah, right there. Three more episodes. I keep telling you. I'm like, bro, one time, I'm annoyed. Just like Two me. times, I'm angry. Three <laughs> times, I was yelling at the TV. I'm like, what are you doing? Kill him. Just like this whole season. We can't kill Oliver. We're making him a martyr. And all of a sudden, it's, yeah, like I said, this whole episode was just a bunch of conveniences. And just for the sake of the fact that we're ramping up towards the end of the season and it's like it didn't it didn't work it didn't fit for me it didn't make any realistic sense like even especially how like Diggle and them they just broke up and all of a sudden it's like alright we'll forgive you we're back together now I mean I'm not that mad at that only because we we kind of had a slow build like you know he already like um reconciled with uh Renee and stuff in past episodes and then in the beginning having everyone attack simultaneously by the worst assassins ever. They're all terrible yeah, assassins. Especially the ones that went after Dinah because they literally had guns on the back of her. Yeah. I was like, shoot her right now. Why wait for her to turn around? Or she's like, put your hands up. I'm like, no, your assignment was to kill her. Shoot her right now. I also didn't get that because she uses her voice in a way she's never done before where it bounces off a wall behind her to hit them. Yeah. But it's like, but she wasn't that hurt. I'm confused by that. Why wouldn't she hurt? I guess because it's her power. That's, it doesn't hurt no, her. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when she fights Canary and stuff and they use their cries on no, each other. But it's not 
each other's parts. That's it's, stupid. It's, canary, <laughs> it's canaries, but canaries. Stupid. But, but I just mean like they, they come in spraying machine gun fire, and nobody gets hit with that one gay guy. It's like I was what? Say, the, well, the gay guy got hit. That's it. But he's an extra. Like no, he didn't hit anybody else important. I'm like, yeah, he saw he saw in love with him. Oh my, yeah, that that in itself was stupid to me. I'm just like. I'm supposed to care about this relationship with this guy that you just met like one or two episodes ago and we barely seen you with at all. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, I'm supposed to believe you're that you're so enraged by I love him. Or I really care about him, okay? I gotta fight for him. Whatever the fuck. But that's not what my point is. My point is I got why they put all the differences aside because of how the episode began. I didn't I didn't like how the assassins were completely inept, but I did get if they all got attacked. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But even it still. bonds them. But even still. And I was just, called, that's what it's called, the ties that bind. So. But even still, I was just, the fact that they're like, yeah, we need to come together because Diaz is becoming a bigger threat, yada, yada, yada. He's attacking all of us. He's taking over the city, blah, blah, blah. My whole time watching this episode, though, I was like, yeah, but you guys always knew that from the beginning. And yet you still broke up and still decide to go your own separate ways. Yeah, yeah. I even, agree. Even though you knew, like... He's taking over the whole city. Like, there's no time for your petty squabble. And then the side plot of Oliver not trusting Felicity in the field. I don't even know what that was about. It's the same thing with Barry. I'm just like, why are you regressing this character? Like, I, I get you don't want to put her in danger because she's a mom now or whatever. But it's like, when you have examples of the same exact thing, and they, and they make a point to draw attention to that, where it's like, you realize that uh, Diggle and his wife are in the field all the time, and she's a wife and a mother. Which funny, like, I'm like, like, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, they never. Sh- I'm like, does Diggle still have a son? Like, where is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't show that. Kid like, anymore. clearly, Lala's not watching him. They don't you're even not, mention him. You're not watching him. Like, who's taking care of this? Sh- At least they show Razor and are like taking care of uh, William when they're not around. But I'm like, who's watching this kid? That's a good point. I know. <laughs> this episode. Um, oh, and the last thing that pissed me off that I made a note of actually, I was just like, what the fuck? The writing. You're telling me in that second base. And I didn't think about this until I saw Diaz. But the whole thing is they're trying they're, they're trying to solve for time because they got that that flash drive from the precincts or whatever that has all of the names of everybody that was like on Diaz's short list of people he's bribing or whatever. But the whole thing is like they they need to stall for time and there's they but they have to escape early because it, the the place is filling up with smoke. You don't have gas masks. And I didn't think about that until I see Diaz walking down the uh, the staircase with the gas mask on. And they use that as a plot device to try and give some equal... Because every time Diaz fights Oliver and it's not like a handicap going on, I'm always like, fuck out of here. He beat Raz al Ghul. You can't beat this motherfucker, a random thug. He's better than Raish. Fuck out of here he is. He's No, he's not. He has more He has more drive. He has more fire. He's the dragon. Yeah, he watched all of Fast and the Furious. He's, he's, he's role models. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's Dom, and Dom could beat everybody. Fuck out of here. But it's just like, so he's always got a handicap. If Dom was in Infinity War, Thanos would have never got the snap. <laughs> but he's always got a handicap. So it's like, that was his handicap in that moment as to why he can kind of be on par with Oliver. Because Oliver's like choking from all the smoke. I'm just like, there was no gas mask in that fucking base. Nobody had a gas mask. All the no. technology, nobody had gas mask. That's planning. You, it's technology. Doesn't a gas mask doesn't have a computer? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's terrific. That was his base. But it's but it's a gas mask is analog. <laughs> He's a digital guy. <laughs> oh, so fucking so fucking dumb. I I hate this. I hated this. Um, did you did we rate this? 
less than passable. A, yeah, less than passable. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not poor vision on it, but there's just a lot of things in this episode. I was just like, what? It's a higher what? less. It's a higher less than passable than the, the Flash. Flash but yeah. agreed, agreed. It's a high less than passable. Well, no, it's not a high less than passable. It's still a less than passable. So what? This it's is just, less than passable, and that's a low less than passable. No, no, no. It's just they're both less than passable, but it's still a higher less than passable than the Flash. Than the Flash. Okay, now we're split hairs. <laughs> Uh, fuck. But yeah, at the end of this episode, Arrow is now going to turn to the FBI. I guess. That's Shoshana, whatever her name is. I don't know. I don't care. Again, it's like Argus isn't good enough. Like, they have no resources. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm how confused. is the FBI better than Argus? Argus is supposed to be better than the, Argus is supposed to be better than the FBI, the CIA. Like, Argus, like the men in black Ar- of this world. Yeah, Argus <laughs> is supposed to be the DC Universe's version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And yet, they it's, had like two soldiers? But yeah. Ar- <laughs> they both died? <laughs> Ar- Argus seems to be lower tiered than the fucking police department. Like, what is going on? I don't get it. I don't get it either. How many cops can you kill before there's not any cops left? There's, there's an unlimited number of cops. Bullshit. Because <laughs> it was like when Deathstroke and Ra's al Ghul were destroying shit, where the fuck were they? <laughs> no, they got, a, they got a bigger budget. <laughs> oh, man, it's so trash. I, I hate it. I hate DC TV so much. <laughs> I used to love it all so much. I used to defend it to other people. I used to like get on this podcast and argue with people to the nail, saying that no, this is good shit, and you're dumb. And now, it's time sh- ain't full. Yeah. Oh, how the turntables! Now it's, now it's, now it's just shit. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's let's move on. Let's talk about some DC comics before we get in the news. Uh, let's talk about Superman One Thousand. Uh huh. On this one because of uh, what's his face Bendis wrote Bendis wrote the last story yeah because it's kind of like a series of this stories is, yeah this is his first uh, foray into uh, now that he moves to DC so people were wondering what what was it going to be that he was going to write and this is you know it's a big event comic this is a, the thousandth issue of action comics yeah no no other no other comic book has hit 1000 issues because <laughs> they keep fucking resetting the one too often that's yeah, why <laughs> But I mean, and it's really a love letter to Superman fans everywhere because they, they, I mean, look at the cover right now. They put him back in those damn trunks and the classic Superman pose. Yeah, and that's every. It's a, it's almost like an anthology of Superman stories. So it's like maybe like eight or ten in the whole book. Yeah, but like every single one has him in those trunks. That's like eighty or some pages, but it doesn't look like it at all. No, I'm guessing. I guess it's because it's front to back. <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, it's just interesting that they decided to... Because they, they've been slowly inching back to the classic style Superman after New 52 didn't go over too well with fans. 
Yeah, like the, even to the point like they merged the pre fifty two Superman and the new fifty two Superman to one. That's but even that was like a really roundabout way to just get back to the classic Superman because like it, it's not really a merger anymore. It's just straight up he's the classic Superman. Yeah, pretty much. It's like why even do that whole plot bullshit? Just convoluted comic nonsense. Yeah, I don't know. I guess to keep the because they're keeping some of the continuity from New Fifty Two. Some of it. Some of it. Um. But I mean, yeah, these, these stories range from stories from Superman's present to things in his past to things, I think even one that was the future. Yeah. There was one story, I think it's called Of Tomorrow. I wrote down the name. Yeah, well, yeah, it was of the future, like, because he went to go. Uh, I was confused by that. I'm like, right before, like, what? Earth was about to dis- be blow destroyed. Up, yeah, yeah, blow up or something like that. So he was saying, like, one last goodbye. I'm like, did I read this wrong? I kept going back. I'm like, wait, what, what's happening in this story? Yeah, he, he went to his parents' grave to, like, say one last goodbye. I was like, wait, I'm like, I'm more curious about what's happening with this story. I'm like, what happened to Earth? <laughs> it just seemed like he said it was, like, millions of years in the future or something. But Lois and the son were still alive. Is that what he said? Yeah, they said, he said something. Hold on. He said, uh... He didn't look different. Like, I thought, like, if it was gonna be a future Superman story, he'd be Superman, um... What's it called? Superman 1 million? 1 million, The yeah. one that's, like, a golden Superman? Uh-huh. I'm like, I, I thought if we were gonna do that, he would look like that, but he was still in the classic Superman outfit. You, you know because it's, like, everything's yellow because everything's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Uh... He said something about Lois. It wasn't past tense? I'm, I'm looking right now, you, but you keep talking. Okay. Well, but I mean, there's a bunch of stories in this in this Superman anthology from like uh, Superman Day, Neverending Neverending Battle, Enemy Within, The Fifth Season, The Car of Tomorrow, Five Minutes, Actually, and Faster Than a Speeding Bullet, and The Truth. Which oh yeah, because he, he says something like, uh, yeah, because he's he's talking to his mother about John, his son, and he's like, I wish you could still see, I wish you could see him, I wish you could see John. And then he shows like a hologram. Then I'm deeply confused by the timeline of this. Maybe it's our time, but it's just a me- another reality where Earth got fucked up. How the fuck did he get there? Maybe it's not our super. I don't know. It's very confusing. <laughs> like, because some stories are better than others, but some I really liked because I felt like they used um, these standalone stories to sort of explain the different iterations of Superman over the course of the last, like, however many years, 75 years. And also years, why he's endured for this long. Yeah. But, like, I, there, there's some things where, like, there's a, like, uh, what was it? Even, like, the first story where it's about uh, Superman them having Day? Superman Day, yeah. And well, him- that's more just like a, like, like, it's Flash Day, we're having a big celebration. And I, I didn't like that because it involves Martian Manhunter brainwashing him to not know that there's danger in the world for that one day just so he can spend some time relax which yeah. didn't really work he's still stressed out so it's like he was <laughs> it was like you, you probably should have just told him that then. <laughs> but no if he would have knew he would have he wouldn't have went to superman day yeah um because you you could also tell he did even even without things going on he didn't want to be there and lois is like no these people want to thank you like you do this every day, so you're kind of used to it. But for them, that's their whole world. Like, you literally saved their lives. So for them, it was a moment and a milestone in their life. For you, it's just something that you're used to. It's, oh, it's just another person I see. And she said it's like a day in the office for you. Yeah. I like that. Um, but no, like, never... I think it's never-ending battle. The one with Vandal Savage, where Vandal Savage throws him into the past. Uh-huh. And, like, he... it it 
it's interesting because they use those past flashbacks. They all look like moments in Superman's history. Yeah. So they use that as like a plot device to tie together every iteration of Superman dating back from like the, the first iterations where he had like the classic like triangle emblem on his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 didn't, I couldn't recognize all the moments, but a lot of them I did remember. I, Kingdom Come? Fuck yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, I've never actually comic. read Kingdom Come. Oh my God. It's so good. Are you serious? Yeah. Of all comics, you haven't read Kingdom I've Come? I've never read Kingdom Come. Dude, read it. It's really good. Um, that's literally what got me into comics. But I know he mentioned it. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene. One of the scenes is that he says like, um, even if it, even if it's from Kingdom Come, and it's just like one splash panel of like looking like the Kingdom Come story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they go through like Doomsday fights. Like they throw all like, the, the highlights of Superman's history, like all like the the classic cover moments. Um, I thought it was really smart ways to tie together all the different timelines, dimensions, iterations of Superman into one. And it ends with him getting back to the present day. The present. Yeah. To, t- I, to tell the story to his wife. Yeah. And I actually really liked it because it's the way he, uh, I just, I he just, wrapped it you're, up. With you're like, you're going to tell this whole story, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, not even that. But I mean, like, how he wrapped it up by saying, like, uh, despite him, Vano Savage being someone who's lived for so long, he forgot the one important thing that you draw strength from your past. It is, it's not like something that can deter you from it. You, it it's your path. And like he, he is, I, I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of higher mind concept, not higher mind, but there's a lot of um, symbolic or metaphorical concepts in some of these Superman stories that I really liked. Yeah, uh, like I said, this this issue more or less showed like why Superman is endured and what makes him different than other heroes. Like we kind of mentioned this with Kara, like because there was a moment where even going back to the Superman Day episode where they had a criminal episode. Issue. Issue. Where they had a uh, a criminal speak on Superman oh, Day. Right, yeah. And even his son is like, why is a criminal speaking on this day? Like this isn't about that. And 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 Superman was just like, let him speak. And he kind of talked like he this this is his third chance. He had a he had a uh, bad leg and Superman like uh captured him and like spoke to him and had and listened to the guy helped him get a job and mm. it turned his life around whereas other criminals just like all right you're going back to jail all right you're going back to jail Batman all right you're going back to jail all his yeah, legs, all his legs. <laughs> but, Super, but superman was like the one person that actually spoke because sometimes people just want to be heard mm-hmm. and superman was one of the one people that actually listened to him yeah and i like that he, he brought it back to hope like I, the the point is hope son mm-hmm. like the hope that you can be better i like that a lot and the irony is that I think all the best stories in this didn't involve Superman punching anything. The ones that involve Superman hitting things, like the the stories about hitting things, I think those are the worst ones. Yeah, and I think that's, that's honestly like when you do a Superman story right, it's it's more about the man and less about his super feats. Because like there's some points where I'm like, bro, you're a god. Like there's like what was the story? Talking about the Bendis story? No, not the Bendis story. Um, there's a few stories where like he's and, and some of the Superman stories just in general do this, but like he can not only hear things from like across the world, but he can like read small nuances and like every person's conversation from across the, across the world. Like that's too much. I'm like you're basically omnipotent at that point, bro. Oh yeah, that that, that story where he had a deadline. Yes, and he heard like way across. Oh, somebody needs my help. <laughs> And there's also one where he's fighting Brainiac on one side of the world, and the other side of the world, there's like somebody being like, kind of like Krypton actually, where they're being not brainwashed, but like, 
digital signals are fucking with their minds and making them act like they're like crazy. Yeah, and he, and he hears the whole thing. And he's like, he's ne- he's not there, but he's able to, while he's fighting Brainiac off screen somewhere, he's able to narrate exactly what the cop is doing, yeah, who the cop is, what I, her strategy I can't is, be talking down. Yeah, I can't be everywhere, but I, tr- I trust this cop, and I hear, I got my ear listened like. It's like, fuck, you're omnipotent. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, that's too much. That's way too much. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, it was a long way of just going to say that people are the real heroes. Cause, yeah, because usually the way they do it, like yeah, they say Superman can hear everything in the world, but that's when he goes on it. But that's when he like he has to fly up to like into the Earth's atmosphere or whatever, mm-hmm. pretty much outside the Earth, and then focus to be able to hear everything. Not not just him randomly on Earth, like oh, I can hear the cop, but like on not the like, other side of the Earth. Yeah, but not like while you're in the middle of a fight. You can like hear every detail of uh, like someone having a conversation on the other side of the planet. More like he's like tuning the stations of a radio. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever he's focusing on at that time, he can hear. But not like I know every detail about what's happening. He's like shit, man. Oh yeah, even the moment where he was uh, chasing, he had to try to stop a guy who was about to pull a bullet, pull the trigger on a woman. And he's like, I oh, know, faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah, I know my speed, but I know the distance. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, until I did. Yeah, until I did, yeah. <laughs> that's Superman in a nutshell. But he's I'm like, he's like, as strong as he needs to be. But I'm just like, no, that's a Flash thing. <laughs> not a, This shouldn't be a Superman thing. Uh, did you not see Justice League? Sometimes, and I don't like when Superman's written this way, when he's like as fast as a Flash. I don't like Because then that defeats the purpose of the Flash. Completely. It's like you're, you're the Flash and like everything else plus that. Like, So what's the point? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were like speaking of the the guy in Superman Day, the criminal who got who got to speak. Um, I also like the the, the story of the car. It was very short, but it was just about a guy's car being totaled from uh-huh. hitting Superman. Which, funny enough, that goes back to like the very first issue of Superman, where he's holding up the car. And the, oh, is that supposed to be a continuation of that? That's supposed to be him. Yeah. Oh wow! But yeah, he's kind of an asshole in life, and then Superman gives him the analogy of like, hey man, like. You know, I, I know who you are. You're, you're a dick. I've seen people like you who like want to control blah 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 blah. But it's like you can make a choice, and like you could you can treat your life your life like that car. You can either junk it, or you can fix it. And he's like, is that it? And he's like, it, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And I'm like, that is very simple yet very profound. And then the last panel is just he's kind of thinking. And then the last panel is him like with a bunch of kids. And he's like spraying them with like a hydrant or whatever, yeah, like, having yeah. fun. Like, so you went from being an asshole to, like, someone that was, like, you know, you, you get, there's no dialogue, but you see, like, in his action that he... He's changing. He's changing, yeah. I'm like, that, that's, that, those are the best Superman stories. Like, just yeah. he, when he inspires. But the ones where he's just symbols, symbols, punching Symbols shit, for hope. Yeah. And that's, like, the last... Ironically, the, Michael, the Brian Michael Bendis story... That one's probably the weakest. Yeah, the very me. last story. Yeah. And, and, and I think I mentioned this before, where I was just like... Because it was stupid. Because when I said Bendis is just going to bend this, because <laughs> Bendis is going to bend this. Because this is, this is his first Superman story, and he's already retconning his origin. And I'm like, come on, bro. And then on top of and that. And then we already established that the plant was being destroyed from within, from a detonation, and or Brainiac, and or a Green Lantern was involved. Like, we couldn't stop it in time. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, there was a couple issues uh, a little while ago where Superman and Booster Gold got trapped 
in the past on Krypton and Superman had to watch Krypton explode. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. And yet somehow... But there was no mention of this random guy. What is his name? Because it's so like, I'm not Doomsday. I swear I'm not. It's... It's, <laughs> it really, it's, it's that nonsensical. It's like he's Doomsday with a spear or it's something. He looks am, so generic. I am, I am Rogol Czar. That's stupid. Even Supergirl's got just swatted Some, away. Like swatted. Yeah. But it just feels like also Doomsday. Like it isn't, and he's he's the it's, the character design looks do, so it's, generic. It's doom side. <laughs> Kinda, he looks like any giant That's what brutish he looks monster. Like. He looks like he looks like doom side. <laughs> Mongol. It's all the same character. Big strong guy with a with a burnt face. Is that what his face looks like? Let me saying? Yeah, it looks burnt. Yeah, it looks just like a monster. It's just a monster. Wraith. I don't know if you read that story. Same shit. Just a big strong guy. It's like. Almost strong Superman, and then you know they have the whole debate about he's wearing the trunks again. But why is he doing that? Yeah, they really focus. Like they 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 pepper in some mentions of the trunks and the other issues, but that one they hammer it. Brian hammers that shit in. Like he's not Superman without the trunks. So I was like, okay, all right, I get it. You want the trunks? All right. I would like for Superman to explain why. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, but okay, everybody else kind of comments on it. Great. Because I don't really. I mean, what a. I don't really like it. The, the underwear outside. I feel like that's very 90s, 80s. I mean, to be fair, that guy at the end, that monster he fights, looks very like a 90s villain. Yeah, pretty much. But but I don't know, like... Kryptonian! I'll say this. And then it's not just the villain itself, but then it's the fact that the villain is now tied to the fact, I was the one that destroyed Krypton, and it's like... I told Jor-El! Yeah, why do, we, like, need, why do we need this? I met Jor-El. Jor-El's still alive. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Superman Rebirth. Yeah, Rebirth. Yeah, so... So, uh, how about I go ask him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't tell you conveniently. It's like, what? <laughs> Did you I, make have, I had a mission to destroy all Kryptonians, just like I told Jarrell many years ago. And it's like... And then you made the baby pod to send me off planet? Is that... Yeah. But like, if you knew this guy was around, like, did you think that that was going to help me? Like, did you... If he's an assassin, Bendis, he's not gonna... Bendis is going to bend us. <laughs> it's stupid. It's not to say, like, Bendis is not a bad writer, but sometimes he just does shit. He wants to put a stamp on shit. Yeah. He wants to be like, I did this. And what's the best way to do that? Retcon shit. It's like, just create a new character to put involved. Just like, uh, for the most part, they took Jonathan and made him a staple into the Superman world. Like, do something like that. Mm-hmm. Like not don't make this villain that's retconning his origin story. Just just make a new, make a new nemesis for him. It but, just feels like this is their it's his way to very quickly establish that this guy's a threat. Like you know, because I feel like everybody's trying to one up Doomsday. Like everybody's like, all right, who can be the next Doomsday? Because Doomsday's kind of neutered in the comics. So it was like we get we need we need a better Doomsday. That's what this feels like. It's like, but now it's Doomsday that killed Krypton, and he hates Krypton. But, but it's just like, I, I met you with Dragon Ball Super. It's like, you get to a certain point where it's like, if you keep making him stronger and stronger and stronger, nothing. it means nothing. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like the, That's why I feel like Superman, when he punches things, it's really hard to make that like enthralling. Because at the end of the day, he's as strong as he needs to be. So he's going to win on strength eventually. Which also creates a problem because uh, there's a rumor that like Rocksteady, their next video game, is going to be a su- open world Superman game. And I'm like, how does that go- how is that going to work like in terms of a video game? Because part, part, part of the excitement of playing a video game is like, you know, sometimes a, you might run to a boss that's so powerful, you die a couple of times. And now you got to try to figure out how to beat him. But if you got a character like Superman, like, how do you make that interesting? It's got to be a thing which could suck or be interesting. 
Whereas everything has to be basically an escort mission. <laughs> Whereas like you're, it's, I, have you ever played the Superman Returns game? Especially if it's like an open world game. Well, have you ever played the Superman Returns game? Uh, yeah. They did a thing where, in that where game where you could fly wherever you want. Mm-hmm. They did a thing in that game. This is an old ass game. But that's the only thing that I really found interesting: the flying aspect. Oh yeah, no, I was, I was, I was flying game. all over. I'm not about to say it was a good game. I'm just, I'm just saying as an example, they did a thing in that game where Superman himself didn't have a health bar. The city did. So like, if the city's being destroyed for too long and you don't defeat the boss, that's how you lose. Not if you get beat. It's if the city takes too much damage. That's interesting, I guess. But it depends how you do it. But I, mean, I was gonna say, but even that to a certain extent is like. So I'm saying it has to be contextual. Like there has to be you're protecting someone or something, or you're fighting a villain that is stronger, like Doomsday, or a villain that has some kind of Krypton or uh, Kryptonite. Or if anything, make a Superman game and take it off Earth. Yeah, but half of the fun of like a game like that is to fly around the city and of Earth. Fly around space. <laughs> It's not the same. There's no landmarks. Yeah, that's not that's true. So it's like, you're just floating in big blackness. <laughs> Wee! Um, there's Krypton Space Dust. <laughs> is there anything we didn't mention? I mean, there's a few. Like, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, there's the, a Lex like, Luthor one. Like, the art was pretty good. Like, this one was... This story was confusing to me, where he had to fight himself. Oh, that's um, that's the one I was talking about. Uh, with Kingdom Come in it. Yeah. This is never any well, like, battle. These, like, I'm pretty sure this. This is. I think these are references. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these are references. But I was like, I don't, I don't get. I think the that's ref- old Superman. The references where he's these those. I don't. Small don't green remember. Martian creatures. But yeah, that's the comic book cover. World War Two. That's like that's 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 Superman I used to watch on VHS. The one with the the black symbol. Uh huh. You ever watch those old cartoons? Like the VHS like animated ones. I didn't watch the cartoons. I watched the old uh. The 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 George Reeves Superman. Live action? The live action, yeah. Oh, wow. The black and white. Why? How? What do you mean, how? They used to come on Nick, like Nick and Knight and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I used to watch Nick and Knight. No, I'm talking about the um, animated ones. Well, even this one. I'm like, like dinosaurs and he's, stuff. He's dying from a lightning strike. That looks like Dark Knight. Is it? Remember when he got hit by the lightning uh, in Dark Knight? I don't remember. But. I mean, it's not actually lightning, but... Even still, I'm like a stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was cool because they like that, like the black suit moment with fighting Mongol. Like it's just, it's literally they just tied yeah, together. This is where Kingdom oh, Come. Kingdom Come, yeah. That's the nuclear bomb going off in the background. Like it's just a lot of comic book moments tied together to make one continuity, and I like how they did it. Same thing with the um, Action Land, uh, the Mister Mixpicklick. Yeah. Issue that, that was, was that was good too. That was it, cool. It also kind of explains why sometimes maybe the reality is kind of off in Superman's history. Because Mister Miss Pickle is just like I just did it. I mean, so even how isn't that how they explained um some bullshit in Rebirth too? Well, yeah, because that that's how the, that that's how they explained the two Supermans. It was um Miss Pickle. It was him that did it. Yeah. I mean, it's a cop out. And I'm glad they kind of explained. He was like. They were like, you're powerful enough to, if you really wanted to, you could wipe Superman out, but he 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 defines you. That's why you he likes never, him. That's why you never do it. It's like Thanos. He doesn't really want to win. Yeah. He's supposed to fuck around. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and, and it's funny. Did you watch the Superman animated series? I did. Godfrey, uh, not Godfrey. Yeah, were you reading his voice? Yeah. I can only read, the, I can only read Mr. Mr. Pitlick's like uh, voice bubbles as uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember even as a kid that his girlfriend was hot. I was like, how are you with her? <laughs> does she have Does she have the same like name trans dimensional powers that he does? I don't remember. 
I remember her being hot. <laughs> that was her whole thing. That's, that's all you. That's all you remember. I don't think she does. I think she's just a chick. She's a normal human. I don't even know if she's a normal human, but I don't. I don't think because you said she's just a chick. I'm like, yeah, she's, she's human. A chick. Maybe she's even a creation of his. I mean, if he can't if he can't do that shit. Like, why not? I'll be. Like, <laughs> I'll be having sex with Keenan Lonsdale. I'll be having sex Whoa, with Stephen uh, Amell. Whoa. <laughs> Everybody in CW, apparently? Every, everybody. All right, but yeah, that's it. Um, what would you rate it? As the whole the whole issue, as one. The whole issue? I would give it a there, high. There's some perfect visions in there. Yeah. There's, there's some the whole passables thing, in there. I would give it a high more than passable overall. I'd give it a straight more than passable. Because some, like, some of the stories were really good. Some of them were kind of meh. Some of them are just like, why, why, like that, that one with the, uh, exploding earth. It was just like, what, what's happening? I don't understand this. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't understand that either. I was like, is it the future? <laughs> is it an alternate universe? I think it was an alternate. I don't know. Cause I'm like, cause if it's the future, why how is John and Lois still alive? I, I see. I didn't read it like, I guess super well. Cause I thought he was talking in the past tense. Like if he was just in that golden suit, I would have totally got it. But because he's in like the red and blue talking as if it's been millions of years since the earth was like fucked up i'm like um i don't get it yeah but yeah. i mean a good good 1000 issue yeah overall yeah a lot, a lot of it like i said say about 50 percent is a good example i still want him to explain why he's wearing his underwear out but <laughs> yeah but i'll be honest oh well, i was gonna say um i think about 50 percent is a really good example of what makes superman a great character like he's he's a hard character to write for but when you understand that the, the core of the character is his heart and his ethics, that's where he really shines. Not so much him just punching shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I in terms of like the, the trunks, I just kind of wish that... I don't know. I, I feel like he... Uh, it does look more iconic. But like, yeah, I don't like the trunks. But, yeah, but this... seeing him like standing there with his arms on his hips, like that's Superman to me. And maybe it's because that's how I grew up with Superman. But like I see that and I instantly think Superman. But yeah, this issue, five minutes, he's doing his uh his paper, and then he hears the guy have a heart attack or whatever. Oh. But then he also hears a satellite falling into the earth. And, and he all, does it all that shit in five minutes. Yeah, he does it all in five minutes. It's like, bro, like, why does Flash have a job? Like, <laughs> Thank God for super speed. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I enjoyed it overall. That's the weird thing. The reason this is this is a super nerdy nitpick. But the reason the Flash doesn't destroy our atmosphere, like ignite the air just from running super fast, is because of the speed force. But Superman doesn't have that. No. So he moves at such a high speed, he technically should be igniting our atmosphere just from how fast he moves through the air. But not even, I think I read... Like he splits atoms, he moves so fast. That's how fast he can move. Yeah. But I think I also uh, read that, like... I think when you like look at like the Flash Wikipedia, some I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think it said somewhere like he doesn't like he doesn't run faster than light speed on Earth because of the damage that it could possibly do. What? Because the speed the speed force could only that's do... bullshit. He did a light mass punch before an infinite mass punch. Was that on Earth though? Yes. I, it was like it was like literally it pans out to be like a Dragon Ball Z explosion. It's such a big explosion. <laughs> the whole thing with the Flash is that the speed force. Um, like negates the rules of physics, so that's why he can run at such high speeds and not fuck up our reality, like fuck up the world. I'm about to look at that. look because I think I read that on like DC Wiki. Mm, well, he's definitely done light speed like 
maneuvers on Earth. So that's bullshit. Like, that's the whole point of Speed Force. It's supposed to cut away all that inertia and all that other stuff. That's why he can grab somebody and run at, like, near light speed and not kill them. Yeah. Even though in the show, they they would light on fire when it was comedic. Yeah. <laughs> so but, it, you know, that doesn't even happen anymore. No, it doesn't. And that was only, for the most part, it was just that, for that, was just a way, that was just a way to get Felicity's clothes off. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, for that one episode. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, that's it. Topics are closed. Let's talk about some news of the week. Michael News. Oh, that means I can't. Oh, you're still looking? Well, I closed it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, before we talk trailers, let's uh, go on going back to Deadpool 2. So, okay. let's, let's talk uh, first. Maximum effort. Yeah, let's talk first reactions to Deadpool 2 because other people got to see it too. Oh, okay. So, let's Whoa, see. What were our first reactions? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, we already did it. Yeah. So, the general consensus uh, what? was... Wait, wait, wait. Breaking news. What? Gotham has been renewed. Oh, I, 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 already, I already got that. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I found... Yeah, that was breaking, but I was like, oh, let me put, let me add this. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> I thought I had something for once. No, fuck you. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, Somebody said, happy to report Deadpool 2 is a lot of fun. It had me laughing beginning to end. Stuff after the credits is awesome. All the people added to the film were perfectly cast. I'm glad they didn't say cast it because I would scratch their eyes out. <laughs> avoid spoilers. And yeah, please avoid spoilers, guys, because I saw uh, certain uh, reviews and stuff like that already spoiling like the cameos and stuff like that that happens in the movie. Really? Yes. Like articles or like video Art- reviews? Articles. Like, they talked about... Some of the characters that show up? Yeah. That's bullshit. And I'm like, why would they do this? Kind of like Forbes came... Kind of like Forbes... I'm not going to say anything, but to be fair, the speculation that we did going into the movie kind of spoiled like what uh, some of the characters were in the movie. But yeah, just like kind of like Forbes... Forbes. Forbes spoiled <laughs> all of Avengers Infinity War, like... A, like a day or two after the movie came out. And I'm like, why it? you got... Like, they released a whole article about who lived and who died and all this other stuff. Like, only like a day after the movie came out. Well, I mean, if it's an article, unless the headline contains a spoiler, I would just avoid the article if I didn't watch the movie yet, right? No, yeah, you would do that if you're trying to do... But you also have to take into account there are assholes on the internet that will read stuff like that to purposely go in the comments and be like, this person died, this person died, this uh, person okay. died. It's I like... Hear, I hear you. You gotta have some type of journalistic integrity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you. Now we've got journalistic integrity, eh? Because I'm a journalist. <laughs> and it's for f- press screen. Well, you get press screeners, but I'm riding your coattails, <laughs> <laughs> But not taking notes, though. <laughs> I'm taking notes. And I took notes for that rap. Of <laughs> <laughs> all things. Yep. Uh, what'd they say? Deadpool 2, finally a movie for teenage boys. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, yeah, that's supposed to be like ironic. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so, oh, okay. or sarcastic. <laughs> uh, somebody said I didn't like the first Deadpool. Wow, but Deadpool two beat me into submission until I, until I was actually enjoying myself. <laughs> also, it features my now favorite post credit scene. Somebody else says Deadpool two. This time he knows he's in a cinematic universe. And the last two I'll read. I like Deadpool two more than the first one, which. I wasn't a huge fan of. Slow to start, but all the stuff with the X-Force and Cable and Peter works surprisingly well. Peter! <laughs> and last one, Deadpool 2. I'll say this. It earns the hell out of the R rating. 
Yeah, it does. Oh God, yes. And the cameos and the post-credit scenes. There's a little, there's a little Deadpool dick in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. And Jordan, Jordan was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect it. <laughs> well, luckily, that was also the reaction they wanted because everybody else in the theater was always like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. I mean. I like me as some well yeah you were like ooh <laughs> well I was gonna say no cause it was a little dick <laughs> yeah it was baby dick <laughs> I don't like baby dick <laughs> oh god <laughs> I like grown man dick <laughs> I hope so <laughs> do you <laughs> anyway now let's get to the normal part of the news trailers Luke Cage 2 do you know who I am woo Everybody talking about Luke Cage like he's Jesus. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. The bulletproof black man. For the hard rocks, he's a ghetto boogeyman of their nightmares. You can get a smack for this. Really, guys? You gotta know we tried, man. I ain't no joke. 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 But one man cannot save a community. You can't keep doing what you're doing. I have no idea what you're talking about. And believe me, Luke Cage is nothing but a man. Alem is mine. Damn. Hate to see such a positive brother like Luke Cage go down like that. He hurts you. You're not invulnerable, Luke. Anyone who can take you on barehanded can't be good for Harlem. I gotta find him. Bushmaster. What makes him so scary? We hope you never have to find out. It's a Bushmaster, and I'm coming. Chris Rock versus Luke Cage. Yeah, basically. <laughs> As he looks just like Chris Rock. He does look like Chris Rock. They should Rock. have just hired Chris Rock for this villain role. I mean, but they would have had to pay him a shit ton of money. Hey, man. Would you not want to see Chris Rock in the MCU? I would, but you know Netflix, Netflix is cheap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're not going to pay Chris Rock. So, yeah. Luke Cage, official trailer. What'd you think? Um, I really like this trailer. A lot more than teaser, which was just basically a glorified like YouTube video kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm Luke Cage and you can't break me or blast me, burn me or whatever. But in this one, you get a little bit more detail. Even about though the we've seen all that happen before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you hit, if you shoot them close enough, you can blast them. Yeah. But um, I like that in this trailer we we're getting a little bit more of the plot. So now we see the villain Bushmaster, and his whole shtick seems to be magic. Is that what I'm getting? Vibe I'm getting? From yeah, this? it's looking like they're going a voodoo route. Like voodoo, right? Yeah. And he just rolls up on Luke Cage, and apropos of nothing, he just whoops his ass to prove that he can. And that's going to be the, the launching point for this season, I just guess? just walks up to him, walk past him, and just does a fucking... He snuffed him. Like, it wasn't even like he jumped like, him. Does like an Eddie Capoeira kick. <laughs> but it wasn't even like, I'm going to fight you, Luke Cage. It's no, like, he's just... Straight, street thug style. Just whooped his ass without even saying a word. Yep. He's like, what? Harlem is mine. You can't sneak somebody and be like, I beat you, bitch. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't ready. I mean, but regardless, it shouldn't have, technically it shouldn't have worked considering his powers. So he must have some, I don't know. Whatever that voodoo ability is yeah. makes him strong and durable. Because there's a moment where he's he, also, shirt. Yeah, he gets shot too. But it's not like he's, there's just blood in it. Yeah, the bullets didn't bounce off of him, but they didn't fully penetrate his skin. Yeah, it's like he's wearing like skin Kevlar or something. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
So I mean, that's interesting. I hope to God. Oh, you they, know they're gonna do. I already know what you guys think. You know they're gonna do. Don't kill this. I don't even know if he's interesting. I mean, from the his little dialogue that he's had in the trailer, he's he could be. I don't know. He could be the next Cottonmouth. Who knows? Uh, one, don't be the next Diamondback. <laughs> and two, do not kill him off if he's a good villain halfway into the season for, especially not for somebody like Shades or Black Mariah or something, because they're also in this trailer. That's what they're going to do. Fuck Shades. <laughs> he's so trash. He's going to get the Shades from the comics. <laughs> I don't... Which doesn't make sense when them call him Shades in the show when he doesn't have that power. It's just his quirk. His quirk is just that he, I, I like to wear shades. It's stupid. It is stupid. That's why I hate shades. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a weird old lady fetish because he fucking <laughs> likes to make out with Black Mariah. I mean, to be fair, though, Alfre Wood is still... She's still fine. She doesn't my grandma, bro. She's still fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so overall, I'm excited. Um, I hope they have a, a, some Defenders cameos in this, even if it's just Iron Fist. Well, we saw the pictures... That he's was gonna... that for Iron Fist or was that for Luke Cage? I think that was for Luke Cage. Oh, it was for Luke Cage? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Then I'm I'm even more excited. So I'm, just don't kill the villain. I, 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 that's where Luke Cage won. Fucked up. I'm pretty up. sure they're both gonna cross. They're gonna cross pollinate. So he'll go to his show and then vice versa. I hope so. I hope so too. The, the defenders and then Misty Knight. We say that, but Jessica Jones barely had anything. And of course, Misty Knight. Did fight. you finish that season? No, I still haven't finished Jessica. Jones. I mean, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, then Misty Knight with her arm fighting, getting into the field and stuff like that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a Stark Tech arm. Is it Rantech? I don't even think it's a Rantech arm. It just, would make sense just for a random, it to be. Just a random it should super be, bionic should, arm? It should be Rantech arm. Can anyone in this world just get bionic, super functional Winter Soldier arms? Is that a thing? No, it's just it's just three people. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get one? Well, you're a comic book character, so... <laughs> Pretty much. But what about the rest of the world that have prosthetic... Nah, fuck no, they, uh, they <laughs> Are they going to fight crime? <laughs> <laughs> they don't matter. But even though... I'm like, I hope that's like Mark 1. Because I'm like... I don't, you don't like it? No, I don't like it. Why? Because it... Especially for it to be a comic book show, it looks like a prosthetic arm. Like a real prosthetic arm. Like So for her, to, for her to be doing all that movement and mobility and stuff like that, for it to be that functional, especially if it gives her super strength like in the comics, I'm like, it doesn't look like it should be able to do that. I mean, Terminator arms are super like fragile looking, but they're super strong. Yeah, but they don't look like real. You could tell like that's like a like a robot. I mean, this is. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that the the prosthetic look. I guess that like I'm saying, it sense. looks like a real like. No, no. But it makes you know, Defenders World's like more grounded. So maybe that's why they're trying to make it like a grounded look and feel for a prosthetic arm. I wonder if half the population is gonna disappear. <laughs> I hope so. It's not. It's not. It's not going to tie in at all. It's not going to tie really, in. It'd be really cool if they would do a time jump and be like, oh, yeah, that Thanos thing that happened like before we started filming. So we didn't, it took place in the future. I'd be surprised if Netflix even addresses it, to be honest. Probably not. They're probably going to do it just like uh, with their first Avengers, like the incident. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably say the snap. I don't know. The snap. They won't even know it's the snap. <laughs> they'll know. <laughs> Somebody, they heard from a friend who heard from another friend who works for Tony Stark. It'd be cool. I don't want to talk about things that aren't going to happen, but it'd be cool if it was like they thought it was like the rapture or something. And they, that's how they refer to it. Right. Isn't that kind of how the rapture was supposed to work? People yeah. People will disappear and go to heaven or whatever the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so like that. That's not going to happen, but no, whatever. Not. Something else isn't also going to happen. Me going to see this movie. So yeah, The Predator. <laughs> the Predator. Let's talk about this trailer that I didn't care about. <laughs> 
Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? Like an alien, you mean? He saw something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you men? Someone or something tore them to pieces. I think they're attempting hybridization. They're upgrading on every planet they visit. We need to know if you pose a threat. We're assassins. Isn't posing a threat kind of the point? <laughs> there, there's my, there's my. Uh, that's your review. That's my review right there. <laughs> um. And also because I've never seen any of the Predator movies. None of them? I've never seen any of them. And so well, this, of course you don't care. Yeah, so this trailer doesn't do anything to get me interested. Is in, it a trailer or a teaser? Seems like a it's teaser. a teaser, but even still, like, it didn't tease me. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't even, if you haven't seen any of the Predator movies, then, like, it'd be the really point, hard. The point of a teaser is to whet your appetite. Yeah, but how many teasers are shit? Like, I feel like every teaser we talk about is like, nah. They didn't really show enough for me to even care. I mean, yeah, that's kind of true. But so especially with something that you don't know the property at all. Because, like, you know, I, I've seen, I think, all the Predator movies. Well, no, I actually, I guess technically this, this doesn't count, but I've seen Alien vs. Predator. The first one or second one? There was another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was two, bro. I, well, I saw the one with Sanaa Lathan. The black girl? The black girl. That's the first one. Yeah. Um, I, I think the first one is better in some ways, but the second one is the one that's actually rated R, so there's more blood and gore. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I, 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 well, speaking of which, how did that get uh, part one and part two, and we never got a fucking Freddy versus Jason part two? <laughs> what, Alien vs. Predator? Yeah. I like, because Freddy vs. Jason was fucking stupid. I liked Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like lost for words. I'm just like, really? I'm not saying it was the greatest I thing. I mean, ever. I like bad horror movies, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm not saying it was the greatest thing ever, but I liked it. I mean, I liked it too, but I like bad horror movies, so like, that means nothing for me. I, it was, I saw it's it, very I, corny. I think I saw it twice. It's very campy. Yeah, I know. That's why I liked it. But like, I couldn't see people like, yeah, let's make a sequel for that. I saw it twice. I was waiting. For, I wanted to see. I think. I think they were talking about it when they did those reboots of Freddy and Jason. Mm-hmm. Did you see those? The new Freddy Krueger. I think I saw the reboot of Freddy. I didn't see the reboot of Jason. Dude, the reboot of Jason is fucking. I want to say it's good, but I don't know if it's actually good or if I'm just like remembering that was good. But it was. He's he's a super assassin. Like the things he does to kill people is like, bro, you need to be like like Captain America. Like he's that fucking ridiculous. It's like, how are you like twenty feet tall or like ten feet tall? 500 pounds of muscle, but yet you're a ninja and you can sneak up on people like randomly and you can throw machetes with the accuracy of a shuriken. It's crazy. I don't really care for the reboot of Friday the Thir- I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. They made him seem a little yeah. too serious. Yeah, I agree. Because Freddy Krueger's thing is that he is kind of campy. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off topic. But for Predator, um, what they showed, I can't say that it was really that it, I'm like super stoked to see this. But I mean,. The premise is kind of interesting. I mean, it's it seems a lot like Alien vs. Predator again, where like the Predators are coming back to modern day, like USA. Um, I like the at least the setup in the trailer or the teaser where the kids like playing with the Predator like device, and he's like flying the ship, and then the ship crashes, you know, at the cut-ins or whatever. That was cool. 
Um, the things I didn't understand, though, because I think this show was just predators doing predator shit, so it's like, I've seen this a million times, so it's whatever. But they mentioned one time in the trailer that there's that they're attempting hybridization with humans. What? What the fuck does that mean? They are trying to make a predator, a predator-man. A predator-human. A predator-man. But why? Human and predator, a predator-man. But predators are better than human and humans in every way. No. Like they're humans. Half breeds always better. Gohan is always Gohan is better than he could be. He has the potential to be better. Okay, well the Dragon Ball Z analogy does not really apply to this. I'm just saying like the like the what in Terminator? I mean Terminator in a uh, Predator One, Arnold Schwarzenegger beats the Predator, but he uses the same kind of like you know traps and hunting ability that the Predator uses. So it's not like humans have any kind of like evolutionary advantage over a Predator. A predator is just a souped-up human with better technology and arguably way better hunting skills on average. So I don't get what having a weak-ass human hybrid predator is going to do. Like, aliens, it makes sense. Because we have emotions. Why would a, why would a, kill, like a super killing machine need that? To be able to figure out DeVoe's plan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, aliens, it makes sense. Because, like, aliens, they fuse with whatever they, you know, they mate with, wherever the fuck. And, like, like, there's even, like, Predator aliens. And Predator 2 is a Predalien. Like, an alien that is born from a Predator. Like, that makes sense. But a human Predator? It would just be, like, a... I, all I'm imagining when I, when I think of human Predator... Well, wait, is a, is wait, a, wait I, I don't remember if they... I don't remember what they said in the... Are the Predators trying to do that? Or are the humans trying to do that? I, you know, Traders could be lying. Because I'm, like, like I'm like, she, she said, if the humans are doing it, then it makes sense. Because, no, you know, they're always trying like, to do that for, like, wep- to weaponize... Yeah. No, but it seemed like from the dialogue that she was referring to the aliens doing it. So the predators are attempting hybridization. Or maybe they're doing that as a way to better be able to take over Earth. If you look human, you won't. You'll never see me coming. They have invisibility. No, we have. have, We have. have We have have infrared technology. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They've got like laser cannons mounted to their arms. Invisibility is so nineties. But I mean, but invisibility plus in- indestructible laser cannon. <laughs> no, no, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the trailer didn't really sell me. A long way of going is just this is a long way of me saying it looked okay. Like if I was either tra- a teaser, a great, like a low passable. It's whatever. Yeah, I feel the same way. Next trailer. And the Lego DC universe, so le- <laughs> which is a thing now. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Slowly approaching as many DC movies as DCU. <laughs> straight, straight, straight to DVD. Next movie is gonna be Lego Booster Gold. I don't know. <laughs> Lego Booster. Gold. So yeah, uh, Lego Aquaman: Rage of Atlantis. The trailer. <laughs> The Trouble Alert. Breaking news. Reporting from Area 52 at Dread Lake. We need to get to Dread Lake fast. Why, that sounds like a job for Aquaman. A Lego DC superheroes movie. All right, Aquajet. We're freshwater bound. When danger lies beneath the surface. (laughs) Atrocitus, leader of the Red Lantern Corps. Water dwellers, destroy the Justice League. Apparently, Wonder Woman has been knocked silly. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. There's only one hero to call. I'll just summon my fellow water creatures here at Dread Lake. But Dread Lake is a dry lake, Ben. Well, that would be challenging then, wouldn't it? What a weird title. 
Rage, Rage of, Atlantis. of Atlantis. I didn't. Nothing in that trailer made look like raging of anything. No, it's him versus Atrocitus, which is weird. Oh wait, well there's the rage. Stupid. <laughs> but, but even still, it's like it's like a jokey. It's a jokey movie, so it's like what? it's not the Rage of Atlantis. Though. It's the Rage, it's of, Rage of Atrocitus. Yeah, it's the Rage of Atrocitus. <laughs> um. I mean, it looked like the same thing we're going to get from Lego the Flash. Lego Flash. I mean, they're both going straight to DVD. And it's in the same universe, so at least there's con- some continuity with that it's gotta continuity. Be a, it's got to be a synergistic thing with Aquaman coming out. They want to get all the kids to be like, oh, Aquaman. Get some brand awareness before Aquaman comes out. Yeah, it's supposed to come out this summer. Yeah. Like we, we got two <laughs> Which I'm like, Lego mo- DC movies. <laughs> but part of me we're is getting like... We're one DCEU movie. How part, fucked up was that? Part of me is like, what? <laughs> what if this movie's actually better than Aquaman? <laughs> It's a real possibility. It's a, definitely a possibility. That's fucking sad. What do we give Lego Flash? I don't remember. I feel like I gave it a high pass or something. I think I gave it a high pass or a low more than passable. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it could be. That's a very... That's, that's within... That is within the average of DCEU movies. <laughs> I, know, I, think, I think it was a high passable because I remember you said something about this. the high passable episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just... I don't know. I... Oh, was another interesting thing about the trailer, though? Hopefully there's more. Uh, give me more pets. <laughs> give me more Lego pets. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, we got the Atrocitus cat. That's true. I just feel like these movies don't need to be called, like, the solo character names. No, it should just be called Justice, Justice League. League. Like, even in the trailer, it feels like it's mostly about the Justice League, just with some focus on Aquaman because it's in Atlantis. So it's like I feel like it, like other movies should have been. I mean, Justice I, and I guess I guess because it's the fo- the focus is on them, the kind of like a Captain America Civil War route. We say it, we we just say it's an Avengers movie, but Captain America is the focus. Yeah, but it'd be like if all of the movies were like that, like if every MC movie had all the Avengers in it, but it's kind of focused on one Avenger the most. That movie, I feel like it should be called Lego Justice League: The Flash, Lego Justice League: Aquaman. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, but whatever nitpicks. But I mean, whatever. It's interesting. I'll, I'll still, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it, especially if it's straight to DVD. Like, what? Nothing to lose. Yeah, nothing to lose. Yeah, except if it's better than Aquaman. Except for my. Yeah. Then, then there's a lot to lose. Uh, for spe- the DCEU. Well, yeah. Speaking of something that's nothing to lose, somebody that is losing is Superman and the Death of Superman trailer that just dropped. Because we already know how that's gonna end. It's in the title. <laughs> Hold on, Lex. I'm picking up something. Does that asteroid look unusual to you? I got the alert. What's up? Initial reports are some kind of creature. If anyone's watching this, send help. This monster's killing everyone. Alert. Three leaguers down and we only just got here. Need backup now. been identified and is rumored to have left members of the Justice League wounded or near death. There's one thing I can't stand. It's a bully. All these DC <laughs> properties that aren't the DCU are coming out. Are coming out besides, yeah. I don't know. It just feels like there's a void that all these other things are filling. But that being said, I think this actually looks better than the Death of Superman that we got prior to this. Where only half Especially of it. the animation. Like, I didn't really like the animation in that original his he had a his weird fa- yeah, he had a weird yeah face yeah he looked old 
He he looked very old. Like that's how I felt too. Yeah. But the problem with the, that was it was only half Superman versus Doomsday. Yeah, the other and part the of other it half was him the like resurrection focus- of Superman. Yeah, then also part of it like him open focusing on trying to like find a cure for cancer or whatever. Wait, what? That's that's how it, not necessarily open, but they focused a lot on like him in the Fortress of Solitude, trying to find cure a cure for human cancer in the Fortress of Solitude. Wait, is that that movie or is that All Star Superman? I don't. Th- I think that was Doomsday. Was it? I, don't, I haven't seen the movie in so long. I don't think it was. I think you're. Tra- I think you're thinking about All Star Superman. Are you sure? I don't remember. I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think so though. But it. I don't know. It's. It, I, if this movie is entirely, not necessarily just Superman versus Doomsday, but like the threat of Doomsday throughout, because other movies called Superman Doomsday, but Doomsday was only in it for half of it. So if this is like. Like, Batman, like the movie being called Batman v Superman and that's only like eight minutes of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> but just if they can actually duplicate and reimagine the Death of Superman arc from the comics but in this new 52 animated universe, I think it has a good chance of being probably one of the best animated DC movies. Just because I think the Death of the Superman arc is powerful if it's done right. So like even in the original, I feel like that that part of the movie was amazing. Like this is what I do, Lois. I have to do this for them and like him, whatever. But because of um, this Superman has more of a benefit um, than the other Superman, because at least this Superman we already know and it's been built Kinda, up. Because they're also they're also retcon a little bit because they're like getting rid of their Wonder Woman uh, Clark relationship and now he's he's with Lois because that's how it was in the comics. I mean, but that but also kind of happened in the comics too. Yeah, but it's, it's still, they never really addressed it in this new new 52 animated universe. Maybe it happened between, <laughs> between movies. It's like, yeah, all right, I'll let it go. But. but it's the Justice League versus Doomsday and then it looks like Superman versus Doomsday. So that's exactly what happens in the comics. Yeah, because that's kind of, yeah. So I'm down for that. I am too. So Like if it ends with him dying, that's how it ends? And maybe a te- maybe the next one's a tease of um, the Return of Superman. Maybe the next movie is actually going to be. I hope not. Their interpretation of him coming back. I, ho- I-, I hope not. I don't want him to come. You're just going to end it with him dead? No, no, no. Well, the not, end? Never. No teaser for anything. I'm not, well, I'm, not, I'm not even saying that. But I'm saying for the next one, I hope they don't automatically bring him back. I hope they do like uh, what happened in the comics, like the rise of Superman, was still come- tries to take his place, and all these other Superman like. That's all part of the Return of Superman. Yeah, but you said him coming back. I'm like, I don't want him to come back yet. Well, if this is the death of Superman, the next movie would be the maybe Return like, of Superman. Maybe like the third movie he comes back. I don't I don't So you want a whole movie just about Steel and the other people? Yeah. No. That's half a movie. Half a movie's about them, and then the other half is about him coming back. And he comes back in the last half. No, fuck you. What? <laughs> That's kind of what happens in the comics. I mean, not obviously it's not like the same kind of pacing, but I mean like, you know, the first half of the Return of Superman. Okay, fine. Half the movie. Yeah. And then the black suit, have him with the mullet. <laughs> And then he. Oh my god! And they have the black suit in the DC <laughs> anime movie, but not in the goddamn Justice League. Ugh. And then he fights the Justice League as a black suit villain, because black means evil. Not in the comic! <laughs> <laughs> Absorb the radiation of the sun. Yeah, that's what the whole point of the black suit was, but not in the movie. Yeah, even in the uh, black, other DC Black means like evil. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so next thing on the list. So. Infinity War, Avengers. Why did I say that backwards? I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Avengers Infinity War. War, Avengers Infinity. <laughs> what? Is now the fastest movie, second fastest movie in history 
besides The Force Awakens, to reach the 500 million mark domestically. It's mm. now currently sitting at $546 million domestically. Damn. And experts predict that it's going to end its domestic run at $650 million, which is behind Black Panther, because they're predicting that, because right now, Black Panther is $3.6 million away from being $700 million domestically. Hmm. So Black Panther... Uh, is it still in theaters? Black Panther is still in theaters, Jesus. which is which is funny, because it's now on Blu... It's now on... Uh, well, it's not on Blu-ray it's on yet. It's on digital. It's on digital, and then it comes out on Blu-ray next week. And it's still in theaters. Is that like a... Does that happen? I'm pretty sure it's happened, but it's, I'm 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 sure it's rare. Yeah, I don't ever remember a Blu-ray release while the movie's still out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, funny enough, uh, Black Panther is still in the top ten. Wow. Yeah, so Avengers is number He's one. Like, Black don't crack, motherfuckers. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so Avengers is number one. It took in uh, sixty-one million this weekend. Uh, Life of the Party. I don't know what that is number two. Who cares? Number three is Breaking In. That uh, Gabrielle Union movie that I texted you. I was like, you want to go see it? Because it was directed by <laughs> it was directed by the guy that did V for Vendetta. Your favorite comic book movie. Yeah, but that was before I thought that Wachowski brothers directed and wrote it. I didn't realize he just wrote it. <laughs> but I heard I heard the movie was trash. But I still wanted to see. It. I'm like, I want to see. A, I'm in the mood for a trash movie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could watch a trash movie at home. <laughs> uh, Overboard is number four, which I don't know what that is. A Quiet Place is sticking in there. It's uh, number five. I Feel Pretty is number six. Rampage is number seven. Tully is number eight. Uh, yeah, so Black Panther is number nine. And then RBG, I don't know what that is, number 10. So yeah, Black Panther still in the top 10. So Marvel's winning. They got the number one and number nine movie in... Hashtag Marvel be winning 2018 <laughs> in the box office, and but also continue with that Marvel be winning. But I'm and <laughs> I'm still I'm kind of curious of what the second weekend is going to be because of what happened with Black Panther. But but uh, Infinity War opened at a near 200 million dollar opening in China, setting a record. Well, it's because black well, people no. aren't at the forefront, so it's not making them drowsy or whatever. <laughs> Which uh, makes them. The sixth largest movie to open in China. Are the reviews like, we love Infinity War, except when they go to Wakanda, then it yeah. gets too black and I can't see anything. It's so, so yeah, dark. So, <laughs> so next week is going to have like a, a $10 million debut. They'll be like, yeah, we liked it until they went to the black place. I couldn't see it. I was so drowsy. I got so sleepy. <laughs> so, uh, but with the opening, the $200 million opening in China, Infinity War is now the highest grossing superhero movie of all time worldwide at $1.607 billion. Billion dollars. Making it the fifth highest grossing movie of all time, passing The Last Jedi, passing Black Panther, passing Age of Ultron, and passing uh, Furious 7, and of course, the original Avengers. I mean, was there any doubt? No, so yeah, then now there's talk about it possibly hitting two. Will it hit the two billion dollar mark? Because only three movies have only hit two billion dollars. That's uh, The Force Awakens, Avatar, and First Avengers. Uh, no, The First Avengers never hit two billion. Wait, it didn't? No. Wait, what was the other one? Avatar, The Force Awakens, and wait, no, so two movies only hit. Oh, so only Avatar and The Force Awakens? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. no. What the fuck? Titanic. 
Titanic. So three oh, movies. Three. I was like, no, there's three. But I'm like, I don't remember what the third one is. Yeah, Titanic. My heart will go under. Say so only three movies in history have hit the two billion dollar mark. Oh, about to be four motherfuckers, Infinity War. And I think Avatar hit three billion, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. Man, Avatar was not that good. I mean, I liked Avatar. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, it's not that good. Jesus. Yeah, in hindsight, it wasn't. But that was like in the wave of like... That was like the first like really the first big, big IMAX 3D Yeah, the movie. first big 3D movie. So yeah. repeat viewings and all that other stuff. And that was, Ooh, it's so pretty. Yeah, it was very novel back then. Yeah, but now, like, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. That's why James Cameron is saying, Oh, I hope all these movies fail. <laughs> <laughs> See my cat movie. My blue yeah. cat movie. And, and and Sarah Connor, she's the best woman in the franchise. <laughs> oh, God. But somebody that Marvel's probably not happy with, that is the best woman in the franchise. Gwyneth Paltrow might have possibly let slip some spoilers for Avengers Infinity War 7. So, guys, if you don't want to know any potential spoilers for Infinity War 7, skip this part. But Wait, Avengers Infinity War 7? Whatever the fuck the movie is going to be called. Set, wait, I said 7. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm Infinity War Part 4 or whatever. <laughs> What? Whatever the movie's gonna be called. Is it part four? Yeah, well, Infinity War 3. Uh, that's part three, Avengers 3. And this is gonna be part four, but we don't know what's gonna be called. So for the sake of it, I'm calling it Infinity War part four. Part two. It's Avengers 4. You didn't say that. You said Avengers Infinity War part four. You know what the fuck I meant. <laughs> Avengers part four. It's late. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. It's racist. <laughs> but anyway, so she, uh, talked about yeah, what, did, what did pepper say yeah she, uh she talked about avengers 4 and uh things that might be happening she says uh pepper and tony have had a real long journey together she obviously starts as his dutiful assistant and then the relationship evolves and now this decade and now this decade later they're married and they have a child their relationship has evolved in all the ways that great romances evolve so, Burr? They have a child? They're married. They weren't married in Avengers. Well, this has gives more credence to our theory about and they it have, the and, Yeah, and they have a child. Yeah, time skip. So it's like... I mean, he had great... More, it's not really just gray. It looks like frosted. Like his hair and those like behind-the-scenes shots. So I'm just like... I'm like, clearly she didn't mean to say that. Like, Marvel's probably like, no, no, she didn't mean that. She didn't mean that. <laughs> Mickey's like, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, because they filmed this stuff back to back. So she's probably like, I don't know, like frazzled. She didn't know what to say, yeah. whatever. Because none of them have seen the movie. So they didn't necessarily know what goes into what. Into what, yeah, what movie. Yeah, so I mean, I don't necessarily fall her It's got to be why Ty- Chadwick Boseman didn't know he was going to die. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't necessarily fall her for that. But even still, I'm just like, yeah. They're married. They have a child. Dun, dun, dun. Time skip. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to have to be like... A, which makes it... The events in Infinity... I want to see people still complain. I mean, people always going to complain. But, like, that to me really solidifies that it did have stakes. Because it happened. It happened in time past. Mm-hmm. It's not like... It's a, and now it's gone. And now it's fixed. And then it picks you know up I mean? right after, and then they go back and try to fix. No. Yeah, no, like time passed. Like, and, that, and that's really interesting to me because then you get to see how all the characters have dealt with it since then. Especially if they have a child. Granted, we don't know how old that child is going to be, but at least nine months have passed. Did you? Because she has to give birth. Did you see? I don't know if you ever. Did, I don't know if you mentioned it on this podcast, but um, uh, they cat they recast Ant Man's daughter. 
Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, you did mention that. She's okay. she's older. Yeah. Yeah. So there, that too. Like if she's like, we thought maybe it was gonna be like a flash forward somehow, but maybe that's this. Maybe it's literally Avengers. Avengers four picks up like five, ten years later. So she'd be like eighteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that in that way, she's like the new what's not giant woman stature. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Miles Morales. Young Avengers. No, that's not happening. <laughs> but you can get a tease of it. No, it's not happening. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be so fucking cool. It's too black. It's too black. Oh, I'm getting drowsy here. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned complaints. One of, one of the complaints we had it was just one of the nitpicks where we talked about where was Scarlet Witch's accent? Where did that go? So did the, they explain that? The Russo brothers actually addressed it. <laughs> So they said, we have intentionally tried to strip that accent away for a couple reasons. She's not good. (laughs) One is you'll notice at the beginning of Civil War that Black Widow is training her to be a spy. I was like, is she? I don't remember that. Yeah, and the the scene in the very beginning when she's sitting at the cafe kind of like with the sunglasses and the hoodie on. I was like looking for crossbones. I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. I'm like, I don't remember that. But Uh it's like, and two, she's she's been on the run. And one of the most distinguishing characteristics is that she has her accent. So if you're going to try to disguise yourself or hide yourself or not be caught, you're going to try to limit those trigger warnings that would make it easier for someone to identify you, which would include your accent. Clearly, Black Widow has clearly Black Widow as a redhead is incredibly distinguishing characteristic. Isn't for she her. Russian? So she's Russian. She never, she's never had an accent. Exactly. So if they do her origin movie or pre- prequel movie, she doesn't have an accent. I'm like, what are you doing? You know she's not. Gonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is why she has blonde hair. Cat, we've seen walking around in public with a beard, and no one recognizes him. There are simple things you can do to your appearance Question. that take. Is Black Widow's blonde hair her actual hair or a wig? I think it's a wig. Is it? I, I, I thought I read somewhere online that that's her actual hair. Maybe. I mean, maybe she bleached. That's not her hair color. Or maybe she bleached her hair. Maybe that's her actual hair and she bleached it. Mm-hmm. But but the, that's like, the red hair is a wig. Because that's like bleach blonde. But the red hair is yeah, a wig. Yeah, the red hair is a wig. So that's... See, if this, was, if this wasn't Marvel... But I'm sure... I don't think that's her actual hair color. I think she, I'm pretty sure she dyed her. Like, if that's her hair... Oh, she, that's fine. But I mean, it's more convenient for her to yeah. just dye her hair rather than have to wear a wig. Wear a wig, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I... But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are all great explanations. Like, Rooster Brothers are killing it with, like, all these, like, these really subtle, nuanced, like, like uh, things in the movie. But if this was DC... I'd be like, this is all ass pull. <laughs> this is all bullshit. But no, part of me is still like, no, the accent just sucks, and they're just coming out with it. Exactly. <laughs> but because Marvel, I get the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, all right, but okay. But you kind of tell, there's been no moment where they're like, so what happened to her accent? I'd be like, uh, yeah. like she's automatically just like, oh yeah, she's on the run. Like, like they probably planned this stuff. Like, oh, they're gonna ask about the accent. So at least yeah. let's have an answer. Because I'm like, there was, at least, because I'm like, well, they could have had a scene where maybe Black just Widow. One, just one, one line. just a, like a moment of Black Widow's like, your accent's coming out, like work, like do better or something like that. Or one of the characters I haven't seen her in a while, like anybody from Team Stark. Because somebody, somebody also complained. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a valid complaint, but I can see that not really being an issue. Like what they were talking about, uh, she didn't have the accent in the scene where it was just her and Vision. In the room by themselves. Why are you trying to mask yourself in a room where I don't think that's how accents work. You can't just, yeah, it's not like say, you just turn it on and off like that. I was gonna say that's what I was gonna say. Well, depending well, depending on who you are, because like Tom Holland turns it off when he's acting. Uh, no, but I mean like 
in this, if, if the whole thing, she's been like learning how to change her speech. That's just the natural way she talks now. Yeah. Like if you go to, like I said, I had cousins that have gone down south. And then after a year of being down south, they have like a southern drawl. Yeah, it's like John Barrowman. He's Welsh. But he, he, he used to talk about, especially when he came over here to America, he would get made fun of because he came here when he was young. He would get made fun of like early on because of his accent. And he worked to train to get rid of his accent to sound more American. Mm-hmm. So you, th- you think he's American, but he's not. Like I even, thought he was. Yeah, <laughs> even when he's in like BBC shows, like doing uh, Torchwood and stuff, like he still has an American accent, but that's because he got he got, he worked to get rid of it. Hmm. So even when I heard that criticism, I was like, well, why is she speaking in her normal? I'm like, yeah, I was like, that is really that's not how accents. Yeah, with the way they're describing, it, I don't think it's a thing where she was like she's consciously doing it. It's just like she trained it out of her. It's just so funny if you give them the benefit of the doubt. It's like, yeah, okay, I can kind of see that. But if it's DCEU, you'd be like, bullshit. But, I mean, again, it's, it's about building goodwill. Yeah, it's about, like, how much thought, I think, does go into the, especially the Russo brothers, go into their stories, as opposed to the DCEU, where I don't think there's any thought that goes into those stories. Yeah, we're going to make a connected universe. Let's do Blackhawk. Yeah. <laughs> Why I'm is like, Superman suddenly really happy out of nowhere? I don't know. You wanted it. <laughs> why, why does Clark and Bruce love each other so much? I don't know. You wanted Even it. Even on the very last movie, they hated each other. Yeah. I don't know. I don't not like you. Like, oh, my God. But yeah, but speaking of being well thought out and planned, so uh, also another thing that the Russo brothers talked about, they mentioned uh, the whole scenes in the trailer, why they weren't in the trailer versus why they uh, weren't in the movie. Oh. And so they said, we use all the material that we have at our disposal to create a trailer. We look at the trailer as a very different experience than the movie. And I think audiences are so predictive now that you have to be smart about how you craft the trailer because an audience can watch a trailer and basically tell what's going to happen in the film. I love them. We consume too much content. So at our disposal are lots of different shots that aren't in the movie that we can manipulate through CG to tell a story that we want to tell specifically for the purpose of the trailer that are that's not in the film. Yo, just... And that's so, so smart. Yeah, like, it's funny they spelled it out like, yeah, that's exactly yeah, what Yeah, so did. they talk about that that wow. running shot with like the Hulk and all of them in the background. They said, yeah, that shot that you're referencing was never in the movie in the version that you saw. It was never created for the movie and it was only created for the trailer. That is so smart. Yeah. And so another thing they mentioned, the line... Uh, why didn't they do that for... Why don't they, do that for, why don't they do that for all movies? They should do that for all movies. But like even for, for, for the things that specifically extremely spoil the movie... Like fuck. I mean, that's not even a good example because Batman v Superman, Doomsday thing, you just shouldn't have shown those scenes. <laughs> not at all. You shouldn't yeah, have shown Doomsday at all. Yeah. But yeah, but they also mentioned the uh, fund is something one considers with balance in the universe. Blah blah blah. They yeah. said, "Why well, wasn't that in the movie?" And uh, they said, "Well, that actually was scripted for the movie that we replaced with another line that we thought was a little more specific to the storytelling with Ooh. Gamora." What I was think. Did uh, you say what it was? No. Oh fuck! It, it says I think he used wait I think he used to say that on Nowhere to Gamora when he emerged from the reality cloak, as in as the ether exposed him, and I think we ch- oh that makes sense. And it says we changed it to a little something that was more specific to the storytelling. Oh, so maybe I that remember. moment of uh, I thought you loved me, daughter, or some shit. When he walked but out, we, he was but like, you um, "One can never tell reality." You can never tell reality or whatever, but now reality is mine. Yeah, maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, though, that that's a better line than um, this does put a smile on my face for that scene. 
I thought you were going to say more. <laughs> no, that was it. I disagree with that. That's God, they're great fucking filmmakers. Well, speaking of them being great filmmakers, you want to know some more about Infinity? Because like I said, a lot of it is Infinity War news. What's up? So, they also asked... Ask you a question, Michael. Yeah. Post-Infinity War, who lived and who died per post the snap from other characters that we've seen, but maybe we haven't seen in a while? Mm-hmm. So... Your favorite character has lived post snap. Who? Howard the Duck. My favorite character. <laughs> Your favorite character. <laughs> That's like a joke response. Like nobody cares. <laughs> they said he survived. The Russo brothers also said Aunt May is still alive. Okay. From the snap. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, time he's sk- dead. time skip. He's dead. Yeah, so like to see her reaction years later, but she's like fucked up. She's no longer Aunt Bay. She's Aunt Drunk. <laughs> yeah, I bet you she is. I bet you there's going to be like some severe like repercussions for that. Yeah, and 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 I hope they touch on this in the next movie. Nakia survived, but she's deep undercover, so she doesn't even know. Mm. You think she's actually going to be in the movie, though? I, I doubt it. I mean, if there's a time skip, there's got to be a moment that she comes back to Wakanda. That's true. If she's in Wakanda. That's true. They, if they go to Wakanda, she better be there to be like... Where's, yeah, where's what the, the fuck did I mean? like? What the fuck happened? Yeah, especially again. If there's a time skip, there has to be a new monarch. So it's got to be Shuri. She got to. I'm pretty sure there's somebody. There's got to be some way to get a message across to her. Just like in the first Black Panther movie, he was I'm getting my dick down. In the prediction now: Shuri's the Queen of Wakanda, but Okoye is the Black Panther. I said that. When the hell did you say that? A couple. I said maybe there's a. First of mo- all, you can't. You cannot take away Okoye being the Black Panther from me. I've said that day one. <laughs> but no, yeah, you said that. But I was like, well, because because the moment that was like Okoye's be queen. There was a moment where <laughs> there was a moment where somebody you said, uh, well, maybe if there's a time skip, maybe sure he could train to be Black Panther. I was like. I was like, and you was like, but and you said, uh, but I want Okoye to be Black Panther. I was like, well, maybe you can have your cake and eat it too. Where maybe s- instead of Shuri being the Black Panther and also, uh, all right, fine. So it's, it's our prediction together. But the Okoye Black Panther thing is mine. Yeah, because I mentioned, because I mentioned like the deleted scene. Because I, I, I remember, I remember this. I was like, kind of like the deleted scenes where we already saw that that the king doesn't have to be Black Panther. The king can still be the king while T'Challa was the Black Panther. Yeah, but I never, I thing. never like thought Okoye would become queen. I just thought she would become Black Panther. So, but I hope that I hope that's the case. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it says Nakia's deep undercover. Like, do you want Shuri to become my Panther? No. Okay, I'm just I'm just curious because I remember you saying that at one point that you know I know Shuri becomes my Panther in the comics. I don't know if maybe yeah this version of Shuri I don't see it. Me either. No. But yeah. Uh, so who else did they mention? They mentioned that uh, somebody also. Oh, uh, they said Lady Sif. She's gone. Really? Mm-hmm. She disappeared from the snap. I mean, snap. she's already gone. Yeah, she's already, she's already gone. <laughs> Is that how they can river forever? <laughs> but she's not coming back from the snap. Also, um, uh, uh, Jane Foster is gone. <laughs> I'll get to that. Are you serious? But they said uh, Betty Ross, she's gone. All the characters they don't want to deal with anymore. Matt Damon, he's gone. <laughs> Who the fuck cares about Matt Damon's character? But yeah, so they asked about... Uh, Jane Foster, they asked about Korg, they asked about Meek, they asked about Shuri, and they asked about Ned. Ned and, Leeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Royal uh, the Royal the the Russo brothers said that would be too spoilery to spoilery to reveal. Who are the ones that are spoilers again? Jane Foster, Korg, Meek, Shuri, and Ned. 
So hmm. Jane Foster's the new... Th- well, no, the store's the There's There's lies. Yeah, story. <laughs> why does she matter then? Yeah, why are you bringing her back? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have a phone conversation? Or because she knows about astrophysics? I don't want her. Who cares? So- <laughs> I don't want her either, honestly. Um, Shuri, I mean, and Shuri, she's I'm like, alive. she's definitely alive. Yeah. Well, why she's is- not. She's alive. What if she's not? She's alive. <laughs> I hope she's not. I hope she is. But I'm just saying, like... Who's going to fix Vision? <laughs> oh, well, Iron Man. He's still around. No, he doesn't, He didn't think about it. <laughs> why, didn't you, why, didn't you, why didn't you just connect with whatever? Because we didn't think about it. I'm sure you did your best. <laughs> if Shuri is dead, then Okoye, I think, would be queen. Would she, though? Wouldn't, uh, the, wouldn't the mother take it, then, by default? I guess that's true. Well, she's dead. <laughs> but, I mean, Umbaku was going to become king or whatever. Yeah, but that's only by combat, not by default. Yeah, maybe. If she's even around. Is Angel Bassett in that movie? In the Avengers? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. No. <laughs> so then, yeah, if she's not in the movie, Okoye's by default and queen. But I'm like, for Jane Foster, too spoilery to, what the fuck? That's weird. What part would she play but, in but this? But we're also dealing with the Russo brothers now. And now that they, I know they purposefully throw shit out there just to make you start speculating things. I'm like, is she though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you anymore, Russo brothers. You might be just saying that shit to make you go, huh, spoilers for Jane Foster. Spoilers, she's dead. You know what I mean? Like, it can be that easy. <laughs> well, speaking of another director, that and this news actually came out while we were recording the podcast, so I missed it. I didn't and get to talk about it. What, what if Ned Spider-Man? <laughs> he, he might be. Awesome. But yeah, this news came out while we were recording the podcast, so I didn't get I didn't get to uh, bring it up. But you already I already know you know about it because you po- you posted about it. But yeah, James Gunn revealed what Groot's oh. last words were dad? during Infinity War. Dad yeah, to Rocket he called him Dad, which makes it way more emotional. I am Groot. Like I don't know what I thought. I, I didn't even really think about yeah, what I didn't he think, was saying. I didn't think about what he said. Yeah. It's the he implication just, is like... He just said, I am Groot. <laughs> like, what's happening to me? But it's even worse that it was dead. Oh, my God. And then, of course, the internet has to take that. And the rock is saying, no, no. Yeah. He lost him twice. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, the internet took that and made it more emotional. Whereas, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like a comic where yeah. it starts off with him as a twig Groot. And he says, like... I'm your new father. You can call me dad. He's like, I am Root. And his friend's just like, no, you're not. And then it's like him as like the little baby Root. And he's like, you got to call me dad. And he's like, I am Groot. Who? And like, he's the teen <laughs> no, Groot. I didn't see the... Oh, and he's teen Groot. And he's like, he did something wrong. He's like, language, mister. And he's like, I am Groot. And he's like, I, you're not my real dad. And then the last panel was him dying. And he goes, dad. I'm like, no! <laughs> Emotions! <laughs> Yeah, so James Gunn is pulling those, and I'm like, what is what, what is what James Gunn like? He just loves pulling the heart. He did that shit the last time. Where he was like, well, actually, this isn't the same Groot. Oh yeah, the, the first Groot died. He likes sniping people with like the Groot emotions like after the movie's over. Yeah, I'm like, what are what are you doing, bro? Just you could just leave well alone. Like just he just said he I am Groot. Just say did I like Deadpool did I leave the stove on <laughs> that's what he said but I like I like how possessive he is with the characters cause you know he actually like oversaw all the dialogue for them in, for the Guardians in, yeah. for Infinity War yeah yeah. that's awesome and uh like, the, he, and he the really song, wants and, the voices to be the same in every iteration and the song and actually this isn't in my news but it's something I read that you just reminded me of what? so but James Gunn there was originally a moment in the movie where uh 
Remember where uh, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, pulled the trigger on Gamora and it formed bubbles? Yeah. That wasn't originally in the script. What was in the script? Originally, he he, he wasn't going to pull the trigger. Uh... But then Chris Pratt made the suggestion, and uh, I think he ran it by James Gunn, and James Gunn was like, actually, that's perfect. And then they talked about it to the Russo brothers, and the Russo brothers was like, oh, yeah, that, that works better. Where they, he's, Chris Pratt was said, he's like, no, Star-Lord would actually pull the trigger. Mm. And so they added that into the movie. Hmm. And I think that's, I think, yeah, I think that's a much better decision. <sighs> oh, you say also the song? The song that they chose when they showed the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, uh... Nah, I forgot the song. I was just about to sing it. I don't remember it. Rubber Band Man. That's all I know. <laughs> but I don't remember how it goes. See, I wish that Taika Waititi... That, that song came from James Gunn. I wish Taika Waititi had the, um... What you call it? The same kind of, like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty Thor sure he movies. has some. But, but... Everybody says the same thing. They wish that when Thor showed up, it was... Ah! Like, when he came out with the hammer... Mm-hmm. Or at least like throw it in there a little bit, like pepper it in somewhere in there. But they didn't. No. But I, I don't know. I really appreciate that because I even Cause watching that is, it, Thor, that is that that is Thor's song. <laughs> yeah, it is. But even watching um, Infinity War, not even knowing that James Gunn had like oversaw the dialogue for the characters, I was like really surprised how one to one the voices were with the other times we've seen them in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because they mentioned before that they, like they, they consulted with the other directors. Like from... Everybody's voices felt the same. That's what, like, and it felt like more genuine to the, the movie where it's like all these different tones and different characters coming together. And it's like, no, these, are, these aren't like... Because Age of Ultron wasn't like that. Age of Ultron felt like Joss No, it Whedon. all came from Joss Whedon, yeah. Yeah, it was just Joss Whedon. But also, to be fair, though, like most of... Pre, like... I would say phase three and even a little bit of phase two, like most of Avengers came from Joss Whedon. I mean, or or this of Avengers cinematic universe, this Marvel MCU cinematic universe. Even before I mean, it's not true. No, no. I let me let me let me finish what I was gonna say. I, I'm yeah. gonna say even before, like, yeah, other directors did other movies, but yeah. even then they would fly Joss Whedon in the right right scene that's why he was so burnt out from like Age of Ultron stuff like that because he was directing Age of Ultron but he he also had to fly he also had to fly to London to help write for Thor for Thor for Thor Thor the Dark World he also had to fly into other places to write for like Iron Man like they were also they were all have him come in to write these scenes for these other movies but that was all post Avengers and they were trying no even even um, he was he wrote for uh, I think he helped write some not the whole movie but I think he helped write some of the first Thor movie Really? Some of it. I guess maybe some of the jokes. Like he, parts. he, he, he wasn't. Like he wasn't. That. He wasn't a director, but he was always a writer in the MCU before they gave him the Avengers. Anything other than the like first a, like, like, movie? A, like a script, moments? like a script doctor. But it's not the same thing though, because like especially either way, before or after Avengers, it's still not the same thing. But I just mean like he might have come in and like did like some script adjustments and changes or whatever. But the voices weren't a hundred percent him. Like all the dialogue wasn't him. No, not all of it. So, so I'm saying, but like it felt like an Infinity War. Every, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure all voice. of it wasn't. What? I'm pretty sure all of it wasn't James Gunn. I'm pretty sure James Gunn put his input. But no, no, no. I don't think no, he, he wrote all the dialogue. He, oh, he wrote all the dialogue for the Guardians. Okay. Yeah, I, I read that specifically. But um, I but even but not even the Guardians. Because I was gonna say, I'm pretty character. sure I'm pretty sure Scott Derrickson didn't write all the Doctor Strange dialogue. No, but but I think the Russo brothers are so good at. I, I think they probably went back and watched all those movies and got the, the, the mannerisms and the writing for each of the characters and translated that into their own script. Because 
it's it's very noticeable when you watch something like Age of Ultron, where it feels like everybody talks the same, as opposed to something like Age Infinity War or Civil War, where each of the characters like their their personality shines through from the individual movies, like and not just not just their personality, not just like their jokes, but also the, just their voice, like the way they talk, the way they sound, the way they communicate, like they all was like done perfectly for Infinity War, I think. I think it also works, whereas the difference is like even when you go to Age of Ultron and stuff like that, for the most part, with the exception of, say, what, no, because we haven't even gotten to Civil War yet. Because I was going to say, for the most part, every single movie was a different director. So, like, there was a different... The, the same director that... Or, or the person that did uh, the first Avengers didn't do Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. person that did Iron Man 1... Wait, wait, that's not true. But, but aside from Iron Man 1 and 2. No, no, no. First Avenger, Winter Soldier, and Civil War were all the Rooster Brothers. Mm-mm. Russo oh, Brothers, no, no, right. Russo, no Brothers came, Russo Brothers Russo came Soldier. in and went to Soldier. Yeah, you're right. So the only, the only one you had was uh, John Favreau did Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah. But uh, I think Kenneth Branagh did Thor 1 and then somebody else did Thor 2. Yeah, or maybe Kenneth Branagh did Thor 2. We didn't even try. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't like, there was not a single moment where I was like, this is not Joss Whedon talking. It was like every single line of dialogue was like, this is Joss Whedon. This is Joss Whedon. That's Joss Whedon. <laughs> and it really, in hindsight, like, I like the, you know, I like the Age of Ultron, but in hindsight, like, there, there are some times where it's like, that's like one too many quips. Like, even when, at the end, we're supposed to be like really heavy, Captain America's like knocking Ultron bots off the fucking uh, Sokovia floating in the air, and he's still making jokes. He's like, like, Oh, what's that? I couldn't hear you. Say it again. Like as he fall, as the Ultron bot's falling or whatever. I'm like, oh, Captain America would not be taunting the villain he's fighting as he's beating it. You know what I mean? That's yeah, not Captain no. America. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I appreciate. I like the Age of, Ultron, Age of Ultron, but I appreciate the writing Rooster Brothers. Do. Yeah, I like Age of Ultron more than most people. Me too. I agree with that. But I, I'm just. I, but I I do understand the complaint of like the Joss Whedon aspects made it kind of. You know, one note. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't know how to transition that. But. <laughs> the next news. <laughs> Moving on. In other news. So, yeah. So, uh, going on with the Russo brothers doing talking about their uh, process with Infinity War and all this other stuff. So, again, another thing somebody asked was why was there no moment between Cap and Iron Man and them resolving what happened Fuck. with them in Civil War and I'm just like that's movie. gonna happen in another movie yeah. but people still asked and they gave they gave an answer why weren't all the things in this movie I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you do realize this movie ended with the original Avengers still alive so they're going to address it like what the fuck that's what you know uh, good marketing you wanna keep the people wanting more so but, of course you like whatever everything had to be in one movie Jordan and then also people complain in Civil War about like oh there's no stakes because they're just gonna be friends in the next movie well, they didn't even get to talk in this movie. You know what I mean? So it's like... But yeah, but their response was... No, I want more. <laughs> they said, our first sort of wonky draft had the idea that they had to get back in the same room together and deal with that. This is Actually, this is the uh, writer saying Ooh. it, not the Russo brothers. But it meant that you're slowing down... Wait, your... the Russo brothers didn't write Infinity War? No, they just directed it. The fuck? Who wrote it? Uh, Christopher McFeely and... Uh... Wait... Are these the same writers from Civil War and Winter Soldier? Um, something, Christopher McFeely and something Marcus, whatever. Oh God, I didn't even figure out who these writers are. Like, no, yeah, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Are they the same writers from Winter Soldier? Like, have they been following they were, the they wrote, they wrote Winter Soldier, Winter, they wrote all the Captain America movies. Okay, so, wait, so even the first Avenger? Yeah, they wrote all the Captain America movies. 
Oh, okay. Well, then I, I kind of meant the same thing then, because you said before you corrected me about the director. I, I thought he was. I thought they were directors and writers. No, they didn't write. So it. then, fuck it. I mean, I'm not gonna say the director's job isn't important, but like, what's more important is pen to paper. Like, what's when in it, the on no, the page. when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to television. Television. This is why they say television is a writer's medium because the writers have the end all like they're the end all be all but when it comes to movies the directors could take a script and they can completely rework and change and that's and, fine by the end of the day like it might not be the script like they'll still get credit for it but that the script that they might have submitted might not be what the direct what you might end up seeing on page well on some level the outline's still there the outline basically. well that's that's what I mean like that's still that's a hundred that's very that is I still say that's the most important aspect of any movie. If you don't have a good outline for a movie, I don't care how good your improv is like Taika Waititi does, you gotta have something there for something to be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, yeah, what's... I gotta but I don't out. even know if Taika Waititi wrote Thor Ragnarok. I think he just directed it. I'm, let me look it up real quick. Taika Thor Ragnarok. I feel like he had a writing credit on that, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he helped, but I don't know if he wrote the screenplay. He might like... Hold up. Keep talking, but I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. It's just, it's just to me that the writing is more important because that's what carries over. It's really like the the voice, the overall structure of the plot. No, Taika Waititi just uh, directed it. It was written by Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, and Christopher Yost. Then those writers were amazing. But then also, but at the same time, Taika Waititi improv most of that anyway. <laughs> so that outline, you know, who knows if they wrote good jokes? Taika Waititi brought his humor and his his own sensibilities to that. So that's a little bit different. But I think in the most in most cases, the writing is the most important, more so than the director. The director can elevate a good script, but if the script isn't at least decent, then you're working with shit. Because there are moments where the script is bad, but the director is so good. Yeah, I'm not saying a director can't elevate good source material, but if the source material is shit, like you're 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 turning like shit into gold, basically. That's much harder to do than if you're working with a good script at like. Uh, you know, at first. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they go. They go on to say, uh, "Yeah, uh, our first draft uh, had that idea. They had to get back in the same room together and deal with that. But it meant that you're slowing down your Thanos Infinity Stones quest to deal with other threats from the other movies. And that became as much as we wanted to do it, and as many times as we wrote those scenes, it became clear that this movie needed to be propulsive." And be about Thanos and what he represented to the Avengers. So they didn't want to slow slow down the movie and focus, especially considering that they said this is Thanos' movie. Yeah. That would have taken away from this being Thanos' movie. Yeah, you're preaching the choir, man. It makes no sense if people complain about that. Well, you want to know something else that wouldn't have made sense? What? And this is all coming from the writer as well. Well, guess... I'm, and I'm, I'm going to have you guess first. So the scenes between Tony... Doctor Strange and Spider-Man were not originally going to be in the movie. It was going to be Tony. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't going to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man wasn't going to go to space. It was going to be some another Avenger that goes with Tony and uh, Doctor Strange to Titan and to space. Um, and it's very random. Uh, that's the only hint I'm going to give you. It's random as fuck. Oh, so it's not even somebody that was in that original it's New York. Random movie. as fuck. And it's an Avenger we already seen. Oh yeah, it's not like a new character. Yeah, I'm like kind of Marvel. <laughs> um, random as fuck, eh? Hawkeye. Are you Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye. No, but close. Black Widow. No, that's not close. <laughs> How's Hawkeye close? <laughs> uh, what the fuck 
this close to Hawkeye? Quicksilver? Fal- Falcon. Falcon? <laughs> Why was Falcon there? Exactly. <laughs> All right, you really heard my argument about the good script thing. <laughs> so... There was one version where Spider-Man did not go to space and Falcon went to space. In the final cut, it says Spider-Man takes uh, takes off for the cosmos with the meds, blah, blah, blah. But it says instead of that, we had... Uh, it's, yeah, he says, uh, and it was it was fun. It was interesting. And it was always great to have those guys in various situations. And there was a lot to do with them in both situations. But we, were, we, we, we weren't getting as much emotions as we could have gotten if we brought them back with the people that they know that they because duh yeah like Sam Wilson is so random with Tony Stark and Doctor Strange but even like take that Strange out of it just Tony Stark yeah, and Tony Sam Stark. Wilson they don't really know each other like that I think the and only thing he's done on is he blasted them that yeah, one time on top of that on Civil War they were on opposite sides so yeah like who, why would you not immediately be like well why wouldn't you take the surrogate son with the, the, the well they dad? eventually figured that out yeah <laughs> but that's why I was just like, it's random as hell. <laughs> and scriptwriters wrote that part. Yeah. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all fucking up. <laughs> but see, at that point, it's almost like see, that's why it's so like it's so I don't know ambiguous what your role is as a director and a writer. Because at some point, if you if you're rewriting that much, you're a writer. You're not just a director anymore. You know what I mean? Well, that's why they say film is a director's medium. Yeah. But the right, but the writers, I get, they still get credit because they they wrote the skeleton more or less. Yeah, the writers are just putting the body on it. They need to just be more de- fucking upfront with what the person does in any of these movies, <laughs> instead of like, oh, yeah, he did something. <laughs> you know, like the cinematog, like the director has nothing to do with the sh- like the shots and stuff. Like the cinematographer is behind all of that, but they're the director is the one that's approving everything. Mm-hmm. <coughs> like Zack Snyder's, I thought actually the one being a cinematographer for his movies no but he's got a very specific style that you associate with him yeah the cinematographer knows the what the director like has in mind and the shots that he kind of wants but they also still put their own spin on it yeah but another person that puts their own spin on things so the moment that was one of the funniest moments of the movie where's gamora i'll do you one better oh i saw who's gamora why is gamora so yeah that wasn't, in, that wasn't in the script. That was improv by Dave Bautista. And that's one of the best jokes in the whole movie. Like, that that killed in the theater. Yeah, so uh, they were talking about uh, the Russo brothers. Uh, Marcus, uh, somebody said, the writer, who went to Dave Bautista and was like, okay, you're good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. Yeah, so that was so that moment, in addition, like if it just ended in addition to the, the Spider-Man moment, that, those were improv. I'm pretty sure there were other ones, but those are the most prominent. Yeah prominent improvs but like that literally took the joke from like an okay joke to an amazing joke yeah like if it just ended at like who's Gamora that's not really that funny well I don't think well with that moment it wasn't supposed to be funny but then that ending of it why is Gamora that made it funny I don't know it seemed like that whole scene was supposed to be funny it's a very jokey scene anyway because whenever the heroes fight each other it's like there's no tension because like you know they're not, they're not gonna kill each other <laughs> There was tension in Batman versus Superman, Jordan. Was there? <laughs> yes, there was. Martha. <laughs> Martha. That's his name, you dumbass. But this is mom's name. Speaking of tension, so everybody's speculating what the title of Avengers Four is going to be. Is it going to be Endgame? No. 
Endgame. <laughs> no, the Russo brothers said that's not it. Oh, they, are, they actually confirmed that? Yeah. Oh, wow. They said, what they will say, the closest that the closest one yet was Avengers Forever. And then he joked and said it's going to be called Avengers Almost Forever. Almost Forever. <laughs> the closest one's Avengers Forever. The closest one is Avengers Forever. Hmm. You got any guesses? And then they uh say where where is the quote? Avengers. You can't you can't do forever just because it's like Batman Forever. Ew. <laughs> Avengers, assemble. Avengers never ending. Maybe never ending story. Avengers. <laughs> Uh, I can't find it in this article, but basically they 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 say something. I remember reading that they said the actual quote of the title of the movie isn't like a pre like a comic book issue that's come out before, so you can't go look to comics and go, oh, it's gonna be called Infinity War two or Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, so it's something made up. It's something made up, but the closest is forever. So Avengers Infinite. <laughs> that's, that's too close to Infinity War. <laughs> But it's also close to forever. <laughs> forever. Infinite. Infinite Avengers. <laughs> nah, it's fucked up, Brandon. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't think of anything. Avengers Eternity. <laughs> Avengers Eternal? Also Batman. <laughs> Batman Eternal is a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that got that that got me curious. I'm like, what is this title? If, Aven- if Avengers Forever is the closest. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, I'm interested. I guess we'll find out. But something else we'll find out. So, and it might prove my theory to be correct. So, basically, yeah, Quicksilver has been uh, seen on set. They have pictures of Quicksilver on set of Avengers 4. Okay. Was it, what was your prediction about Quicksilver? Him coming back. That's your prediction? I said that way, well, this is before. My guy. Everybody's been saying Quicksilver will be coming back since Age of Ultron. That's what I was going to say. I've been saying since Age of Ultron that Quicksilver is coming back. We can't can't just start saying everything's a prediction now. That's a prediction. When he died, I was like, oh, he's going to come back in in the Infinity movie. Everybody said that. No, they didn't. (laughs) They didn't? No. Everybody didn't say that. I did, so. Well, fuck you. I mean, it makes sense, though, if we're going to do the time travel thing. You think he's gonna come back? Come back like I, permanently? I, I said I want him to, especially considering what's going on with the Disney Fox deal. Like I'm like, you can't have Magneto without his kids. Do you want him as their Quicksilver though, like permanently? Mm, I mean, we not know that, not we, without access, especially. I mean, we know it's not. We, I mean, they could pull a Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, the, he, he doesn't have it anymore. I, I wonder like, what he But they're look not like. gonna get Evan Peters because it's a different oh, universe. Like they're gonna recast him. So I, I think if, I think if anything, if they do bring him back permanently, it's gonna be him. Yeah, they're not gonna recast him unless they pull a, unless they pull a roadie and he doesn't want to do it again. Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't excited about his his version of Quicksilver, so I'm not like, yeah, I can't wait for Quicksilver to come back. I think part of it is because I didn't like the accent, and then he wasn't the accent, he, he wasn't yeah. there that much. He was just zooming, and then yeah. that was it. Didn't see that coming. And then in Godzilla, he was then, boring as fuck. So yeah, I, can't, then, I can't even compare him. I mean, I like him, but he, I mean, it's not like he, because I mean, I like him in quick, quick ass. Quick, <laughs> kick, oh, kick, kick ass? Kick ass. Yeah, but that is a Quicksilver type. He's very mousy and kind of wild. Plus, he didn't have much to do. So I'm like, maybe you give him more to do. Maybe we'll, because I'm like, even Scarlet Witch didn't really appeal to me that much until Infinity. More, until, more so than him. Until Infinity War. Even Age of Ultron, I liked her. But she had more moments than Age of Ultron, too. Like, the Hawkeye thing. Yeah. 
Um, That's why I said he didn't really have much to do. So give him more to do. Maybe he'll. I would like to see what he looks like in a full because his suit was like just Under Armour, like just like like running Under Armour was his suit yeah, in he, Age of Ultron. He, he, yeah, and sneak, he like sneakers like Nikes on. Yeah, he had the Walmart brand. Yeah, he never got a full suit. And then plus, like he had like that that like you know beard and stuff going on, like the scraggly homeless guy beard. So if he like, I want to see what I want to see what he looks like as I like, fully realize. Like slick back hair, like shape, like clean shaven, full suit. Maybe it was no accent. Me. No, no <laughs> accent, especially that <laughs> Evan Peters. You know, <laughs> yeah, death, death killed my accent. Death killed my accent. Yeah. <laughs> Little known fact: when you die, you lose your accent. That's how it works. But uh, so yeah, so uh, they talked about Captain Marvel. And they basically said Captain Marvel is going to be even bigger than Wonder Woman. That's their prediction. And wow, they they left nothing to the Mar- imagination. Marvel, Marvel pulled his dick out and said, "No, that's Kevin Feige said. Yeah, that's what's going to happen." You think you like Wonder Woman, bitches? <laughs> wait, well, just wait. So they said. I mean, they set it up perfectly. Yeah, they did. So they said though Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Avengers: Infinity War were all different and original movies. Nothing is going to be as different and original as Captain Marvel. The upcoming movie from Anna Bolden and Ryan Fleck is going to change the Marvel Cinematic Universe and give us something no one has seen before and something that no fan is expecting. Wonder Woman was obviously considered a very important movie for women, but Captain Marvel is going to blow it away. It will completely redefine superhero movies, similar to how Marvel Studios changed everything back in 2008. If you thought Infinity War was a game changer... You're not ready for what's coming in Captain Marvel. Like I want to say bullshit. No, but I, Marvel's I so like, Marvel's uh, so good. I'm like, it's like, why uh, are you doing this to me? <laughs> like I, I want to say bullshit so bad. Like yeah, all right, PR motherfucker. That's all just fucking PR buzz. But it's like they could do it. <laughs> it they could, definitely it could, could do be it. Be that good. I don't know how. And I mean, also consider it's Captain Marvel. Like that's a character we don't even really like that much. Yeah, maybe not in terms of what it represents. Because I mean, Wonder Woman came first, so by virtue of that it'll be in the hearts and minds of people more. Like, you always remember your first, kind of like with virginity. <laughs> you always remember your first. So, I'm like, so on that aspect, I think Wonder Woman is going to be in the zeitgeist more. But I'm like, it definitely probably... especially be a better movie. Yeah, especially because of the layup Infinity War gave it. I'm pretty sure to topple Wonder Woman's box office. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to not beat the Wonder Woman box office, but just in terms of the quality of the movie itself, like... You know, there's a third day. And I'm saying it's going to be a game changer. Game something. changer. Like, fuck. Never seen before. I'm like, what? what are they doing in this movie? I'm just I'm like, just saying, she, like. Is she going to fuck a scroll? Like, <laughs> whoa. Like the, what, That's a game changer in your like, mind? The shape is a shape of water. <laughs> like, what is. Wow. <laughs> but with, uh, I don't know. Like, like, a third of Wonder Woman wasn't that great because of that, that climax. Yeah, the third weird. act. Yeah. So, if I mean, it's very possible that they could nail this and make it legitimately the best female superhero movie to date I'm, I'm, these comments make me go oh, now I'm even more excited <laughs> yeah I mean I can't I can't imagine give me some Kamehameha blast that's all I want well something else I can't imagine so yeah we'll go back to 2008 the very first Iron Man guess how much that suit is worth $300,000 close $350,000 325 Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like between both of them. <laughs> so, yeah, that suit is worth $325,000. That's back when they had a full suit, right? Yeah. And now it's not. It's like just the 
like an upper torso piece. And CGI parts. Yeah. Well, that suit was stolen. By who? They're trying to figure... Los Angeles PD is trying to figure out... How did it get stolen? That is a great question. Like, where where is it at that it needs to be stolen? Uh, and first of all, how do you hide something like that? Like, it's a fucking Iron Man it's suit. A, and it's a full suit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how did what you What can take you do it? with it? Yeah, how did you take it? Like... How'd you take it? What's your plan with it? Because now you can resell it. It'd be like a super hot commodity. And yeah. you'd immediately know, like, oh, that's the Iron Man suit. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, located at the movie prop storage facility in California. Is it a nerd? Is it like, like this? It's got to be a nerd. It's the only person who else, who, taking it. who else would want that? And yeah. then, or somebody that knows it's worth three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. But you and, can't resell it. Uh, maybe. But it's like you like go over. You like put that overseas. put that shit on a plane. It's like, <laughs> the black market or something. I don't know the black. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that works. Or maybe they just want it in their closet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if someone steals it, it's like only for you. Because if you try and sell it, it's immediately like, oh well, he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, they they gotta catch. They gotta have some type of markers or whatever to catch that on the internet for mm. red flags. Hmm. But yeah, it was it was stolen, and so they're doing an investigation to try to figure out who took it. Catwoman stole it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, some more with RDJ. This is something I actually wondered myself. So they finally came out with how much did Robert Downey Jr. get paid for his little 15-minute cameo in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. And it's more than what I make in like 10 years. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> but yeah, basically he made $10 million for that 15 minutes. It's like when you're that stupid rich, like what are you doing with that money? Like, yeah, because he made like $50 million just for Avengers. <laughs> like what are you doing? Like... Does he have like 20 yachts? Like, how does it work? He's got a... I don't know. Does he have his own Iron Man suit? He should. <laughs> probably. I mean, he probably stole it. <laughs> it worked. He wouldn't have to. He could buy it in straight cash. No, he stole it. Cash money. Winona Ryder doesn't need to steal things either, but she's still shoplifted. <laughs> doesn't she? <laughs> she seems kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, and news that surprises no one, absolutely no one, but it's now official. And I'm like, why did it take you guys so long? But now officially in humans has been canceled. It wasn't canceled before yesterday. It was canceled when it was like it first aired. <laughs> when episode one dropped in IMAX, it was canceled. Are you kidding? Well, according, according to ABC, it wasn't official. That's why I said the news that surprises absolutely no one. Wow. <laughs> but the humans was like the most poor man's Black Panther possible. <laughs> but in, it's black. It's like Black Panther, but it's on the moon and it's white people. But a news that surprises me, because I didn't think they were going to start talking about this too soon, but Kevin Feige came out and said that uh, they are working on doing Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. Already? That's what I said. I was like, I didn't think they would be doing it this soon. But No love for Miles Morales, though. <laughs> he said, right now, we're looking to get Captain Marvel out and, get, and, and shoot that and stuff like that with Brie Larson. But after that's out, we are definitely going to do... Kamala Khan Miss Marvel but because she's so tied to Captain Marvel's origins we want to get focused on that and get that out first yeah that's like a sequel material yeah and then do Kamala Khan hell yeah getting on the road to new Avengers that's something we're definitely we're definitely looking into he said Kamala Khan is under definitely underway we're get him and we get works. her get Nova young Nova yeah that's another thing I, think it's, I, Nova? I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Sam Oh, excuse me. I think it's gonna be Sam Alexander, not Richard Ryder. Yeah, same. 
Because then you also got the... Which the, kind of boring anyway. You also got the Tom Holland aspect where you cast a young actor and you get to keep them for a while. Mm. And they can and, be buddies. And they can grow into the franchise. And yeah, they could be buddies and mm-hmm. do like a Spider-Man Unlimited type thing where he has his own team maybe, which I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they could do like a Champions. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. With no Miles Morales. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> But speaking of something that is also down in the pike, this is more in the comic book aspect. So, Marvel Comics is has decided, because China is such a big market, and I'm like, why is it taking them this long? But they have, they're introducing their first set of Chinese superheroes. And, uh, and they're leading their first comic. And the first comic is going to be called Warriors of Three Sovereigns. And it tells the story of an 18-year-old Lin Lai who takes up a powerful ancient sword to battle an ancient evil being based in Chiyou. I don't know. A tyrant who ruled China 2,000 years ago. Lai's adventures will see him seek out his archaeologist's father after he fights a zombie disguised as a delivery man. Whoa. What? <laughs> and, as, and leaves home. And the other title is going to be called Cyclone Cyclone, which is about a guy named Li Ling, known as Cyclone, who can feel and control air air currents. And she also is the guardian of an eastern financial hub and destroys a building turned Gollum in her first adventure. What the what? fuck is this? <laughs> what is it? A Chinese superhero? Chinese superhero. First Chinese superhero comics from, from Marvel. Oh, so this is a comic, not a movie or something. No, but eventually they're probably going to probably turn it into a... Okay, so she's Chinese and she's got Chinese-based powers. Got you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's like it's like the China. They're like, wait, DC has a Chinese Superman. Let's make Chinese comics. That's what it sounds like. That's pretty much what it is. I want to read that Chinese Superman comic too. I do too. I keep reading. But something I'm not looking forward to that I forget about on purpose because it was trash. But Finn Jones came out and was talking about. Uh, Iron Fist season two and he basically was like yeah we came at this season with a fierce ambition guys relentless work ethic passion and optimism I think the story some stunt practice <laughs> I think the story we've told and the journey of the characters has been that had that have been on this season is unlike anything you've ever seen before it's gonna be great so I'm like oh so that means you're gonna be recast it's gonna yeah, be great I don't, I don't trust that bro. anything you've ever seen before so, are you being replaced by Michael Tan <laughs> or Louis Tan? Louis Tan? I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, I'm not excited about that. I'm like, whatever. But it's looking like the, that he's devoting more time to the choreography. And I'm like, you should. And granted, it's not his fault. Like Netflix only gave him three weeks, yeah. but even still, it's like Netflix. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> now you're supposed to be the world's greatest martial artists, martial artists, and you didn't give him time to train. Like three weeks is nothing. Three weeks is nothing. Or at least give the man a fucking mask to throw on, so you can have a stunt double. Yeah, like give him this. Give him this. Put on the suit. Yeah. <laughs> give him the suit. Not even the suit. Just give him a mask. That way, at least you can have a stunt double. Do oh yeah, all part, the part of his suit is the mask. Yeah. That's all you need. Just in the but do, it, but do it better than Black Siren. <laughs> Please, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of something else, where I was like, "What are you doing?" So yeah, so AT and T and Time Warner are. Uh, supposed to merge and it's looking like the deal might go through if the time warner and at&t deal goes through that might put a kibosh on the disney fox deal because comcast offered fox 
way more money than Disney to uh, do the merger. But Disney, I mean, but Comcast, but Fox didn't take it because they thought that it wouldn't uh, that the that the government wouldn't approve it because they would be too big because they also own NBC, then they own Fox and yada yada yada, and that would create uh, trust issues and yada yada yada. So they thought it would be too much red tape. So that's why they decided. That's why they decided to choose Disney over uh, Comcast. Mm-hmm. But they're saying if the AT and T deal goes through, then that essentially eliminates their fears from red tape, and then they might cancel their deal with Disney and go end up going with Fox. And so according to this article, it's saying that might put a halt on the F- X-Men Fantastic Four and stuff going to Disney. Yeah, whatever. Until I end, it's something definitive, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, whatever. So. I was like, business speculation is like, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, something that'll make you happy. What? Cobra Kai has been renewed for season two. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> on, YouTube, on YouTube Red. I, I knew that. There's a, they released like a little quick teaser that just said, oh, they season did? two is coming. Oh, yeah. they did? I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, it's official. Season two. And it ends on like a, a very open-ended spot. So it was even within the series, it was like, it's definitely going to be a season two of this. And it's got, it's got like rave reviews. Like people love that shit. Oh yeah, like it's definitely put YouTube Red, YouTube, YouTube Red on the map. Yeah, like, it's too good for YouTube Red, honestly. Well, nobody, nobody gave a fuck about YouTube because yeah. they had other shows on YouTube Red. Nobody gave a fuck. Oh, I didn't even know that. See, it's... Yeah, they have other shows on YouTube Red. I, I watched one of them that I actually, that I liked. What? Uh, it's called... Uh, clearly didn't like it that much. Warrior, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, Single by 30. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's, it's pretty good. It's with uh, Harry Shum Jr. from uh, Glee. Is that hit too close to home for you, or how's that? Fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> just, I didn't even think about that. Now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna cry from this part. I can't even finish. I can't even finish the news because I'm like, he's too emotionally. I'm raw too emotional too. right now. <laughs> but uh, something that gets me excited, but now um, maybe not so. So yeah, they're saying that the Obi Wan movie is gonna start shooting this spring. Oh wow! Yeah. And they, they be, haven't they haven't said if it's gonna be Ewan McGregor, but but who else? Who else would it be? Word. If so, it's anyone if it's, else, if it's anyone else, trash. Fuck this movie. <laughs> but uh, they say yeah, the project is moving along, and we're hoping to shoot by spring spring uh, 2019. But part of me is like, and I'm gonna be a straight up hypocrite because I said okay. that's the movie I want. But now because of all this other stuff, like we got Rogue One and the Han Solo, it's like now I'm like I don't care anymore. Give me some, give me something new. That's what I'm saying. They're all in the same time sp- time period, so it all feels the same. Yeah, Rogue One, Solo, and, and that's Obi-Wan. why I said I'm gonna be a hypocrite because this is the one I want. I said I wanted this movie, but now because of everything else, because you got everything else before. That's all. And, yeah, like, if you had gotten this first, you'd be like, oh fuck yeah, Obi Wan movie. But, but this yeah, is after now Rogue One I'm just and like, Solo. I don't care. And then also on top of that was well, John Favreau. Like he, he's doing a Star Wars TV show and he said it's going to take place seven years after Return of the Jedi and before The Force Awakens. Well, that's kind of interesting. That's in between. But the, even still, I'm like, it's still all in the same. So it's building up the, the, the Empire of the First Order? Yeah. And like, so uh, I guess. Just go to the past. I guess Ben Solo would be a toddler or whatever. Yeah. But even st- I'm like, it's oh, all... Oh, but that's interesting. They do follow the early life of Luke Skywalker and Ben Solo. I'm like, Solo. it's still all in the same. Give me something. Yeah, but... Okay, but that's the problem, though. If it's... Uh, but no, it's I not going to be based on that. It's going to be completely okay. new characters. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, it's gonna be new characters, and maybe like some of the characters will show up. That's I hate that in that world. I hate but it's, the cocktail. I hate why did why are there so many shows now where it's like the thing you want to see that's only the side yeah, dressing. Kind of like, like kind of like kind of like Rebels takes place like a little bit after a New Hope or whatever. Yeah, or, or is all it before, the best no, parts of that goddamn show. Hope? No, it's a little bit before New Hope. Yeah, and all the best parts of that goddamn show like tie into like Darth Maul and Obi Wan and like characters you know. But it's like, no, it's not about them, though. It's like, yes, why? It's, new, it's new characters. Like, why would you not want to give me the thing I want? Like, the thing that you know I want. Like, no, 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 we're going to do something else. It's like, what the, I, don't, I don't want that. Yeah. So, yeah. Something that... I mean, yeah, but for Star Wars, just go to the past. Make, make it different. Like we said before, go to, go to the uh, Old Republic. Speaking of something that I don't want because it's coming, I'm like, it's too little too late. Like, why the fuck... Didn't you guys realize this from the beginning? Like, who are these people coming up with these decisions? So, an executive at Warner Brothers basically uh, came out and said, like, we've got big plans for Superman going forward, and we want him to be the glue of the DCEU. Oh, I read this today. Yeah, and so with that, they're saying now there's going to be a Man of Steel <laughs> movie coming out. It's so funny. When and- I read it, I thought that it was referring... I thought there was an old article talking about, like, before BVS. Mm-mm. That's fucking hilarious. No, so yeah, they're saying they want they're they're eyeing for Man of Steel two to come out in 2020. Wow. But I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you coming out with these comments now? As if this is the first Superman movie. Yeah, we're gonna make Superman the glue of the DCE. He should have been that. I thought that was the whole point. Yeah, of Man, it started with Man of Steel. Like, what are you? What are y'all doing? You know how Robert Downey Jr. was the first like Iron Man was the first Marvel movie, and he became the glue of the MCU. Uh, wasn't that the plan with Superman and the DCEU? Why, yeah, like, why would you start with Man of Steel? Then? What are y'all doing? I don't understand. And even if that wasn't your plan, I don't think I don't think they had a plan at, when Man of Steel two was released. I mean, Man of Steel was released. But if that wasn't your plan, and all you're doing is copying Marvel, how wasn't that the first thing you thought of? Like, no, 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 it's not about Superman. No, it's about Batman and Wonder Woman. Like, what, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, build. A universe. Build a universe. <laughs> you don't just make movies and try to tie them together after the fact. Like, and Superman should have been the glue of that universe. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> DCEU is like the Cloverfield <laughs> of, of of superhero movies. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like unrelated movies that get tied together after the fact. <laughs> yeah, and I'm almost done. But speaking of all, again, we're like, what are you guys doing? Because even them talking about, oh, <laughs> Superman is going to be the glue. Now they're coming out with this saying, oh, well, you guys want Harley Quinn? Well, guess what? The Harley Quinn movie is going to be rated R because we want it to be a girl gang group. How does those, those two statements don't make sense together. It's going to be rated R because we want a girl gang group? We want it to be a, a rated R girl gang group. What does, it, what does it have to do with being a girl group to have it be rated R? They're, gonna, or, or they're, the go, they're going to scissor each other. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'm in now. Uh, all okay, right. that's, that's all it takes? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Uh, who cares? Uh, Harley Quinn, Catwoman, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, this is something I... Forget, forget the R-rating, make it NC-17. That's what it's porn. Well, speaking of something else I don't care about, because I'm like, what are, what are you guys doing? So, The Flash. He uses the speed force. Yeah. Reverse Flash has the negative speed force, yep. which is supposed to be the opposite of the speed force. And, and yet it doesn't work like the opposite in any way, but yeah. No. <laughs> That is not true. What are you talking about? So Scott Snyder is coming out with a new Justice League comic, and it's going to pit the Flash against his greatest opponent of, the, and the greatest opponent of the Speed Force. Who? The Still Force. 
The still force? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the fuck was smoking and thought that was a good idea? The still force is an energy in the universe that's trying to slow everything down exponentially. Trying to stop everything. Trying to bring everything to a standstill. And it has its own characters. It has its own figures that are connected to... <laughs> and they never move. So you've never heard of them. Yeah. It has its own characters of who, who are connected to it. And who who you who, who might not even know they are, and it's a complete <laughs> enigma to Barry at this point. Really One of the greatest villains, Gorilla Grodd, might have a leg up on him how to figure out how to control the Still Force. What Gorilla Grodd's been all about the Speed Force lately? Now he's gonna try and get this Still Force shit. But I'm like, how does this like Still Force? Is the person standing still? Yeah, can you? Well, if, if they're, they're, threat, if they if can't they're move? standing still, then it's not. Or if they're moving, then it's not the still force. If they're able to keep up with Barry because he has super speed, then it's not the like. I, well, I they didn't really describe what the enemy's like, right? It's not like no, but they said they're trying to bring everything to a standstill. So I'm yeah. assuming if you're bringing everything to a standstill, you can't move as fast as Barry if you're getting your power from the still force. Yeah. First of all, that name is fucking. It's stupid. stupid. The still force. And then they say it's the opposite of the speed. Oh no! It's Gorak, the master of the still force. He's coming right at us. And then for them and to then look at him just standing there. He's coming right at us. And then for them to say it's the opposite of the speed force, like, isn't the negative speed force the opposite of the speed force? Like, what are you guys doing? I mean, I don't know. The negative speed force is like really convoluted in how it works. It's like it's more like the evil speed force than the negative speed force. I, I don't know, but again, I, I get, is he touch you and you become really slow? Like how the fuck? I, I don't know how it works. This is stupid. You lose your power, like Killer Frost lost her power. Comics it's very stupid. Dumb. Well, guess what? Something- wait, 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 wait. Was Drax challenging the Still Force in Infinity War when he became invisible? He, he was. <laughs> he definitely was. He got bit by the Still Force monster. I, I've mastered the Still Force. You can't see me. And you know what else is stupid? Bleeding cool. Bleeding cool said this is from a, a very reliable source. But DC is doing another crisis, and they want to remove the marriage between Clark Kent and Lois, and Batman and Catwoman. We just did. We just got this. We just exactly. Cat, Batman, Batman and Catwoman aren't even married yet. Why are you trying to remove it? What, They're what, already trying to remove What are you doing? 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 Are like, you there's, doing? There's, there's barely a quo. You're already gonna fuck it up. Like <laughs> it's like there's like that much status quo, and you just want to throw it all away already. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, because it's saying the heads the heads up in DC do not like the marriage. Why? Between because they feel they feel a lot of comics they hate feel marriages. like it, they feel like it ages them, the characters. Yeah, they're old. Yeah, they just Superman just celebrated his seventy fifth birthday. Yeah, it's like why are you why are you afraid of like old like I hate old out of touch executives of anything because they assume that kids don't want to see adults. That's not like kids. It's not like kids have an aversion to seeing adults as superheroes. Like, there's other entry points for kids to kind of see themselves in superheroes. Like for Batman, it's Robin. For Superman, now they have John. Like, there's other ways to for these kids to identify with these characters. Them being married doesn't like make the people go like, "Oh, I don't want to read this now that they seem old." That's the same thing they did with Spider-Man. They fucked up his story. Yeah, they fucked up the Mary Jane. And funny enough, the Renew Your Vows books where he was married and has a kid, they've been selling better than the main Spider-Man books. And that's the alternate universe. Yeah, because you know what people like? Things that change. Yeah. Not just keep resetting the fucking status quo to zero every fucking couple of years. 
That's why I'm like, what are you How guys? How do they not get this? What are you guys doing in comics? I don't you know. You build. I don't know what you're doing. Like, look at the MCU. You know why people love it still? Because it keeps building. Not because it's like every Avengers movie is like, all right, we reset it. Like, no. This soap opera is interesting because things keep growing off of each other. I don't know. I feel like well, I'm, I'm preaching the choir here. <laughs> last two bits of news. Speaking of something that's growing off each other. So, we didn't know if Rick and Morty was going to get more episodes. And they've officially been renewed for 70 more episodes. <laughs> yeah, which is actually more, like, I think it's only like 30-something episodes yeah. filmed. So, so money. They finally got the money they, they finally, wanted. They finally got the money they wanted. That's what they were waiting for. So 70 more episodes. We don't know how they're going to space that out, like in terms of how many episodes per season. Work. It takes a long time to release a season of Rick and Morty. Yeah. So this is like 10 more years so, of Rick and Morty. Yeah, 10 more, 10 more years, basically. 10 oh, epi- shit. Wasn't that his joke? 10 episodes a season. <laughs> but didn't he joke about that? Nine more years, Morty. Nine more years. My full season arc. Yeah, he did. <laughs> my full series arc is done. I'm getting that Szechuan sauce. I swear to God, if the last episode ends with him getting Szechuan sauce. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, this is something that you were gonna bring in when you was talking about breaking news. Breaking news. Oh. So yeah, so there was talk. So let me actually let me rewind. Okay. So Fox has been going on a cancellation spree recently. Like they canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine. They canceled Lucifer. They canceled a bunch of different shows. They uh, were gonna can- they canceled The Exorcist. They canceled Last Man on Earth. So because of that, uh, they didn't know if they were gonna cancel Gotham. And so they came out and said the 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 life of Gotham depends on what they do with Lethal Weapon, because Lethal Weapon is a show on on Fox right now. But they but they're having issues with one of their main actors who's playing Briggs. Because he's an asshole, like he's treating the cat, his fellow cast members, the crew, like he, they're treating him. Terrible. Is the black guy? No, the no, the Blake guy. is the white guy. Okay, the guy that is playing um Mel, Mel Gibson's character. So he's uh, he's, he's, I, he, he, yeah, he's emulating Mel Gibson. <laughs> hey man, whatever gets you in character, yes. <laughs> so they said whatever happens with him or or that whatever happens with that show is going to be determin- determinative of what happens with uh, Gotham. Okay, and so instead instead of canceling Lethal Weapon, they replaced. Uh, that guy with uh, Sean William Scott from American Pie, and so because of that, people are like, "Oh shit!" So they canceled. They can't. They uh, recast the guy. So that means they're going to renew Lethal Weapon. So that means Gotham has been canceled. And uh, so they're replacing the main actor. They're replacing the main actor with Sean William Scott uh, again. Oh yeah, uh, that'll work. That'll what's his well. What's his face from uh, American Pie? Uh, the goofy one. Not, Stifler. Not yeah, Stifler. That's Sean William Scott. So yeah, so uh, they officially came out. And said that Gotham is actually, it's not canceled, but it's been renewed for one, they're doing one final season. So season five. They're, gonna, they're, they're basically at the end of that yeah, show. Anyway. Fifth There's and nowhere fi- else to go. Fifth and final season. And, it's, and it says uh, the final season is going to actually feature Bruce becoming Batman. But I'm like, but he's still a kid. Well, I guess they. Now he's he's basically a man at this point. He's like yeah, but he's, 17. That's still a kid. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Batman became Batman until he was like 25. Dude, you're really quoting what happens in the actual Batman well, I mean, comic yeah, in this but, show. But I'm saying, but for him, like, for, him show, but for him to Joker, be like Batman at his age, it'd kind of be weird. Whatever, Superman was Superboy at one point. I'm like, even Cameron Monaghan, whatever his name is, he's tw- he's like 27. Damn, he looks mad young for his age. But I mean, but so what? Superman was Superboy at one point in the comics. Let him, let him be Batboy. <laughs> he's Batboy now. So yeah, fifth and final season. I of, am Batman. <laughs> fifth, fifth and final season of Gotham. Good. The show's over. Like I, I was telling you I, this I earlier. I don't watch it, but it doesn't. I, I mean, I barely watched 
I watched parts of the first season, parts of the second season, because I thought it was going to get good, because people said it was going to get good. It didn't. I fell off completely. I was telling you earlier that, like, I, the only thing that kept me watching at all, and not regularly, just to pop in for episodes, was Joker, Jeremiah, or Jerome, whatever. But now, even this season, he's like, Jerome's come back, and they've replaced him with Cameron with his, Monaghan's with his twin, twin brother, yeah. which is him. <laughs> but they call him Jeremiah, and it's just a different version of Joker he's playing now. But, like, I've seen clips of stuff online, and I've watched those, but I have not had the, the, the strength of will to even pop in, like, a whole episode to watch. And that's fucking sad. If, if Joker yeah, I, I gave up on, get me I back gave in, up on Gotham in 13 episodes of season one, so. I couldn't do it. Like, I, I, halfway in, I was just like, I can't. This is stupid. So I, I would start coming back for, like, big episodes. Mostly Joker. But I'm not, that even doesn't hold me anymore that's not even a hook anymore for me yeah fifth and final season i don't even know if they're getting a full tw- it doesn't say if they're getting a full 22 episode season or like a 13 episode season it better not be a thing where he doesn't become batman to like the very last episode that's probably what they like with smallville like I, I i think that he didn't become superman to the very last episode it's true but you don't emulate fucking smallville that show was like <laughs> they're gonna do that that's what they're gonna how do. old is that show like we're beyond that like we have real superhero Should, shows why don't, if clearly it's an alternate universe why don't gordon become batman yeah, even that. I mean, they did that in the comics. Fuck. Yeah, he gave up. Sm- he gave up smoking and everything. Give him a robot suit, <laughs> a robot bat suit. And uh, well, finally, so I I do these two together since they're kind of in the same thing. So Hitman's Bodyguard is getting a sequel, and Sherlock Holmes three is coming out. Christmas has got got an official release date. Christmas twenty twenty. Man, you really should have ended with that Gotham news because both of those news are. Who cares? <laughs> you didn't like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I love the series those. Is better. I like those two movies, and I like Hitman's Bodyguard Hitman's too. Bodyguard was okay. I'm not like, oh, I need a sequel to this. No, I, I, I like those two movies. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Yeah. And Sherlock Holmes, I, I like Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. But I mean, did you watch the BBC series? I didn't watch the BBC series. That's why. It's better, like in every way, and it's it's like an hour plus episode. Yeah, but also you're comparing a movie which to a TV series. With a TV series, you get more time. I understand that. But I mean, I've seen it, so it's completely like I I could wait for a third installment of Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, which is like eh, it's all right. Or you could literally watch like nine movies, <laughs> like literally they're basically feature-length films. Like each episode is almost a film. Uh, but it's also been so much time since the Sherlock Holmes too. I'm like I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> They weren't that memorable. And then, like twenty for twenty twenty, that's another two years. Yeah, they were they were good for the time. And maybe that's the the future proof himself in case he dies in Iron Man four. I mean, Avengers well, 4. he's gonna he's gonna die. You think he's gonna die in Avengers? I 4? think he's gonna die. You think him and Captain America are gonna go? I said it's either gonna be either one or the one one, one or uh, one. Chris or Evans is making it seem like he's not gonna come. Yeah, back. I was like, it's either gonna be Iron Man or Tony or both of them. That's I I don't want to lose both. I don't think the universe can can handle losing both. And I'm kind of leaning more towards Tony because I read a while ago that the little boy from Iron Man 3 is coming back. Like, he has scenes in Avengers 4. I'm like, why would they bring, why are they bringing him yeah, back? Yeah, I remember when you mentioned that. Yeah. Like a funeral scene. Why are they bringing that kid back? Maybe for Captain America. He doesn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't know. have to. He's a fucking kid in the world. <laughs> yeah, but still, he's connected to Iron Man 3. Did he have a Captain America toy? No. It was just, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. I don't remember Iron Man 3 that well. But I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying, but like, I don't know. I'm just going off of what Chris Evans has been saying about him not coming back. 
And I, I don't want both of them to go. Like, I mean, you know, maybe he doesn't die. He gets trapped. I think you mentioned this. He gets trapped in time with Peggy. And he gets to rewrite that history. Yeah. Still. Like, you know, that's still dying. So there, there, there's <laughs> that effectively way, being dead. There's that way of having their cake and eat it too. He's still alive with it, you know, if he wants to have a you know a moment where maybe his career to his the career that he wants to have goes south and he'd be like, guys, can I come back? And they'd be like, Oh yeah, let's get the time stone and bring you back. Yeah, yeah. we need a, we need you for another mission, Cap. Yeah, I hear you. But I, I don't know. I, just, I that's still effectively dead in my book, so I don't want them both to go. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. You should watch Sherlock Holmes, though, the BBC series. At least, like, the first I gotta, episode. I gotta watch Sherlock Holmes. I gotta watch Cobra Kai. I gotta watch Lost in Space. Okay, no, there's... Gotta, is Lost in Space really on your, on your list? I mean, a lot of people keep saying it's good. Really? I've heard it's just all right, at most. I've heard a, lot, I've heard a couple of people say, I need to check it out. It's good. They do a lot of different things than the original. I'm like, I don't know anything about the original, so that doesn't mean... That's another thing. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, if you don't even like the brand, I don't feel like you... Care. Well, I've never seen the brand, so it's not, it's not that I don't like it. I've but never... that's what I mean. You don't have an attachment to it. It's not good now. If you watch that movie now, you probably would hate it. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's like, like 60s technology. Like... No, not the... I, I, keep, I keep forgetting there's the one before the other one. But I'm talking about the one that came out when we were like younger. Which is like 90s or early 2000s? I don't remember. The only Lost in Space I used to watch was Space Cases. Cases. Oh my God. What a throwback. Holy shit. I remember that show. Harlan Band leaps before he looks. Susie's wow, smarter than a million books. Rattle's really super strong. <laughs> what? Andrew Thamos. Yo, your head made the craziest like circular movement just now. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> I can't believe you actually remember the whole theme song. I don't remember the whole thing. Android download function is wrong. Dude, you remember any of it. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I don't remember. You remember episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> I don't remember. That's fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> At least Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of aged well. Uh, some episodes did. I mean, Space Cases. No. Never mind. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm like, for real? Space no, Cases no, age well to no, you? Never mind. I haven't even seen Space Cases since I was a kid. I know that shit didn't age well. <laughs> but it looks like so cheap now. I used to want I used to want Susie's powers. Which one was she? The rainbow haired girl? Uh, no, Susie was the, the, the super smart one that could like, she sent like an astral projection form into your body and she could like read, read your mind and stuff like that by doing that. Wait, was she the one with the imaginary friend? That was uh, Cat Katrina, whatever. Man, you know way too much about this show. Have you <laughs> seen was, it recently? No, the, that was. The, wow, I don't remember names, man. I don't remember the name of the show. Now you know how I felt when you were bringing up Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> hey, I'm, also the, I'm not claiming I'm a huge fan of Are You Like uh, Space Cases, though. I was just surprised that you even remember it. Oh, like, holy no, shit! I space used to watch the shit out of Space Cases. I haven't thought about Space Cases in years. I used to watch the shit out of that show. I think I was, when I was a kid, I watched it, but. There was a black guy. Was it Zach? Yeah, it was Zach. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow, throwback. <laughs> I think that was the show he went to like directly after Power Rangers. I, think, I think that was like 96. What? Like after so he, he was older on that than he was in Power Rangers? Yeah, like after he left Power Rangers, he went, to, he went to... I think there was maybe like a year gap, but then he went to Space Cases. How did he play it off? He looks so much older in Power Rangers. No, it's got to be before Power Rangers. Mm-mm. Or during the same time, at least. Because Power Rangers is in 92. Space Case is in like 96, 97. Power Rangers is 92? So Power Rangers came out in 92. Oh, 93. Yeah, and the movie came out in 95. That's right. 
And he was already off the movie by then. Off the series by then. Uh, no, I'm wrong. Spy- uh, Spider-Man. What? Oh, no. This is when it ended. 98. I was going to say, no, no actually, Power it came is, out in 98. Yeah, Power Rangers ended in 98. No, Space... No, I was talking about Space Cases. No, yeah, I was right. Space Cases Wait, came... did it end in 98? Spa- no, I don't even know Space Cases came out in 96. So it was after he left Power Rangers. Yeah, it must have been. If the movie was 95, he was already off the show by then. Man, how did they make him look young? I, in my mind... He looked younger than he was. In, in, your, in your mind, that's probably not where he's... Yeah, maybe not. Maybe... Look, throw up a picture real quick. I just want to see. But she's like, man, you look old as fuck. How to... But you know what? As a kid, you know how you thought everybody like looked younger, like, older no, than... No, he doesn't look old. This, well, this is him in Space Cases. He looks younger there than he did in Power Rangers. 1996-97, too. Wow. Can I remember in Power Rangers he had like little twists at, by the end? Maybe it's the hair. He didn't have. He didn't, he didn't have like the the kid and play. The kid and play hair. The kid and play. Yeah, where. Yeah, maybe that's what did it. That makes him look younger. Yeah, this high top. That thing looks stupid as fuck. <laughs> when your head can like your hair can double as like a tray or <laughs> like a table. But yeah, the rainbow hair girl. This is what you were thinking of. Yeah, she was the imaginary friend of the other girl, right? No, no, no. She was the real person. The imaginary oh, the friend. Imaginary? The imaginary friend was Susie, the one I was talking about. I said I want her powers. Oh, so Susie was the imaginary. Susie friend. was the imaginary friend, but yeah. she wasn't actually. I remember that scared me as a kid when they switched bodies. Yeah, switched this, this is this is Susie. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Throw Throwback. <laughs> Man. Way to date us at the end of the podcast. <laughs> We're old. There's space cases. Dun, dun. The only thing in space I remember like that was Space Power Rangers. I didn't watch Space Power Rangers. Disgust me. <laughs> I, I stopped. I stopped after Tommy and them graduated on Turbo. That's when I was like, I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Then I'm not watching this show anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't like. Right. It's, I didn't, it's, it was I never, li- I never liked Justin, so he the was the only guy, one that was like. It was a black Red Ranger, and we didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care. Same with me though. I didn't care about TJ. Fuck that guy. So I stopped. Yeah, I stopped watching after they graduated. What What kept me going though was uh, in space to get had a new Tommy because yeah, he people got long hair. Yeah, people were saying it's like space is so dumb. I was like, I didn't know the people I grew up with. They left, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Andros had a, like had the Tommy look with long hair, so like they had like a replacement Tommy for a little bit. <laughs> I don't care. What Tom. a random segue this was. Anyway, <laughs> I guess this is an episode for the week. We'll end it there with, with space cases of all things. Harlan oh, Bam. Maybe you'll, that's what Avengers Four is gonna be called. Avengers Space Cases. Avengers Space. How does that connect to forever? I don't know, but it's in space. They solve space cases. Maybe. Uh, but all right, that's been an episode for the week. It's been Jordan with Mikey, MC Mikey, and we will see. You next week. And I'm being real spiky. All right, quick job. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
level is part of my rap. Are you serious? <laughs> I made it up as soon as I get out the car. I was like, inspiration. <laughs> but I'm like, it, it hit me as I was driving. I'm like, I'm going to forget. <laughs> Let me write it down. <laughs> Are you like becoming like an amateur rap artist? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going pro, dog. <laughs> MC Mikey. <laughs> Just because I got it written down, watch, I'm still fucking up. <laughs> Whatever, have faith in me. <laughs> hey, man, lay, lay down some fat beats. <laughs> All right. Give me a beat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 